from Las Vegas, right outside the lion's den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Jason Thomas. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com. We are live on a Monday night in lovely Las Vegas. Coming at you! Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. A week off last week to recharge and refresh. Coming back to Washougal. And uh, once again, we super appreciate it. Ryan Villapoto will be on. Kyle Cunningham will be on. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, and Fab Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets. Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brat Bar, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optrix all on board with us. And uh, we thank you for listening live on this Monday night. We really appreciate it. Uh, on with the show. Uh, don't forget, hey, you can get this on Stitcher. You can get this on uh, iTunes. You can get this on PulpMex app. You can get them anyways. So we appreciate it. We've got your voicemails. Got some emails to talk about. Washougal has come and gone. Uh, uh, once again, I'm Steve Mathis. With me, uh, a couple of guys that uh, know Washougal well. One of them was there. One of them was not. Uh, former multi-time Supercross, Motocross winner. Former factory rider. The French hero. David Villem and DV, what's up? How are you doing, guys? Hey, thanks for coming by. No worries. Appreciate it. Uh, and Kenny Watson, are you on the show yet or off? He's eating a Subway right now. Okay, all right. Hey, taking you, you your... Got, you got a, a gift card from JT. So yeah, he's yeah. using it. <laughs> that's, that's JT's money. Uh, and producing the show, taking your calls, handling things behind the scenes, hopefully doing some drops, uh, and asking some questions, none other than the Tits Legendary Tits. What's up? Hello. How are you handling the great Ryan Dungey's defeat at uh, Washugo? Your he, buddy. He, your, surprisingly, your... it's not the end of the world. He had a great first moto. He did. Second was looking good. All right. Um, also in studio, uh, he's in Vegas. And uh, hanging out for uh, who knows how long. Um, the RCH team manager, uh, former co-host of the show, uh, the great Kenny Watson. K-Dub, what's up? Hi. How are you? Awesome. Love this guy right here. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Me too. I love that guy. That guy's awesome. Hey, so 
Hey, you guys what? hear anything? You guys, you guys hear anything about Washugal? I heard uh, Vitopoto won. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, you? I, you know what? I heard that he had some problems the first moto. He had some reflection in his eye, cost him a start or something. <laughs> something like that. Brock Tico got a fifth, right? Five? Great in the f- second moto, yeah, fifth place. It's Rook. amazing when you start seventh, what you can do. <laughs> right, best right. start of the year. His average starting spot is fourteenth. Yeah. His best start before that was twelfth. That's always... average. Did you do that? Did you work on those numbers? Average start <laughs> no, is fourteen. No, Mark no, Johnson. Someone does that told him me. that. No, Mark Johnson <laughs> does. We have a uh, we yeah. have a thing every week because we um, have an average of everything. Average. Yeah. Your average? Hey, average hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> we have averages. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You can call in anytime you want. We're gonna, like I said, Ryan Villapoto, Kyle Cunningham. Come on, all right. All right, Laser Gate. Let's, let's uh, get at it. Okay, Steve. so <laughs> there was some shit that went down this weekend. Jab, jab, Moto jab, jab team. Steve. Jab, jab. He started all off. Jab. Hey, Scoop, you're the new hey. Scoop because you got the story out first. You did your uh, job. I wish I almost didn't though. I almost wish I didn't. Come Look, on, dude. and we'll get to that. That's not really a story. That's not the deal. Um, what is that? I don't know. I don't have anything. <laughs> Hit him in the chest. Oh, Jesus. Tits. I can't see. <laughs> I can't see. Hey, okay, come on. Cool Take thing, a right? picture. Oh, Tits has no, a... Uh, I'm not taking uh, any... Oh, uh, no, no, no. Tits has a green laser pointer in the studio. That's a cool thing, right? Shining on DV right now. <laughs> it's, it would work better if it was a TV show, but still props yeah. for the... Props for the props. Hey, hey, and the good thing, in the, the good thing is, so maybe the good thing is, hey, what's the good thing? There's Alessi's jersey on top. <laughs> <laughs> Take another one. Take uh, another one. You got to You got to do this one. Again. So okay, so uh, Jeff Alessi was found in the possession of a laser pointer. He uh, distracted Ryan Villapoto uh, at some point. Um, he um, also uh, shown sh- shined is this on legend? Is this? For real. Mm, yeah, for real. It's known, proven fact. You're not speculating. This there, was, no, yeah, there was yeah, a press yeah. release. There was, so, okay. Okay, so the penalties have come out for this. And I want to get your guys' take on this. Jeff is suspended from getting an AMA Pro license. He's fined $500. He's also suspended definitely from Pro MX results, from Pro MX events. So I guess this, the license could apply for Supercross. We can't raise Supercross because he didn't have a license. For how long? Indefinitely. Right now. Tony Alessi? Uh, had Jeff had Tony's credential on, which is a no-no. Tony's been suspended for the rest of 2013. Wow. Uh, Je- Mike Alessi, um, points were taken away from Washougal. His points were taken away. He was, sus- he was fined five grand, but not five, five grand. If he has a problem, he's put on a year probation. If he has a, a problem in this year, he, he has to pay the five grand. If not, he's fine. It, it's no worries. It's like, uh, held in perpetuity. The team was fined 10 grand. Motor Concepts Racing was fined 10 grand. Basically because Jeff Alessi had a crew shirt on, and he had a headset on, and they consider him part of the team, along with Tony's credential. First off, the offense. Uh, Kenny, what's your thoughts on this? What do you think about Jeff Alessi? Go- First of all, I don't believe that Tony and Mike Alessi had anything to do with this. I, I mm. <laughs> Okay, you're hesitating. I I, no, because I'm trying to think of the proper thing to say. Okay, Did, does this have anything to do with the fact you gave them an iguana? Are you biased? No, yeah, I'm kind of biased, right. but I, I put it this way: like the things that went that they, they've only the only other thing that I've seen go crazy was that deal with Ivan along, you know, mm-hmm. in the championship. Mm-hmm. I never thought he would have done that. You know what I mean? But I don't want to say yeah, but this is what I think happened. I think Jeffrey is, you know, he is 23 years older, however old he is. Yeah, Mike's 25. Jeff's probably 24, right? Yeah, and he's a kid at heart. You know what I mean? He really. 
he'd still, you know, I don't think he really has matured into an adult yet. And I really think that he didn't think he was just joking around. That's the way I look at it. I don't think he was maliciously out there trying to jack with someone. But he's a racer at the five-second card. Villal had it in his I, I, yeah. I, I'm not. Right. I'm not taking it That's back. more than jacking around. I, I, I'm just telling you what, I knowing yeah. him, and, you know, it's a bummer that that had to happen. Yeah. To, you know, it's it sucks for the whole deal, for Mike and Jeff and, you know, their team. But, hey, you know, it's it's cool. It's, it's a bummer that it had to happen. But at the end of the day, I'm glad to see the – promoters doing something about something that's pretty serious instead right. of just slapping the hands. It's a bummer that it's those guys because I respect those guys. You didn't answer the question. Do you think Tony or Mike had anything to do with this? No. Okay. No. DV, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? I, the whole situation. I'll get to the penalties in a second, but on the situation of Jeff doing this. I think it's a, it's a joke that went bad, I think. I don't think Tony and, and Mike was, you know, were into this, you know. Like, I think it was... Um, a joke, yeah. He was like, he thought it was funny. He got caught, and the thing is, it's you know, nobody's gonna get blind or nobody. I think it's it's stupid to have done that. Yeah. But what's worse is about the situation where all the team and the Alices try to cover everything and actually went all uh, uh, paranoid about you know the whole thing, and rather than say, you know what, yeah, you know what. Jeff screwed up. We're sorry. Sorry to Harvey or Malcolm Stewart. And then, you know what? We take the blame. That will not happen again. And, you know what? We screwed up. Well, the direct... And then, yeah. and then now it's like, oh, you know. Hey, Jeff got, got assaulted, you know, by Davy mm-hmm. Coombs. And he wasn't... That wasn't him. That was his ex-girlfriend. I, and yeah, all the, all I, the I deal was I, bad. I guess I didn't go far. The reason... Tony, if, if the... If, I got a perfect example. Yes. Okay. How this should have been taken care of from, the, from their side. Right. There was a, a team back in 2011 that one of their riders took out my guy and was a complete idiot. And I walked over to the team manager, and I'm like, dude, what's the deal with your guy? The team manager looked at me and said, you're 100% correct. That guy's a fucking idiot. And you know what? I would talk shit to him right now, but he left. And that team manager is right there. David Volman. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and that's the way it should have been handled. Like, if someone – right. like, I've been in the situations before with my guys when they do stupid shit. Yeah. If anyone knows anything about right. this, it was crazy because when this all started to go down, I started getting emails from Hart and everyone with the team. And they're all, dude, how does it feel not to be the center of it? And yeah, I'm like, yeah. fuck, bitching. Um, but I feel bad for those well, guys. And, and I guess I should have clarified this. Tony probably reading the, the, the ruling by MX Sports, which is – they did a fantastic job on the evidence and the photos and the – Everything else, um, Tony probably would not have been suspended had he not gone after myself and Davey. I, I think I think that he blew his top. I think he needed to come have his like um, DV said. Yeah, he had to be, com- compose himself. And be, if you're a manager and you represent a team, you can't be that firecracker out in front. I mean, you're talking to the guy that used to be that guy. Yeah. Now I learned purple hair through, yelling at a no, Duke just like Finch. yeah, just yes, yelling right, at people and right. going off. If you're going to represent your sponsors, it's just not your team; it's your sponsors that flip the bill right. and the and the brand. So Moto Concepts, JT, you know all yeah. those other sponsors, you are flying their colors. So you, no matter what happens, you have to hold your composure and represent yourself as a professional, even if your guy is wrong and you're pissed. You have to just swallow your well, pride. I, you know, so I 
And he's done that. He's come off to me a couple times, well, maybe once in the last couple of years, and was screaming and yelling and pointing yeah. and I'm this F, and I'm just like, wow. Did you ever get the finger in the chest? I got that. No, the, the, okay. no, right. no, no. Did he hurt? No. Um, it's going to hurt the fucking – look at that guy. <laughs> you going to hurt that? Exactly. Come on. Frick. Um, no, I think – So, you know, basically but, they, they but, were really upset with what I tweeted. Uh, Jeff, I spoke to – and I, I saw some eyewitnesses. I spoke to them, and I spoke to an official, and they said, yes, Davy Coombs confiscated a laser pointer from Jeff. It was shining it in Ryder's eyes. I tweeted that because I felt like I had good enough grounds from an official and from eyewitnesses. And then I, after, in between the motors, I said, hey, RV, did you get a, shine in, a light in your goggles? He's like, yeah. Yeah, totally. It was right in my goggles, but, you know. Did he know where it came from? He, well, at that point, Davey Coombs had compensated the, compensated the uh, laser pointer from See, Jeff I, I heard so many different stories. I heard he was, he was standing on the, uh, the hill – in people's eyes. I heard no, that, I don't think that ever happened. I think it was all off the start, and it was Malcolm Stewart and Ryan Villapoto. So Tony's behavior after the race, I went over to talk to Mike to interview Mike, as I usually did. And, and Mike's the victim in this. He had a, you know, I don't think he had anything to do with this. No, either do I. I, I don't know. I think so he, I, I go think... over. There's a video on YouTube if you want to see it. I go over to talk to Mike, and Tony goes irate, batshit crazy on me. He starts yelling at me, calling me motherfucker saying he's going to come after me, and how do I know it was Jeff? And I said, I have enough evidence that I spoke to um, the officials and I spoke to eyewitnesses. At that point, Tony said to me, I'm going to put the fact, I'm going to say on the internet that you raped that girl, and he pointed to some girl standing there. And I'm just like, wow, okay. I said, I guess you can do that. Then he told Mike Genova to sue me for slander. So, I mean, all of that. I'm just like going, what is going on here? Is this surreal? All I did was report a fact. And then Tony got into it with Davey Coombs in, as per the, uh, the MX Sports thing. I like, what so, the co- I like what the cop said. Oh, you guys got to figure this out yourself? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so do you, do you, DV, do you think – I'm texting uh, Ricky Carmichael right okay. now. DV, do, do, you, <laughs> do you think the penalty fit the crime? Do you think – I think they, 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 is it too severe? Is it not uh, severe they, enough? Is uh, it the thing is they need to make an example out of this. You know, I think it's more about the behavior of after the fact. That's in you know, uh, rather than the, the laser itself. You know, yeah, I think Tony the, got penalized worse than the guy with the laser. Yeah, the guy you with the mean? laser. Got, <laughs> yeah. You know, Jeff well, will never Jeff. ride. He'll yeah. never make a main ever again. He's he's a horrible rider. He he hasn't done <laughs> shit since he grew up. He, he was born. So it doesn't matter if he has a license or not. Okay. You know, it doesn't doesn't, and he got a five hundred bucks fine. Yeah. 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 But I think that's the behavior after that was crazy. Right. You know, those guys Jeff, are, are paranoid about the universe hating hating them. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's it's crazy, and I think that's that's not the proper way to behave after something like this. You know, the team and and. Uh, uh, <coughs> The, the team was the, at fault because he had, you know, he now, was representing um, the team when he I used his laser. But but the behavior is is not right. You shouldn't do this. You, sh- you shouldn't get crazy on on Davey and on you. And well, if you're gonna not, get crazy, why would you get crazy on the guy that's the owner of the of the owner of the series? And that that if he's right or wrong, well, he can do whatever he, he wants. He said he was gonna file assault charges on Davey for like yanking a credential. Yeah, I, I, I just I just think he lost he his lost composure. his mind. He lost yeah. his composure at the time, and I could understand. 
I mean, I could. I've been there. You've lost your mind. I, I mean, I could understand him flipping out. You've lost your mind on the show a few times. But what? What? You know what? Tits? What I don't understand is he. You know, yeah, some yeah, things yeah. he said to to Davey about you have a kid. Don't you understand? Dude, his kid's twenty three years old. He's an adult. <laughs> so you're gonna go say Mike's twenty five. Yeah, Jeff's twenty. Go press yeah. charges against him. Yeah. He assaulted my kid. Well, I understand he has his kids back, and I understand the way that family works, and I've known him a long time. It's just a bad situation. And Tony, he blew up. He lost his he lost his freaking marbles, and this the way it is. Yeah, There's nothing it, more it, you can say about it. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And yeah, and another thing I think about too, like Mike wears X brand goggles, and I've been in their truck. I build his goggles. I, I've had Mike on the show. I have interaction with Mike and Tony, and at times, I mean, I threatened to burn down the USA team if, if, if compound if Alessi wasn't on the Disney team last year. Now, obviously, I was kidding, but I felt strongly for Mike as a racer. I admire Mike as a racer. I've written it like he doesn't care. He doesn't get intimidated. He tries his hardest for 30 minutes plus two, and he doesn't give a shit, and I've, I've backed Mike up, and then they go ape shit on me. Tony goes, if anybody – has sort of come around to some of their thinking. It's been me. And to go and I'm a sponsor somewhat. You know, one of my jobs is X brand goggles. That's what makes it bizarre. Like, what are you doing? I'm the guy that like helps you out. It, it's it's bizarre. I don't I don't understand that part of it. So the Kenny, the penalties, fine? You're okay with it? D V says they're fine. Yeah, are I they, think I think I mean, they, they they have to make an example about this behavior. I, I That's think it's not more, how you deal with with the situation. Hey, That's dude, not. that was uh, Kenny. Question. He says, "Do you know?" No, I said, "DV says they're fine." Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, buddy. So you need to stay out of the chat room and pay attention when I talk about it. Yeah, come on. You, we gotta act yeah. on the chat room. Anyway. All those people in the chat room are ninety five percent dildos. I just didn't say that. That's a drop. And you're yeah. in the chat room, DV. Yeah, but I'm the other percentage. <laughs> you're the five percent. <laughs> you're the five percent. You're all right. Five percent. No, I think they're. I think what they were trying to do is like. I don't think if that anything happened with Tony's actions, I don't think the the fine would have been as severe towards Tony. Um, and the and the, yeah. I think they still the team still would have gotten trouble because ten grand for team shirt headset. Exactly, yeah. especially giving your credential away. You've given your credential away to somebody. You have to. She was hot, though. No. I mean, it happens in the pits. You know what? I, I gave it one time. Okay. One time was Seattle Supercross. I gave it to Genova's son. Seattle right. 2011. He okay. had to bring somebody in. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. No, but sorry. I'm saying I like. Confess. Like it's a bad thing. It's against the rules. No doubt about it. But it's not. It's not. <laughs> Kenny slapping DB. It's not totally unheard of. But I. The, yeah. The reaction. And also, too, like Jeff Alessi comes across as a massive douchebag in all this. For one, I asked him after the race, what are you doing, Jeff? Why did you do that? It was my ex-girlfriend. Two, he said on Instagram, I found a laser pointer on the ground. Three, he said that he wasn't even around that area. He was on the other side and wasn't even there and was spotting and it wasn't him. And, I'm a f- and Steve Mathis makes things up and Steve Mathis is a douchebag and Steve Mathis is, is out to get him. Like, Jeff, just fucking fall on your sword. You did it. Everybody saw it. Everybody knows. Rockstar Suzuki guys saw you. Admit it. To me, the biggest idiot is Jeff Alessi in all this. His actions afterwards. He was playing around, Kenny, you said. He was joking around. It, it went too far. Okay. All but, right. Yeah, because I get it, that. But the, those guys the, never take responsibilities on what they do. They never have and they never will. 
So it's a tie, actually. Jeff is maybe slightly ahead of Tony in the douchebaggery department in this in this incident. Tony was pretty out of line to me afterwards. So you know, if I do that, I'm I'm Jeff Alisi. My dad is Tony. Yeah. My dad would punch me in the face. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. Yeah, I just Do you know like the, the difference of you know behavior. If it's just Jeff and he admits it, and the team is contrite and apologizes, what happens? Jeff's probably kicked out. Jeff's probably suspended. The team is probably fined five grand, maybe. Well, let me and, ask and you everything's a and everything's done. If you put yourself in Tony's shoes at at the at the point of time, there was no evidence towards him at all. It was all speculating. Even though you said someone told you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, you, no, Tony. He's standing there with his kid, and he talks to his kid, and he goes. Tell me the truth. Did you do it or you're not? And your kid said, Dad, I did not do it. You got you to gotta back your kid, man. Uh, I don't know. You got to back I, your I, kid. You got to back your kid, and that's what he did. I don't so know is he I a bad guy that. for backing his kid? You could t- be the judge of that. But if, you know, you have to, I, I you have to draw if, the line. You have to draw if, the if line. If your kid's known, and I'm not saying Jeff is, but what, Let me ask you a question. What other incidents has Jeff done where he's been such a douchebag to this level? Apparently, and again, apparently, there's video footage of him shooting paintballs at riders at Washougal years ago for, for a local race. He's in the woods shooting riders with paintball. If your kid's known or has done stuff in the past. Okay, that's speculating. You're, you're right. But th- besides speculating he did that years yeah, yeah. ago. No, I didn't see the video. I didn't. Okay, see, okay yeah. so you can't even say that. He hasn't – I mean, Jeff's always been like – I'm not talking about him on the track or anything, but just Jeff Alessi as a person. I well, have I known this okay, as a ahead. long time before this incident happened. You bought him a guana. I'm just saying I've known the kid since he's been right. eight years old. I'm an iguana. So I'm just telling you, I was blown away when I heard this. Mm-hmm. I was blown away when I watched that video, the, his actions. And, you know, I'm not to judge. And I'm not going to say he did or he didn't. You know, he's the only one that knew at that time if he did it. His dad probably sat him down and said, hey, did you do it? Did you didn't do it. Okay. Some parents... Not my mom, but some people's moms. <laughs> you could, they'll have them on video robbing a bank. And the cops go, is this your kid? And they'll go, no, nah, that ain't my kid. Right. Sure enough, it's their kid. You know what I mean? So that might be the other, you know, the end, the end of it. So who knows? But I just feel bad that the whole thing had to go down because at the end of the day, only people it really hurts is the sport and the sponsors. Well, and it's, it's, just, it's not good for the whole, the whole sport in general. We might have Mike Genovo on later to, to come on and talk about a little bit. Um. If you're Mike Genova, uh, your rider got stripped of his points. Your team manager is suspended for the rest of the year. Your team's fined ten grand. I mean, what do you what do you do? What do you do if you're Mike Genova? Well, do you I keep know, racing? Do you just I say? D- I know I mean, how Mike. Like I know how Mike is very strong. Um, has very strong words about the sport and how he th- would like to see it change and how he feels that. Um, there's a direction it needs to go in, and he has a lot of really good points. A lot of really really good points. Right. But some of them, you know, are kind of out there. But he's a, a very big enthusiast of the sport. And he's always saying, you know, why, why are we – I'm doing this because I love the sport, right. because I love this and I love that. He's talking about, you know, sponsors and this and that. I don't know what their financial deal is, but I don't think – you know, you look at their team shirt. It's Moto Concept. You, I don't think that they generate that much money. So for him to pay back into it, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just says, "Hey, you know what? We're done for a while. Let the, let let everything settle and take a couple weeks off and come back, or come back in Supercross, or not come back at all." I mean, if I don't know. You you are a uh, a B two B man. Mm-hmm. You've gotten a lot of sponsors for your team. Mm-hmm. You uh, your connections are um, 
are grand across the, across the way. If you're a sponsor of Moto Concepts, do you do anything for this? Do you? What do you? If you're, uh, you know, associated with the team, does this? Well, there's, and I'm just there's a conduct, there's here. a conduct clause in every contract. Yep. Um, and I'm sure. Well, with Moto Concept being the title sponsor, you know, Mike has conduct, you know, for his riders. And Mike if, Genova, yes. Right. So I look at it. If one of Mike's riders acted like that. And did something like that, what would he do? You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, there was, he, he stood up and, and made a pretty strong point in, the, uh, in a meeting about, about the teams and the team managers and the owners of the teams mm-hmm. really doing something about, you know, the, the kids, the younger guys racing, partying and doing drugs and, you know, still doing their work. But he doesn't believe that it's a, a right that a kid can go smoke pot during the week when he's done riding and he has to pay him money that we all need to come together and this and that well it's the same instance i think as your personnel and your team man- your manager or your mechanics or anybody when they bolt on that shirt weekly yeah they're a representative of your team right so if they act out in any way and could cause losing a sponsor in any other sport if you go to nascar if uh, a tire changer it gets a DUI or gets in. There's a thing. It's a couple of pit crew guys got into a fight with some journalist. Do you know about that? No. And they got into a fight with some journalist at a poor park. journalist. Yeah, he's from like Brazil, and they like beat the snot. What? They beat really? the snot out of him. <laughs> Dude, they got freaking. They got fired and kicked off the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot of things. I really you know I respect Mike tons for doing what he's doing, and you know I don't agree with a lot but, of things but, he says. Yeah, but the thing is with the decisions he made and he's making this. Some of them, you can't really feel sorry for the well, guy. Well, hey. At one point, there's, there's so many people I can say, you know what? If you put that, your, your fucking hand in the fire, you're going to get burned. <laughs> At one point, you get burned. You, you can't feel sorry for the guy. Right, right. You well, know? Hey. So in this situation right here and is, you know, Jeff is an idiot. We know that. We all know that. It's fine. Right. And the rest is, you know what? Take the, the, the laser thing as men and as a professional and not as, you know, like Tony and Mike uh, got it yeah. and, and trying to, you know, defend themselves about something that, you know, Jeff did. That's stupid. Well, so what, what I'm saying you know, is the team, Mike and Tony, they're 100% wrong the way they handled it. They handled it. 100%. Did Mike handle it wrong? What did Mike do? Yeah. Good point. Mike Alessi tried to break it up when Tony came to me. Mike did say, hey, dad, dad, dad. He tried to get in there. Yeah. And then he ran, and then he disappeared. I said Mike. I said Mike Ginova. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not talking about yeah. Mike Alessi. I'm, he's not even in a picture for me. Well, Mike is, <laughs> hasn't done crap. You know? right. like, he's, he hasn't done anything. But the way they handled it, Genova and Tony, is maybe the worst they could have done. Yeah. How can you, you know, threaten the promoter or threaten you you know what i like it's like a journalist (laughs) and they're gonna sue sue you guys and and sue davy for assault the guy's out of his freaking mind you know what's awesome about the whole thing i watched that video just earlier today because i I didn't even know about it someone told me so i checked it out that whole time going on genova's just standing there and tony's lid and he's just pounding a beer watching it (laughs) (laughs) he's just drinking a beer i'm like that's all right with me well but hey you know what though a lot of of teams relax yeah yeah Yeah, i'm not i'm not i'm not saying anything bad about it but this is what's crazy to me if you turn back the clocks a year and a half ago when we all talked about tony taking over david leaving being the team manager we're all 
it's just, it's just it's a matter of time before something is going to happen. No one knew what was going to happen, right. but we're like that, like David said. Who knew it was Jeff that was going to bring down the empire? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> everyone, we, everyone was said, is, is, is that going to work? Having Tony in there as team but, manager? You know, it's they've they always been like this since amateur days. You know, I, I you know follow amateur days in the nineties or whatever, or yeah. in the two hundred two thousands. But it seems like they always like time bombs. They're now, waiting to freaking. DV, you were you were manager of Moto Concepts. Did you? And I don't know if that's why you left, but one of the things that you didn't like was Mike Genova handling hiring Tony and Mike. You were not. You yeah, said we, hey. we talked. We talked like maybe a month or six weeks before he actually okay. signed him. He signed him at, at um, uh, Monster Cup 2011. Okay. So and before that, before the national ha- ended, we talked about who are we going to get and blah blah. And I wasn't really into getting. Uh, Mike and Tony and and everybody else. Um, first of all, as as uh, purely um, motocross and supercross, I don't think Mike has the skills to perform in supercross, and I don't think he has the. Uh, I think he's scared about supercross, to tell you the truth. So I don't. That's why one thing I don't want to hire him for, and then just for the drama that's gonna you know bring in because we're gonna have to. One week is going to be Pirelli's, the next week Dunlops, and the next week uh, Michelin and and Showa Kayaba every week swapping around. What about Owens? They end up with Owens. Oh, yeah, Owens. And I, I, you know, it's kind of like what I didn't want to do. So I said, you know what, Mike, it's your money. You spend like a couple million a year on this thing. You get no money from sponsors because I was there. I know how much they they got. It's nothing. Yeah. And um, it's your money. If you really want Mike and Tony, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. You know. It's it's your right, but I can't I can't really do it. You know I, I don't have I don't need the money. I don't need to work eighty hours a week to to be miserable for you know a year. So right. I said, you know what, Mike, and we were at the at the office at Moto Concepts, and I'm like, Mike, it's fine. Here, here's your credit card. Here's the keys, and you know I'm I'm done. Is and. We we're still friends, you know. Right, like we right. talk, we we text, we talk, and uh, and and I love Genova is a is a great guy. He has like he's really stubborn and close minded about a few few things, but he's a great guy. And I don't, you know, I don't really like to see him like going down that road. But I don't think they handled the laser the right way, not at all. I'll, I'll agree with you. Everything you said, Genova is a really good guy. I think he has a really good heart, and he wants what's best for this sport. I think he is very passionate about the whole industry, and you know, he came into it as a fan, and you know, didn't really know. And once people are around the sport for two and three, four years, all of a sudden they're experts, and they know what's going to work and what's not going to work. And I'm not saying he's one of that because I think a lot of the stuff he brings to the table is on a business standpoint. Right. And I think that he's always looking out for the teams and the riders and how it can benefit everybody and make more money. So everyone's making more money all the way through. All right. Uh, Paul Bumek Show, presented by BTOsports.com. This next guest, uh, he won Washugo this year, uh, breaking his uh, winless streak at his hometown national in a great ride. His appearance on the show is brought to you by Atlas Brace, born and fueled from a racer's perspective, designed by a racer, it's refined over a three-year period by a team of engineers and experts. They, did, they tested it with some of the top professional riders in the world. The end result delivers innovative features, comfort, simplicity, adjustability. Atlas Brace has it all. AtlasBrace.com, Villapoto, and Weimar wear it. Speaking of Villapoto, welcome to the show, Ryan Villapoto. 
What's going on, guys? What's happening? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, always a pleasure. It is, huh? I got a hundred grand burning a hole in my pocket. All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, RV, great Washugo, man. Um, I guess let's let's get to the news of the day before we talk about Washugo, though. Uh, briefly, uh, or tell us the the laser problem you had on the gate. Uh, just basically, I talked to you about it after the race. But uh, for our new listeners, can you talk about it a little bit and how how it hurt you and how it startled you or whatever? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, first of all, you wouldn't think I, you know, you think of a drunk fan, you think of a, you know, a kid, you know, you know, you think of someone not who uh, who it actually ended up being. But yeah, I was on the gate there and thirty second boarded just they were walking off the track and we were all revved up and and obviously concentrating on the gate and there was like a um like a, a green beam um like in my goggles uh kind of moving around and then and then it was gone and the gate dropped and I took off so and not the greatest to start that that moto it was you know still decent but um you know not like the second or the second moto you know I was I was third so um but yeah it was just a little uh you know crazy you know I was just it was right. there, and then it was gone, and then, and then you know, yeah, I have thirty minutes to to race before before telling anybody about it. So yeah, it was pretty uh, yeah, so uh, different. The whole so time, the whole time you're racing, you're like, hey, I gotta remember about this this green laser, this green dot. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't go there with it, you know. Obviously, I was I was trying to yeah uh, had other business to take care of, but um, but yeah, afterwards. <laughs> uh, and then of course your hometown national. So who wants to laser you at your hometown national? Yeah, you know, it was, it was crazy. A lot, a lot of big trees to hide behind. <laughs> hey, uh, so, okay, so the penalties were announced today. Uh, Jeff Alessi, we all pretty much agree that he was the guy behind this. Um, he was caught with a lot of evidence. Jeff's uh, banned, Tony's banned for, Tony Alessi's banned for the rest of 13. Team's fined. Are you okay with this? Are you fine with this? Um, you know, I, I think it's good. You know, I think, honestly, there's been, you know, fines given and things in the past, and, and but really, um, I've been around the sport myself, racing for I think, I think it's now eight years or going on eight years, um, and really nothing drastic uh, has ever really happened. So this is probably the biggest thing that that has happened in our sport um, for fines and and you know penalties and things like that. So um, yeah, I mean I think it's good. I think that Mike himself necessarily probably you know obviously you know probably didn't know it was going on yeah um as for tony and jeff that's a, that's another story um but you know it's for me when actually davy came into the truck and said you know he was Dave, Dave coombs was like fired up he was you know he was like adrenaline was was going and mm-hmm. came in the truck and he told me he he found who you know he's like we got him and i said okay you know and i'm sitting there you know sitting up in the truck and yeah i said okay who is it you know and and he said it was Jeff Alessi, and like I, 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 I laughed. You know, like right. I'm like, no way. <laughs> right, you know, right, I, right. I grew up racing Jeff and Mike and and Tony and right. and everybody knows that that uh, you know it was it's kind of it's kind of the same stuff that's been going and going on. You know, I've dealt with the this uh, this type of stuff. Me and my dad have all of amateurs, so you know it's, it's almost like you know nothing new. Uh, you, you necessarily wouldn't see it happening. You know, you wouldn't think to see it happen in, in the in the ranks we're in now, but it does clearly. <laughs> but it does clearly. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, that's that's. I mean, Watson said it earlier, and um, uh, he basically said it's 
it's good to see them do something. We've all seen different violations happen, and, and, and you get a slap on the wrist or you get double probation. Yeah, I mean, nothing, you know? nothing major, you know, nothing major. So I think this was a, a pretty major deal, you know, like it yeah. was like, you know, like, um, you know, it was a laser pen. And, and from what I was told, um, not like I've like read it myself, but from what I was told, it was, um, you know, the, the, the different colors kind of mean a different type of uh, oh, yeah? laser or stronger the laser it is. And that one is a fairly, from what I was told, a fairly strong laser. And now if that's true, I don't know, you know, obviously yeah, yeah. getting that type of, that type of thing pointed in your eyeball is not the probably not the greatest thing for you yeah yeah no doubt about it well yeah it's it's uh it's too bad it had to happen and i think the most the biggest thing i'm surprised is in this mx sports thing they call me a journalist that's maybe the biggest surprise of this whole you're all right whole deal journalist though that sounds really important yeah Um, i mean one that almost got beat up i i I mean i got to watch this for sand yeah um I mean, we, we, we're sitting there in the motorhome and, you know, oh, yeah, someone, you know, they're arguing out there. Oh, oh, really? Well, let's just slide the curtain open in the motorhome. We had front row seat right there. Got to oh, watch I, you. oh, I know. Everyone was, it was like. You almost, you almost got an elbow in your face. Well, the video only showed, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff came at me again. The video doesn't show that. He came at me again and said, I'll knock you out. And I said something like, are you going to do something? And then, like, nothing happened. And Did Genova, he have his backpack on still? No, I had my backpack on. Did he have a backpack? Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, yeah, so it was uh, entertaining for everybody. Were you going to pull the hockey move? Like pull the <laughs> shirt over his head? Yeah, just start pummeling him. I- I'm not much of a fighter, but, I mean, if he would have took a swing, I would have had to fought back. I'm not going to be like, oh, dude, ow. I mean, I guess it's Why'd go Why did you do that? Right. I guess it's go time, <laughs> you know, if you swing at me. But, um, hey, uh, Washugo was good. Uh, that pass on Stewie in the first moto, that was ballsy, bro. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, like obviously after Redbud, um, put myself on the outside there and and uh, got hit, got kind of got hit and went off the track. You know, that's 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 kind of the risk you take by by doing that. But yeah, I was able to make it make it stick there, um, yeah. at, you know, up there on top of the hill. So um, he had said in press conference that you know it's that that uh, passing him on the outside, or he had mentioned something about passing him on the outside. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, just kind of funny a weekend later, it ended up happening. Yeah. Do you have anything for Arby? Yeah. The thing is, that jump over the Ross Power Hill yep. is kind of dangerous because everybody seems to come together on that they, one. They, we they saw drift, it in, yeah. a, in a 250 class. And right before Ryan passed James, they actually hit. You know, like they hit almost like in the air. And then, you know. Ryan, you went all the way to the to the outside. I, I don't think he was like winning for that, but uh, he thought he had the yeah, inside like, line. You know, actually, we were we were talking about that because me and Jake were talking about it because like Rattray was Jake was talking about Rattray, like you know doing that. And the problem is, is like you know, like he said, you you just float. Like you, your tires are just off the ground, and yeah. you just start to float into each other. Like it's really it's kind of kind of weird. It's 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 a little dangerous in the pack. You know, you just start to catch air and then and then you're floating there's no there's no stopping it after after the tires are off the ground is this the craziest thing the lessies have done to you in your career i mean there's there's gotta be some amateur um, stuff that was you know yeah i mean pretty much you can i mean back in the day you know like tony and, and mike and, and jeff those guys were pretty in with with the whole amateur scene and you know they they knew that they could pretty much pull anything off in amateurs you don't see that in you know in, right, in professional right. racing side of it. So, yeah, it's like I said, it's it, it's a bit like uh, crazy to see it happen uh, racing nationals. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
are you relieved that idiots like me don't have to ask you about not winning Washougal anymore? You finally, finally did it. Uh, you know, I, I mean, yes. I, well, I wouldn't say that, but like I said, I've always like if any track I really struggle at for for outdoors, mm-hmm. um, I'd have to say it was it's it's that one. Um, I don't, and I don't, I don't you know, like it, so, yeah, yeah. It, it feels good to to finally get a win there and 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 you know have one at least one there. Go ahead, DB. Yeah, I don't think, you know, Washugal fits Ryan's style right. uh, at all. You know, like the way he rides and uh, open the throw really early and kind of like rail the outside and, and you know, it's pretty much, you know. Slippery. Yeah, yeah right, really right. slippery. And, you know, it's it's, it's kind of like it has to be awkward for you, I think, to, to ride on that track, you know, even if it's a home track. Well, he know. said, RV, you said Josh Hill used to, to, to beat you pretty good at Washugal. Yeah, like on 80s, he yeah. used to beat me uh, a fair, like, you know, like I said, probably more times than not, um, he would he would beat me. So, yeah, it's just a tough, it's a tough track um, in general. It's a lot of acceleration bumps. It's, it's bike setup seems to be, you know, really key there. If, if you are a little off, it, it, it may affect you a little bit more there. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, riding styles, um, it affects you more if, if you're a guy that, that does like to ride a lot of outsides and kind of, you know, kind of be hard on the throttle or ride a lot of the, the edge of the tire. Um, you know, it, it makes it it makes it tougher to do it there for sure. Yeah, well, you're lucky Ivan Tedesco didn't grow up there too, bro. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he had the fastest lap time there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to do that again. Uh, hey, no, do you want to bet me? No, I think. Come the, on, the, I'll bet you for that five fifty. The thing with the thing with Washugo is you have to to um, to use your front end a lot. Did you ever win there? Uh, actually, when one two, I got second on a roll. I went one two. Tim Perry beat you? Uh, no, oh. I went one two in two thousand, and Ricky went two one. But y- you have to to ride with a lot of foam break over there, and uh, I'm gonna check the stats on this. Archive, two, check, two, in two thousand, I go one two, okay, uh, and Ricky goes <laughs> two one. You can you know what? You can bet the. Let's so, bet your truck. Let's call JT. Let's let's bet your truck let's call on JT. it. So. Yeah, because you have to ride the, the front check end on, the, on the your vault. bike check the um, on uh, on this vault. track because you have to dive into those little, you know, inside ruts and, yeah. and stuff to get. And, you know, when you see Ryan uh, ride, if you take his front wheel off the bike, he still rides. You know, like he, <laughs> he doesn't ride, you know, he doesn't ride with his front hand, like kind of like a, a wind dam would do, you know, like brake and do little inside ruts and stuff like that. So you know it's good that um, yep. I think for the confidence to to win over there and uh, it was a great race. I watched on. on I think TV. it's pretty cool. That's his toughest track, and he won on it. So, right. but yeah, I, I hated think... I hated riding there. It's like everybody thinks it's the most amazing track. It looks amazing. It's like riding on a bar of soap all day, and there's no <laughs> ruts, and then and then it's just choppy, and you can't see crap when you go in the from the sun to the shadows, and there's uh, like. Tree roots and like in. Did you ever do your Yamaha intro there? No, I never did that. I wasn't Bracho. I was only DV, bud. Uh, hey RV, did you? That sucks. You're not racing any GPs this year, right? These these people are asking me to ask you, and it's a little silly. Mm, he might. No, no, no GPs. Okay, all right. Um, hey, um, Kenny, you were at the uh, managers meeting on Friday, and RV, you were kind of fired up to me uh, at the track. Um, there's a lot of talk in the managers meeting, Kenny, about PEDs and testing, and some guys were upset about it. Uh, somehow this made it back to RV. RV, you, you're all in favor of 
stepping up the testing. You're you want it done. Oh, for sure. Let's see what Kenny has to say. Were you there, Kenny? I was there. And how'd it go? Uh, they they had a they had some uh some pretty good some pretty good points. Now Ryan wasn't mentioned specifically though. No. Oh yeah. Okay, but somehow no, this, no one right, said. Right, right, I, right. I mean, unless someone said something and I didn't hear it. Yeah. But I was pretty trying to stay in tune. There was one guy that spoke about some stuff, but he I couldn't really hear him because he's really soft spoken, and whatever he said. I kind of got the the scoop on it after. I said, what did he just say? And someone told me, so it was secondhand. But, you know, they were talking about federal indicting people, and there's, like, U.S. Marshals watching, you know, the sport. And if people are, gonna, if people are doing it and they get caught, they're going to be prosecuted federally and just blah, blah, blah. Right. And, you know, and then someone just came up and said, hey, until you step the testing up and you take urine, nothing's going to happen. So at the end of the day, they have to take blood. And well, not... I mean, they can they can take all the urine they want. They can find people smoking weed, and I mean, well, that's what they're stuff, saying. They're that's... not gonna they're not gonna find any anything they really want to find. Exactly. That's what they're it's saying. They're all like, that's they call it a recreational drug test, and that's what they're gonna find. And that's why Chad said, "You guys are wasting your time and wasting our time and wasting money if you just go after that. You're not gonna find nothing unless you take blood." And they said, mm-hmm. yeah, but that costs a lot of money. How are we going to do that? So that's when everyone went crazy and everyone's raising their hand. Well, you should do this. You should do that. You right. should do this. And I think that Jeremy Albrecht and a colleague of ours on our team had the best answer for it. I really do. They said, if you're in the top five, you don't get to take EPO. Nothing. Yeah, no drugs. If you're in five through ten, you can take it to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you're in right. ten through fifteen – and they, they're going to monitor. You can do anything you want. You, you need to get into that top five so you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> to bring the raising They didn't like that answer. <laughs> Nobody liked you know it. What? The, yeah. the, the best thing for this stuff, and uh, I think it's to do one test, and that's it, or maybe two, two a year. One in Anaheim, you do like a, a blood test. You know, it stays in your blood for a long time. Anaheim one, blood test, top five. Uh, Angtown, blood test, and that's it. Everything is fine. That's the only thing you can find. They find a new, like EPO is 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 too old now. Yeah, you know, like they find something that they can detect. It's called the G6C or whatever. That's a jet G6. Uh, no, it's oh. a G something GA6 right. something. Well, and uh, it's on the, on the tour right now. They're talking about this new drug that's supposed to be like super good or whatever. But you know you can piss in a in a bottle all day. Like who cares who smoke pot? The guy that smoke pot mm. don't win anyway. So. I know one guy. I know one yeah. guy. That, <laughs> I know one guy that cares. Mike Genovi, He doesn't like people that smoke dope. He <laughs> well, made that. He made. You know a, what? He yeah, made a, it does. A, it does. A, um, uh, as a journalist in the sport, I get tweets and emails. Journalists, they call me that. Uh, tweets and emails all the time. Who's ever winning is cheating. RV. Bag it. Yeah, Tomac, Tomac Dungy. It doesn't matter. The thing They're is, all cheating. The thing is, you can take the 10th place guy, can take all the drug he can, you know, everything. The Armstrong crap. It will never be as fast as Ryan on one lap. So first of all, just fucking go fast, you know. <laughs> go fast. Try to go fast for one lap. At least one lap. DV's riding school. One lap yeah. is only two minutes. I think you can do it right. with uh, dosekis and, and a joint. You can go fast with that, you know. <laughs> you know? Right, right. And then when you ask fast as, as Ryan or James or Denji or whatever. Timmy was. Then yeah. maybe take some, some crap to go a little longer. Right. But if you take like, <laughs> if you like eight seconds off, and you say, oh, the guy in front is, is, oh, he's all drugged up. 
Like, who yeah. cares? He's drugged just, up. You, you're fucking a, slow. Just stay it's, home. It's yeah. the same. It's the same exact <laughs> thing in every sport. It's like, okay, Barry Bonds took steroids. Okay, but taking steroids didn't help Barry Bonds hit a baseball. He might have hit it a little bit farther, right. but he still had to hit the baseball. He had to have that right. skill to do it. That's what uh, Dave is trying to say. We only have Ryan Villapoto for a little bit while longer. So seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You have a question for the uh, Washuga winner and the current points leader. Uh, Atlas Brace, Monster Energy, Kawasaki, Ryan Villapoto. Uh, Nash, what's going on, man? You got a question for RV? Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Yes, RV. Awesome ride at Washougal, obviously. You know that. You want it. Uh, I was wondering, uh, take us through that outside pass that you'd mentioned and talked about. And even after that, uh, when you guys stalk each other like you stalked Ryan in the second moto, do you have a mental clock in your head or do you have a certain amount of number of laps that you – monitor someone's lines and then pull the trigger so those are my two questions for you so the one the one was passing james you said yes didn't please. we cover that nash he just talked. i mean he talked about he went around the outside of him but was it multiple corners and then you realized you're going to pull the trigger right there and that's what it was going to be uh, no i mean it it it, it, it from like it all depends you know it's it, it, it you got to find a spot and sometimes it's with someone with with the rider making a mistake um, and, and on that instance there, I was able to get a little bit of a run and like coming up the hill and I was close enough coming up the hill. Um, mm-hmm. I think he, I, you know, tried to, tried to kind of make it feel like I was going to come underneath of him and, and it seemed like he tried to guard the inside from me squaring up and coming underneath of him. Um, and then I just, you know, like just, you know, like, that's, you know, went around him at kind of like the the last second there and. It was brilliant. It was at warp speed. It was great to watch. Yeah, awesome. yeah, for that one. But and then as for for laps and and passing Ryan and things like that, he's he's definitely a, a you know a tough guy to to follow his lines for me. Um, you know he rides a lot of insides. He rides you know has a completely different riding style. Um, but no, you don't really have a, a mental clock. You know. It's, for me, it's whenever I get get up to him and 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 I'm I'm able to make that pass. You know, I, I make it because if if some for some reason you, you end up you do running out of time, um, you know, there's there's no there's no going back and and you know getting more time. It's, it's over. So mm-hmm. for me, I just try to get him as, as soon as I can. I see a window. I I try to make it happen. And then you run. And then last final thing, did you and Elton take Steve back to the Kawasaki rig and do a speed bag? So he could prepare for this MMA style fighting. Oh, he's all of a sudden enter. He's entered yeah. into the arena. I, I mean, we we watched. We were we were going to watch to see what ended up happening. I don't know if he was going to lose or win. If I started getting beat down, would you have run out and helped me? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Thanks, Nash. I love it. I love it. RV. Cheers. Keep it going, brother. Thanks. Uh, Thanks of course, the lines are full for um, Ryan Villapoto. Trent here. Trent, what's going on? What's your question for RV? Oh, pretty good. How's it going to you guys? We're good. Thanks for listening, man. Hey, I was just wondering, how does Adam Cincerello hang, say they do a 30-minute moto when they practice together, how how close can he stay to you? Like on the same lap or what, how's it go? He's not on the same uh, zip code, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different zip no, code. He, he stays on the same lap. He stays on the same lap. Um, for me, I try to give him, obviously, a gap on me um, so I can – I can chase him and have a have a guy in front of me, um, but it's it's always it's always a little bit different. He is on a 250F and I'm on a 450 and and things like that. And obviously he's 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 brand new, so we're we're just breaking him in uh, right now. So 
Um, I figured you know, next year, see next year's probably when he would really turn it up. Yeah, I mean, we're only going to see better things from him as as it goes on. Thanks, Trent. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. Uh, next call. Do you want to talk about Alden? Do you want to talk about uh, Weimer and me? Do you want to talk about Washugal? Who? Who are you asking? You. You, bro. You can pick your calls. Well, I, I never got to answer the, the, the whole um, um, drug testing. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Answer it. Yeah. What? You, you're in favor of it. Let's do it, right? Yeah, yeah. So what, what mean, you want to do, though, is, and you have a good opinion, and Kenny actually, I think Kenny had the same opinion at one show a while back when he was on the show. If you want someone, hey, if you think I'm on drugs, let's put your money up. And, well, I mean, yeah, if you, like obviously there's, there's, there's accusers out there and, and things like that. And, and obviously if, you're, if you are winning, you're, you're kind of, you know, I, you know, seems – the trend is if you're winning, you're doing drugs, you know, whatever. But if there's a, you know, a certain accuser out there, you know, let's, let's go, let's, let's do it. You know, write a check in my name, a hundred grand. I'll write one in yours and winner will get, I'll get tested. Winner cashes the check and, and loser rips up the check that's in their name. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if they really want to do it on the side, cause as of right now, you know, there is no, no testing, right. um, you know, really um, but in you, place. But you'll, no, go, I think you'll go next do this. year. Right. Yeah. Next year, I think there is supposedly going to be, um, you know, some testing in place. Um, but what everybody does forget is just last year, I had to, I had, I was on the, the WADA the, right. for one year. I had to, to, Eldon had to put, and me, we had to put where I was every single day for the whole year to find, you know, to mm-hmm. keep track of where I was. And, and actually it was right before the season. I was, I was, uh, I think I was in California at that time. Cause it was right, right before Anaheim won. And 11 o'clock at night was when I was, I think it was 11 to 12 o'clock. That was my, that was my hour window that mm-hmm. I, that I had put in there because I didn't want to obviously miss it. And I knew that, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm going to be home at 11 o'clock. Right. Um, the doorbell rings or my gate rings. And I'm like, you know, who, you know, what the hell is this? At, at, who is this at 11? You know, come to find out it's, it's three people from, from WADA. Uh, they come in, they want to do the drug testing. And this is world anti-doping association. Yeah. This is, this is the the real deal. Um, you know, I know Kevin was on it. I think Chad might've been on it yeah, too the year before me, yep. but I was just on it last, I think it was last year that I was on it. Um, yeah, it was. And you know, that's that's the that's the deal. I was just on it. Yeah, I can. Could I be on it now? Well, that's that's, that's right. what you think. Think, but I, I I had to account for it then, and and it was clean because I got I got tested. So Watson, put your hundred grand up. And yeah, yeah, Kenny, come on. Did put your put your <laughs> put your hundred grand up. I don't have a hundred grand. <laughs> Please, seen the cars you drive? Me neither. I just I just got divorced, guys. <laughs> <laughs> did you? How are you doing with that? <laughs> no, I'm fine. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. You did get divorced. You're not joking I, about that. But yeah, yeah right, I'm joking right. about the money, though. Um, no, RV, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I like know, the yeah, idea. Well, I mean, I'll, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, and I think it needs to be put in place. Um, you know, and, and it needs to be, uh, you know, if they're going to do it, and they're going to do it the right way, maybe not every single round, but, you know, I think they need to take, you know, three, four times, uh, 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 three, four, throughout 12 races, I need to do 
you know, I think at least five or six of them, you know, top five, and 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 just do it, you know. I mean, we have to do it after the nations every year. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they, I think they do. They, I'm pretty sure they do. I think we did that last year or two years ago when we went. But uh, it's still with the, um, yeah, it's in Europe. It's still the urine. So oh, it's it is. Like, yeah. yeah. I thought it was blood in Europe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe it is urine, yeah. Yeah, it's urine in Europe. Yeah. Uh, hey, Chris, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hey, you guys were talking about uh, – you were talking with Weimer a few weeks ago, and you were talking about something that RV did in the uh, in the semi. And you didn't go into any detail, but you guys were laughing about it, and you were saying – I think you were saying it was uh, pretty disgusting or something yeah. like that. But I, I wanted to know what it was because I can't imagine – RV, he's like such a robot kind of a guy. No, that, he's not a know, robot. When he cuts loose, it's got to be good. When, Dude, he, when you he knows send him, you, yeah. you should send him uh, an Academy Award because he just won it, if you think that. <laughs> he, 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 he's uh, a great actor. When you know him, he does things like what he did to me in the semi upstairs that was not cool. Was <laughs> it like prison? Uh, I, I, it's, I, I mean, I don't want to say. It was terrible. <laughs> did you remember RV? I, I actually, I don't, I don't. Actually. Okay, all right, never, never. I'll text you and tell you. Uh, but we, Weimer and I were just going, what is wrong with this guy? And today, Adam seen Cirillo Instagram a picture of you pooping. Well, I mean, what, he, wa- he, he, he walked in on me. <laughs> He's, hey, dude, hey, guys, Ryan is like us. He goes to to the bathroom too. To, oh, he does? Yeah. Oh. He does? Yeah, I mean, is it, is, is it something very, it's not very, un, it's, I mean, it's natural to, to do that. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Chris, um, yeah, it was just, he was playing a little joke on me and, uh, it surprised me and it disgusted me. And Weimer said, it's nothing new, bro. It's nothing new. So, uh, um, well, yeah. Hey, well, uh, awesome show and, uh, I wanted to tell RV good luck and he's kicking some ass and it's kind of cool to see. Right on Chris. Thanks. Uh, hey, uh, Bye-bye. all right. Thanks, hey, man. Ryan, what do you think about the idea that I, that I told Steve, I said, you know, I didn't really say much. At the, as a matter of fact, I didn't say anything at the team manager's meeting. I was just listening. I wish right? you would speak up at these. <laughs> I did one time, and I got rap balled. Everyone <laughs> and their mother is like, don't bring him back. But I, I let Osterman take take the floor because he'll ramble for hours. But uh, I think what the way I think the testing should go is I think they should take, like, four races out of the year, two indoor, two outdoor, and say, this is the, ra- this is the races. If you want to protest someone, it's just like protesting a motorcycle. You put the money up, you pay for their testing. If they're guilty, they, you know what I mean? Yeah. They have to pay. And if they don't, you have to pay. And it's going to make it very simple. You can pick whoever the hell you want. Right. Re- realistically. And I think that is going to open it up for a, but that's just my stupid idea. All right. Let's get some more calls. Yeah. For, I mean, oh. I, I think that's a, I think that's a, you know, that's a good idea, but we need to, you know, like anybody, you know, anybody can pretty much, Oh, we're going to drug test, you know, whatever, whatever that cost And, and and whatever, but you know, like if you, you know, like you'll have not that you would have, but pretty much anybody can do, you know, if it's a couple grand or you know whatever. I don't know what the number is, you know, to get a one time. I think it's like done, five. You know? I think it's like forty five hundred bucks or five grand for the full blood for the one. Okay, time. you know, it's, it's five grand. You know, like you know, but you know, the way I look at it is, is you know, like like I said, put up if you're going to do that, put up. Put up like you know a fair amount of money, and and you know if you really think someone's doing that, then yeah, you have a chance I agree. Of losing that. You know, I, I, like, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree with you. Uh, let's get to a few more calls before we let RV go. Trent, what's going on, man? Oh wait, no, we asked. This you already is, asked this, Trent. This isn't Trent. This is uh, John. Hello, John. What's up, man? What's your question? Hey, man, I got two questions. 
Do you only uh, get my one? First question, my first question for RV is, does he feel that the, the whole laser incident affected his start in the first moto? Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, that's why I got a bad start and maybe that's why I didn't win the moto, um, you know, or, or whatever. It, it definitely couldn't have helped, but I didn't get a bad jump out of the gate. So, you know, my, my start out of the gate was, was actually fine. So, Okay, so you don't you, so you so you don't feel that it really affected your start that much. My next, I don't my think it really made a, a huge huge difference, other than you know it's not it's not the um, it's not doctor recommended to get a laser shine in your eye. <laughs> right, right. Okay, yeah. I just I just wasn't sure if you felt that it you know that it had an effect on your start or not. I mean, I don't think like, I don't think it helped. I mean, for sure, it didn't help. Right. I did. I gotcha. did wonder. What it was, I you know. What are we back in Supercross again? Because you know Supercross has those green lasers all over. <laughs> right, but they're not. Tits, they're not pointed on us at the line. Tits no. actually brought a green laser to the show tonight. Our our producer, he has a green laser I in his did. possession. So, gotcha. All right. All right. My next qu- my next quick question would be, and this is going to be an off the wall question. Um, do you feel that marijuana should be a banned substance? Um, considering it's, <laughs> I wouldn't consider it a, a performance enhancing drug and i believe the x games at, at one point um i don't know if it was the x games or snowboarding or something at one point said no we're not going to test for marijuana because it's not really a performance enhancing drug <laughs> all, all of our snowboarders use it extensively <laughs> i mean if we're I, I think this is considered a professional motorsport so yeah i, I don't think that's uh should be a, a, a legal substance now. Thanks, John. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, how much longer you got, RV? I mean, I'm all right. I'm, okay. I'm good. What's, all right. Well, it's late that? on the East Coast. Time for bed. So I was just checking. Um, David, what's going on, man? Hey, not much. Just wanted to ask Ryan, as far as Alden Baker, um, since he enjoyed his, uh, basically his program, how much, obviously he's been winning ever since, but how much, of it is it really him or how much of it it's just your raw speed that well that up? david don't forget randy lawrence was his trainer in the lights class in 250 class and he was kicking ass so right well yeah. like i mean it seems like when he was with stewart stewart won that one year on all nine i want to say 2010 mm-hmm. and is it really him or what what can you say about him as far as his regiment and, and okay. so on what do you think Garvey? no well i mean you know he takes obviously Every there's there's great writers out there. Eldon, you know, like Eldon will, t- Eldon will tell you he he can't he can't make someone have speed. He can't make someone want it or have the desire to to do it or or dig. Um, you know, so basically for me, for James, for Ricky, he he had guys that are um, and everybody you know he's worked with. He's had guys that have lots of talent. Um, you know, more more have talent or guys have more talent than others. But you know, they all got something about them and. And he takes them and, and makes them a, a very well-rounded, um, you know, athlete or racer. Uh, works on where they're weak, and and also you know brings that up to to, to where it's as good as everything else, and then starts you know just keeps building on that. Right. You know, so that's what I, I always thought. I compare him to Phil Jackson. Like he already steps into you know the top players, and I mean, is he more like a mentor more than anything, or is it more just like the physical regimen that he does and that? You know, no, I mean a, a little, a little bit of both, but but you know mainly I think um, for for me and, and for you know a lot of guys you're you know you've been 
already kind of in this position. Like for me, you know, I'd already won right. races. I, I showed the speed. I showed, you know, all, everything, but I was missing a few pieces of the puzzle. And he put those into place. Thanks, John. Right, because I... Thank yeah, you. I didn't notice like a little bit when you when he stepped up to your program, you you know you, you kind of like got a little bit you lost some weight and stuff like that, and seemed like in better shape and stuff. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Right. Thanks, John. Uh, another another John has another question about the motocross nations. John, what's up? You got a question about the motocross nations? John, talking to me. Yeah, yeah, you. Oh, this is great. No, I have a question to RV about uh, you know settle the score. Does he think he is on top of his game as RC was? No, tits. This isn't. This is Chris about RC, not John about MXDN. You're fired. Um, finally. Okay. Finally, <laughs> he says. Finally. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be a debate for everybody, and it's going to go on for years. You know, it's it's uh, you well, know, that's racing, you. he raced. I'm racing now. Bikes are different. <laughs> Um, you know, so no, you can't compare it. What, am I at the top of my game? You could say I am. Ricky was at his time. Um, you know, there, there's no way to to compare it, really. Do you feel um, you were as fast as, Tim, I, as Timmy ever was? Uh, I don't know. He's coming tomorrow to ride. So oh, I, he is? Oh. You know, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get behind him and, and see. See you know, if you like can hang, bro. See if you can hang. It's Loretta's prep. Yep. So. Uh, thanks, John. So, yeah. Thank you. All right, thanks. Or Chris or whatever you're – I forgot the name. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's, it sucks for you guys to have that stuff, but I think you're, you're handling it well. You're always going to have that, those guys out there that just kind of don't, you know, don't believe in the winner. It's, it's the society I mean, well, we live in. Well, I mean, in. Just, yeah. just go back and just, just go to YouTube and Google, you know, a, a 2005 you know, Supercross or whatever and, and just look at the speeds then and now and you know obviously yeah. they're 252 strokes and it, it doesn't it doesn't even compare our speeds are higher but does that does right. that just you know why is that is that just our yeah it's what, the bikes what are does, better yeah what does david villeman think what does david villeman think um <clears throat> i think the bikes got a little better and the track got a little easier i think uh uh the impression of speed nowadays is higher because Track is not are not as technical. Mm-hmm. Whoops are flat. Uh, you don't see people really struggling in the whoops anymore, compared to like, you know, the two stroke w- days. Two stroke days, and also you know at the end of Ricky's career, uh-huh. um, I think the tracks were a little more challenging back then. I think now they're really basic, and they want to keep the riders uh, safe. You know, I think where it's better now, I think. Um, the speed, yes, because I think the tracks um, are easier to go fast on, and I think the the fitness of the riders is a little better too. Okay. All right. Kenny, thoughts? Yeah, I just want to go back to this one that we were talking about, the little drug thing about, oh. you know, Ryan said about how when everyone's winning, they're on drugs. So... Everyone thinks that was Jeremy McGrath on steroids when he uh, freaking mopped the field. Was Jeff Stanton on drugs? Was John Michelle Bale on drugs? Sometimes there's just like oh, guy. there was no internet back then, but probably yeah. if there was I internet, mean, there's, a, there's <laughs> always that guy, one or two guys that stand above the rest. And once you're doing that, someone told me a long time ago, Sean Palmer said, when you're on top, there's so many people kicking you in the back and trying to run over you 
to get to the top. And they're going to do and say whatever they need to do to do that. So, I, I mean, I wish I could sit here and say I know it's, it's a clean sport and no one's doing it. I'm not the person to say, oh, yeah, that guy's doing it, that guy's doing it. Because yeah. I don't know, and no one else does. So for someone to say, oh, I know he's doing it, you're full of shit. No, I mean, and, and, and me as a journalist, I would never write that because it's not fair. I have no proof. I would never say that. I have no act. No ideas, no anything. It's unfair to, to write that. I, I get that from, from fans on Twitter and email. Why don't you talk about it? Well, what am I going to talk about? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like, there's, all you can talk about is how the sanctioning bodies have no policies. There, there's been situations that came up in my, in my life, in my world here, and people are like, I know he does it. I know this person that knows that person. That I'm just like, dude, I don't freaking live in the speculation world. And, and if he did, I don't care. It doesn't. Yeah, I think I I had heard that I had heard that they said our truck's set up for that kind of stuff, but our truck <laughs> is is the most open truck for media or or people to walk into. I mean, Mathis is Mathis is over there like four times a day getting a coffee and a cookie. Um, uh, easy, I mean, just a coffee, not, not, just, not uh, one cookie, but. just a coffee, not only one. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. But you know, like it, no yeah. matter, no matter, you know, you know, like I, I've seen Beaker in there. I've seen, you know, like, like no, no matter what, you know, like our truck is has the most friends, friend or has is the most open doors out of any truck. And Mathis has been up in our, you know, there's multiple um, people been up in in the truck. And I mean, it's not yeah, those trucks, they, I mean, guess I guess they're long, but they're not very big. There's not very, right. you know, everybody's, you know, like you guys have all been in there. I mean. Yeah, so, yeah I, I agree. It's pretty funny what they come up with. I agree. Last call for uh, Ryan Villapoto here. This is John, and he does want to ask about the Motocross of Nations. Yeah, congratulations on your win. And uh, as Roger talk, started talking to you guys about the team yet, obviously it's got to be uh, Dungey, Villapoto, and Tomac. I would think. What do you think? Yeah. He doesn't take a rocket scientist. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I haven't. You know, like nothing has been right. personally said or or contacted uh, right. about that. But uh, you know, like 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 they said, you know, it's we'll see when that happens. But yeah, the, tra- the yeah. talking about this nation, the the track sucks over there. It's horrible. You went there, Mathis. That's remember? where I saw you. Yeah, yeah I went saw there. Me when yeah, it's narrow. It's, it's like yeah, a, I don't think it's let's say it's a Mount Morris, but two half times. the size. Half the size, Half exactly. The size, right. It's kind of like uh, same dirt, kind of like ruddy, narrow in the bottom yeah, of those yeah, hills too. Narrow, yeah. like rutted. Uh, it's not very good. I hope they're going to make some changes because good spectator track, though. Yeah, and it's it's really not a, a good track for Morocco's nations. But I talked to Roxen um, a while back, and he said they're going to make a lot of changes on it. But right. the start is like super Euro style where. Everybody goes like first gate, second gate, third gate, you know, coming in. So right. you need to have like a good uh, qualification pick and stuff. And uh, but the track is tough to pass, and and it's not that great. All right, hey uh, RV, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. All right, thanks guys. Uh, uh, Thank pa- you, bud. Paul Pomek show. All right, presented by BTOSports.com. Ryan Villapoto. Ryan, everybody needs to go out and buy an Atlas brace. They are the best neck braces out there. Would you agree? They do have the best neck braces out there. I wear them. That's all you need to say. All right. Thanks, guy. All right. Later, guys. See you. Thank you. Yeah, I want to uh, talk about this doping thing. Everybody's. Before we get, about. let's take that out to commercial. Can we take commercial? What do you want to talk we, about? Can we get two seconds? You know, if, well, if somebody I, was actually like 
let's say, like blasting past Denji and Viropoto, like for like 10 minutes, like gapping him 30 seconds, all of a sudden, like <laughs> done, tired, the tongue in the sprocket. And then those two guys pass them back and win. But it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? It's like, is anybody faster than them? Like I could say, you know what? Those guys are on drugs. I can't keep up. Look, I'm like, after 10 minutes, I'm leading by 20 seconds. And then those guys are like juiced up and they're going to, you know what I mean? That will never happen. Those guys, it's fine. It's it's freaking supercross, motocross, guys. It's not like Tour de France or a marathon. Yeah, the thing that I was kind of th- thinking about is like, they they were saying like the you know the the drug testing is in Supercross and what everyone was worried about is after Supercross they could start doping and doing this and I'm like these people are talking about it but I don't even think they're educated in it because you just can't start doing right. a, a, you right. know that and it's going to work in a week right you right. know it takes okay. literally months to get through your system to help you I believe what I understand of it I might be wrong but I know it's not just a magical thing you still got to put the work in right you still got to train you still got to have the speed like David said and flexibility <laughs> and I think that what what that does it, it helps you in the long run and mm-hmm. the, it's more recovery and stuff right. like that it's not going to give you that burst of energy or that button you push on your handlebar that's going to give you five seconds right. uh, before we get to a commercial here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com uh, David is on the line. David is the guy that filmed the uh, YouTube video with uh, Jeff Alessi. Are we myself. back again on that thing? We're back to Lasergate. It's never going to go away. Um, David, uh, your video got a lot of hits. It was a very popular one on YouTube. Yeah, I was surprised actually to see uh, to see it go over twenty eight thousand views. I think or thirty thousand last time I checked. Wow! Yeah, holy crap! That's, that's Dude, good. Tony. Be careful, Tony's coming after you. <laughs> I can handle Somewhere. Tony. <laughs> now, were you there for the whole thing? Yeah, I was. Uh, what? In fact, Steve, I had just talked to you about 15 minutes before, and thank you for all the podcasts you do. And uh, I was starting to walk out of the pits, and then I, I realized that the traffic jam heading back downtown would probably still be pretty good, so I went back into the pits, and I saw the, the little group over there and immediately spotted there was a pretty animated conversation that – was just starting to to uh, ramp, uh, ramp up. So I walked over there, and uh, I listened all the way through the thing, and when I re- decided to start recording was when uh, you tried to walk away, and Jeff got in your face and said, no, 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 you're not going anywhere. You're staying right here. And he whipped his phone out and made you read the tweet that you already knew you had you know, done and yeah. demanded that you retract that statement. And I thought, you know, I think I better start recording this in case it escalates because all the teams had stopped breaking down their rigs and were watching what was going on. And, and an RV had pulled the curtain on the front of his right. his motorhome, and they were all watching like uh, you know someone needs to bring him popcorn. I thought, wow, this is this might get serious. And so I just recorded it because of that. And I was in on, and you saw the rest. Yeah, the video. You were there. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it was for sure. I guess a lot of people were filming it, you know. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. I, I thought that it was. I was definitely thinking to myself, these guys are losing it right now, and we should probably end this conversation before it gets really bad, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. man, um, yeah. So, well, I'm glad I'm glad you were there. Would you have had my back if things started going sideways? 
Yeah, I would have stepped in. I was a Marine officer, and I wasn't going to let things get too crazy. There were quite a few people there, I yeah. think, that would have jumped in and stopped it. But, you know, Kenny would have, it was, Kenny would have jumped it was in on Jeff's heated. side. It was, uh, right. it was like, whoa, I don't know where this is going to go. Right, right. Yeah, it, it definitely did. Uh, well, hey, thanks uh, thanks for coming on and talking about it. Um, sure, you bet. Yeah, appreciate it. And, and um, good job on the video. You got yourself some views. You too. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of turbocharged the whole vital thread, too. Yeah, it did. It did. And I don't mind you posting it, whatever. You know, I mean, hey, it, sh- it shows me in okay light. I don't look like too much of a goofball. So <laughs> No. Um, you look pretty thin on there. I don't know about that. Nice profile. Uh, thanks. Thanks, David. Okay. Uh, we were going to take a commercial break, but we got a, we got a special guest on the line. Uh, Mitch Payton, Pro Circuit's own. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. Up? What's up, Mitch Payton? What, what, what's wrong, Kenny? Nothing. Oh, I love okay. this guy. This I guy thought you awesome. did. This guy's, I Mitch, love Mitch what's happening? Mitch Payton's real sweet. I was. Uh, I listen. I'm. I'm listening tonight because I knew tonight would be like over the top. And uh, I, I got a question for you. Like considering like all the doping stuff that we're talking about, and I like David's fact that like you know the the doping or whatever the first ten minutes into the race like. That's not going to help. And the, the guy that has sprint speed, that's not really going to work. But my my point was, like, when I think of it, is didn't the majority of the kids, you know, like, when it was either RC and now it's RV or Dungy and, and the, you know, Barsh is having a killer year as a rookie. Right. You know, but they were all successful as amateurs. So, like, right. If you think they were doping, did they dope when they were kids? <laughs> They've always been good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I was saying. It's like Jeremy dominated back in the day. Was he doping? Well, he might have been one guy who was because he was the 125C guy who came on. Yeah, but, like like right. Jeremy wasn't like a super dominant amateur, and he was yeah. a little bit older, but he started later. But like he just – like Jeremy rode for me, but he only loved Supercross. Like he – thrived for supercross right. and like he wanted to be there and he rode those ultra crosses and stuff and so like he really excelled at that and like i think that was just how they how they roll and, yeah. and like i think you see these kids and like i i applaud him like the the path of success is from like like when they're 80s right so they're not doping when they're 13 <laughs> 12 i would hope not right um i would hope not too uh, what's your take? We can't let you go without getting your take on this uh, laser gate, the penalties, the situation itself. You, you're, you know, you're you're probably the most respected guy in the piss next to Kenny, um, and so you've been around a long time and uh, you've been in this sport. Talk about that and everything else. Um, what, well, the th- laser gate. I, I guess I kind of didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, I was actually setting in the mule, getting ready for the the lights moto and then people started talking about it and then somebody said um over over my headset they said oh it's jeff alessi and then i'm like oh it's jeff alessi and we thought it was a joke right i'm like oh that was perfect that would be hilarious right right of course it is right yeah (laughs) And, and and then that's funny but then it really was i guess so like wow and so like i would have to say like I don't know. Like, I, I think Mike has tried to, like, do a better job with his career because, you know, like, I was there when he exploded the first time years ago with with Ivan. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't like that scenario because I was involved in it. <laughs> right. And, you know, like, there was a handlebar in his spokes and 
try to hit the kill button and all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. I guess, I guess the, the proof of whatever happened was reality and reality has to be dealt with. So I'm good with it. Are you okay with the penalties? Um, I haven't read all of that. I think today has been consumed with, with the funniest video of, I've seen in like a couple of years. Oh <laughs> right. I, love, I love the video. Right. The, the, the Nazi Germany video. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I probably watched it three times. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, Tony was, Tony is suspended for the rest of 13. Jeff is indefinitely suspended, uh, along with getting a, a pro license. Mike got his points taken away. The team got fined 10 grand. So it was a harsh penalty by for everybody across the board. But then again, I, I guess, you know, like we have to accept the responsibility of the people on our team and we have to try to do the right thing. And like, you know, like week in and week out, you know, like if you don't win, you know, like you don't like it. We've had a really rough season, but mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't have 30 guys in the trees with lasers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Although maybe perhaps this would wet with, with something you could think about down the line. Just saying. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like a like a bear trap or something like that. Maybe we should plant on the on the track or something like that. that that's maybe a better idea or snares or <laughs> something to yank them off their bike. Something right. flamboyant that would be great. Hey, are you um, moving on to, to that? Unless you have anything else, uh, these managers meetings. Um, you, are you happy with them? Do you feel like they're making steps to helping out things? Uh, do, do you attend them? Do you like them? Do you like the ideas that are, are thrown about? I can attend them. Um, years ago when we had the advisory board, mm-hmm. you know, like they used to do them at the events, and yep. we would always come up with what we thought was good ideas. And currently I don't I don't attend because I think that you shouldn't do them at the event. You're there to work. Mm-hmm. I think they need to be held during the week. And, like, I, I for a while it was done at MIC in Southern California so everyone could attend. And I think they should fly out here, talk to us during the week so that you can – take time, reflect, do everything. And I don't think it should be the weekend of the event. And so, right. you know, by the, t- by the time we have our flights done trying to save money and they do one, you know, like a lot of times we already have our flights done and I'm not going to change them. So like, and yeah. a lot of times if you say something, it's like it goes on deaf ears or <laughs> everybody says the same thing. So like I, I've quit attending. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, well, it's certainly been an eventful Washougal. It was unique, and <laughs> the video was funny. And then for you, it has to be good because at least you weren't wrong. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I truthfully, I was pretty confident about what had happened and what I said and when I tweeted it. And it's nice to know. I mean, first of all, they called me a journalist in the uh, in the ruling, which was pretty made me pretty happy. Um, and then you know, basically, uh, it's nice to know that you can report the facts and not have people get really upset at you without punishment. You know, I don't think had Tony Alessi um, not confronted me, I'm not sure he would be banned right now. I think that was a big part of it. And confronting Davey Coombs. I think that was a big part of why he got uh, clipped for the year. So, um, you know, so that's nice to see that the, the sanctioning body or MX sports um, standing by that. So, well, we have, I mean, we have to grow as a sport, you know, like we're all in it together and like, you know, we all have great weeks and bad weeks and all that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. like, uh, hopefully we don't lose our minds when we have bad weeks and, and, you know, like the, 
like the reason I called was a doping thing. And right. like I, yeah. I think, you know, if it's pointed at the top riders, then you have to say, if you're going to say somebody's doping, then you would say the top three. So in the 450s, I guess we're going to point that at RV, Dungey, and Barsha. And they were all good lights riders. Yeah. And they were all good mini bike riders. And then I guess you'd have to say in the lights class, I would say Tomex, Doping, Roxon, and Muskin and Baggett. I mean, because you've got to take both classes, top three or four. Yeah. And then if that's the case, then just because, you know, like you just got to look at everybody. And I would hope no one's doing it. Nobody really knows. Like you don't know yeah. what's going on. But if they are, I hope to catch them. And, if, you know, al- allegations if they do it. You know, like once again, like allegations this weekend were proven true. So, like if they if they have proof for it, then good for them. And if not, that's pretty gnarly to accuse someone. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It uh, yeah, it sounds like something may be done next year. Kenny, you're saying something maybe. RV said it. Somebody said RV, like something yeah. may be something done next year as far as stepping it up. So that'd be good, no doubt about it. Um, Mitch Payton, thank you for calling in the show. Appreciate it. All right, Glad, yeah, it was yeah. fun. I like listening. Oh, see thank you. you. Appreciate it. All right, see you later. You know, you know I, what I want to uh, do. Yeah, what do you want to do? Who, who got uh, in four fifty? Who got fourth this weekend? Weimer, Weimer, ten four overall. Yeah, fourth overall, ten four. Yeah, let's take Weimer. Let's okay. juice him up. Okay, juice him up like yeah, v- good, good, Armstrong stuff. You know, like the good, the good shit. And, well, like, can, can and he it? got, you know what? He, he was like uh, what yeah. over a minute, over a minute yeah. behind. Yeah, just drag him up, and let's see what he does. Let's see, like if he, he gets like an experiment. Yeah, let's see. Let's see if he beats. Uh, will you dr- will you drug up Brock Tickle, Kenny? Will you commit to drugging up Brock Tickle? No, because it won't work. Yeah, <laughs> let's take Tickle. You know, he's what? He's a five to ten guy, right? Kinda. On a good day. <laughs> just take him. Just put syringe everywhere. Freaking arms, legs, head, and right. just let's go. Just um, let, let me see if the, he can beat the both Ryans after like a month or something. Right. Uh, before we go to commercial, uh, one last caller before we go to commercial. Um, Steve Bauer, what's happening? Hey, how you doing there? Thanks. Thanks for listening. I, I got to tell you, Matt, is a, I mean, you really, you know, I was standing there with Guy B. We were both there before talking to Jeff and Tony before you, uh, you walked up. And I mean, right after you walked up, uh, Tony just, you know, you know how he came in, just like a he came in like a bat out of hell, man. He was ballistic, yeah. and I have to say, you, you stood your ground verbally. Just, I mean, it was excellent. I, I was impressed. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, like I, I think I've told a bunch of people, it's not worth getting a fight over, you know, something like that. So no, and the the, the you just had to had to love the irony of him jabbing his finger in your chest and telling you that uh, Davy assaulted Jeff. <laughs> I mean, it was just. Talk about pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, good point. Although you know what, I mean, I'm not one of the I'm not one of those dudes who would be like, I'm pushing, I'm pressing charges. I would, I'm not that type of guy. There are people like that. I would not consider a jab in the chest, you know, uh, an assault or anything like that. I'm just not that type of guy. Um, oh no, of course but, not. But but, but, but but I could the, be. Yeah, but I could be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But so David, he just kept stressing that point, and I was just. just you know, I, it wasn't really comical because, and then as the crowd started to build, it, it started to, I don't know, just give me kind of a bad feeling. <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, I know Guy B, he recorded the whole thing from beginning to end. Oh, he did? I saw him. Oh, he, wow. That boy is smooth. He had his phone out, and I, 
looked over at him. He had it, like, down by his belly button just kind of recording. <laughs> so no one would see it. But uh, he's got the early stuff. Because things were a lot more heated before that uh, video yeah. that showed up on the Internet. Well, that's what I was trying to tell people who were texting me and calling me today. Like, it was a good 20-minute thing, and that, that two-minute clip didn't even capture, I don't think, that the, the most heated it got. But Not even close. You know, and actually, for Gen- and Genova's defense, uh, I was kind of shocked that Mike, I, you know, I know Mike real well, and uh, – and I like Mike a lot. I think he brings a lot to the sport. And I was a little bit surprised when, because he just basically shut his mouth and let Tony rant and, and carry carry on with it. And the only time that he jumped in and during the first half of the thing was like when uh, Jeff would come up, pop his head in there, and then he just literally shoved him back. I mean, two or three times, more yeah. like four maybe. All right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, it could could have gotten a lot uglier. But and then Cotter was Cotter came up. <laughs> the whole thing was just it, it was a little surreal. surreal. I, I, I wish I hadn't been involved in it. I didn't go seeking it. I didn't, you know, I went by the truck to go pick up Mike's goggles. Uh, I spoke to Jeff briefly. And then I, I was walking up to Mike Alessi to conduct an interview because I thought he wrote a fantastic second moto. And that's what I was doing. I was walking up to Mike to get an interview. And then, then it all went down. I didn't seek it out. I didn't confront anybody or try to, you know, I, I was confident in my reporting. And I just uh, left it at that. And figure, I honestly figured the team would be a little more contrite. And maybe yeah. you know, be a little uh, upset at Jeff himself, but like it kind of went the other yeah, way. Yeah, you would think that, that Jeff, they would just stuck Jeff in the in the hall or bathroom and lock the door in the <laughs> right. closet, right? Like right. like after after they found out that Davey even yanked that stuff. And at, at the end of the day, I, I think Tony, um, they, they were they were in this mindset of proving, you know, that we can't prove it; it's circumstantial. And and this, I mean, clearly, it's not a court of law, and the public perception, especially with their track record. I mean, I just. Couldn't, couldn't understand why they didn't take it seriously. Why Tony was trying to make you know some stupid point of of it. You know, technically, with it, technically, it's just you know they can't prove that he did it. Right, right. You know, he picked yeah. it up off the ground, and and but that's not it was about not what it was about. I At think, the end of the day, he he said uh, he said, well, you know, they do have me on the on the uh, on the credential charge. You know, the he's kind of more worried about that about because Jeff had his credential. Right. Um, which I mean. Well, hey, Steve, thanks for calling in, man. We got right, a man, like commercial. Yeah, thank you for calling in, though. Appreciate Great it. Show. All right, thank All you. Right, buddy. Uh, Pulp MX Show presented by BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brot Bar, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Kenny, W Wheels, fantastic company. Great company. Is that the guy that got pissed at me last time? Yeah, yeah, the stock wheels. Yeah, that, that, that's, yeah that's, that's, that's the guy. Uh, Black Ops Moto. I'm sorry, and if you're listening, bud, is Jason. John Anderson. John, I yeah. was going to say Jason Anderson, but Josh Anderson, if you listen. John, it's, it's John, not Josh. John, yeah, John. I said John. It's my accent, bro. <laughs> sorry. Right. Sorry, John. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to be coming back. And we got Kyle Cunningham, Jason Thomas. Uh, perhaps Mike Genova might be on at, uh, at this point. We're, we're going to try to line that up. Thanks for listening, and we will see you after the break. Hi, I'm Jake Weimer, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show with Steve Mathis. If you plan on listening to the whole show, you're wasting your time, because like I said, it's Steve Mathis. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. 
We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, fork, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800 440 3559. Mention promo code PulpMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800 440 3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. 
Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one-of-a-kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp MX swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp MX stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you and the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook.
Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up through the pro ranks, their winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams that rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in Northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today.
coming at you. The Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com. Van Halen, everybody. Imagine that. Complete shocker. I know. It's really weird. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it on this Monday night. Thanks to Mitch Payton for calling in. Thanks to Steve Bauer for calling in. Thanks to the dude who filmed it. The uh, YouTube video is 30,000 hits for calling in. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you for uh, the show. Uh, John Anderson says uh, thanks for the nice words, DV. So um, he uh, he appreciates it. So he, he, W wheels. Hey, can you send me a couple set of wheels then? <laughs> I think it's going to take more than that <laughs> after your last thing. No, hey, um, did, you guys, bike. did you guys see who was back wrenching for Michael Lessie this weekend? What a debut for him. Oh, uh, what a debut for him. Who was it? Dave Dye. No. Yeah. Dave dies back. What a race for him to come in. Working for uh, Michael Essie as a mechanic now. Oh, you guys both stunned. You're both stunned. Why would he do that? <laughs> I guess he needs a job. I don't know. He wants is to be it, a mechanic again. Isn't he like an Ensign guy and stuff? Uh, he no, he left Ensign a while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, left Ensign uh, a while ago. I've been out so. of for a while. Yeah, you have been. Hey, uh, impromptu uh, text uh, and call from uh, Moto Concepts team owner Mike Genova. Uh, wanted to come on the show and talk about, of course, his team uh, was the uh, subject of the controversy this weekend that we've been talking about. But before we get to that, I wanted to get the David Villeman. His appearance here brought to you by Showy Helmets. Check out the new VFX WKW3 replica, showy-helmets.com. 50 years of helmet experience. Premium helmet, quality is second to none. Many of their competitors rely on overseas manufacturers. Uh, every helmet that bears the iconic Showy hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections during its week-long manufacturing. Thanks to Showy Helmets. For being on the show, appreciate it. Um, and hi to Brett uh, Milan. Oh. No longer at Showy. Uh, see, you're I, out of the loop, dude. You're still out of the loop. Who's there now? <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think they're looking for a guy. That could be you. He's been there forever. I know. He went to go work for Honda in the uh, as a sales manager, district sales regional manager or something. All right, let's get to uh, Mike Genova, who uh, has graciously appeared, agreed to uh, come on the show. Mike Genova, what's happening? Thank you uh, for coming on the show. Oh, well, thanks. Um, I appreciate the opportunity. You know, it's kind of the only platform that uh, we get to be able to reach out and share what's going on uh, in racing. Um, okay, well, we, we've gone over it quite a bit on the show. What What's your uh, take on the uh, on the penalties issued by MX Sports? Uh, how do you feel about that? Um, what do you think? And uh, I guess talk about the whole incident as a whole. Well, you know, I'm, I guess the penalties in my mind are a little extreme, a little excessive, and I'll explain why I think that in a moment. But, uh, you know, I mean, there's some big things have been said uh, about what happened took place. Of course, Steve, you were there, and I was there. And, you know, just sidebars, I always enjoyed you, never got anything, never had anything against you, and still don't. So my position the other day was really just to kind of call it out and call a spade a spade and, and really kind of hold your feet to the fire of, of responsible journalism. And and I think that's what bothered Tony most, more than anything else, was the same thing. And, uh, you know, David, I heard, you know, I was been, I've been listening to the show, and it, it surprises me that you would say the things you say about that we have mishandled all this, because I don't know how you would know how we've handled it, because we've not gone public with it. And then for the reason that we haven't really been informed by anybody on what's happening or why. And that was our position on Saturday after the race was, you know, nobody, we reached out as a company to to MX Sports a couple different times to try to get to the bottom of what the facts were, who was guilty, what was going on. And we didn't know, we did not put Jeff up there with any kind of device. And so if he was up there doing something, it was unbeknownst to us. And, uh, 
you know, we were trying to get to the bottom of it before we were presented any facts or any kind of, you know, charges were filed or any claims were made against anything or any proof was shown to us. We're reading about it on, on, on Twitters. And of course it was yours, Steve. And, you know, our stance was really just what, you know, we just wanted the respect that you just offered Ryan Villapoto. And that was, hey, I would never report that he's doping. I would never say that. I'd never put that in print because there's no facts to substantiate or prove that. And it looks like there were some facts or, or what looks like facts that Jeff was up to something, but we had never seen that. We'd never seen any pictures. We'd never heard anything. And so we were kind of operating in the blind. And as a company, we have to be careful to not implicate ourselves um, before we know any of the facts. And so we felt it was unfair, and we had requested that you would admit to that and retract it, of which eventually you did, and, and we appreciate that. But it all could have been settled quick, quickly if you would have just agreed that, hey, maybe I should have said alleged uh, actions. And that was our only point. It's kind of hard to be guilty before uh, proven. A little bit. And again, we were never taking the stance that, hey, prove it because we, we want, we don't believe, you know, we want to protect Jeff. It was, we don't know what in the heck's going on. All we found out was that Jeff was up to something after coming off the track after Moto One. We instantly locked Jeff in the motorhome, Michael Lessie's motorhome, and he didn't come out till basically when he ran into you at five o'clock or whatever that was. And so we tried to put, the brakes on it and get to the bottom as much as possible, but we didn't get much cooperation for the powers from the powers to be. And the uh, the penalties are a little severe. You feel? And Mike, I, I just want to get to the to the bottom of it because Mike, we we all know like we follow the race on Twitter on the TV and everything, so we knew the pretty much the fact right away. We saw you know Jeff with the laser. We we heard all the stories, but the thing is. The, what I said that you did not handle the, the the situation well is how do you let your team manager swear at the, uh, at the journalist, uh, freak out with the promoter of the series, and and you know threaten him with suing him for assault and, and stuff like that? How can you how can you say you did not handle the situation well? I, I don't get it. If I well, was, if I they, uh, listen to me, if Jeff was my son, I would have slapped him and say, you know what, you're an idiot. Stay there, and I'll say, you know what, we're sorry that will not happen again. And he was wearing a motor concept shirt, and uh, we're sorry about all this, and this won't happen again. David, first of all, we did tell him you're an idiot. Locked him in the, the the truck and said, until we get some facts and find out what's going on, you're not coming out. Second of all, as we reached out to the powers to be and said, will somebody explain to us what you've got, what's going on? Because we asked Jeff and we got different stories all over the board, so we were as confused as everybody else. Okay, and so we couldn't make any rash decisions or, or apologies or anything. First of all, because even when we tried to reach out and get some understanding and maybe get some apologies, we weren't offered that respect. So, and then in addition to that is that there are ways that we have that maybe we didn't handle it as perfect as possible. I don't know. I, I would have to think about that. But we have to also look at there's two sides to the equation. And the other side of the equation was that fired Tony up was 
that when Jeff was out, uh, in theory inappropriate with the device or whatever, again, nobody knew anything. All Tony walked up to was getting his kid getting manhandled and things ripped off him and the list can go on. Whether it's Tony poking his finger in Mathis's chest or somebody else manhandling Jeff, none of it's fair, none of it's professional, none of it's legal, and none of it's appropriate. And so it goes both ways. And so that's what fired up Tony to say, you can't just start manhandling my kid. And, David, you're going to get to that point where one day you'll have that opportunity someday, or potentially, where then somebody starts manhandling a kid, you kind of freak out. And that's what Tony a little bit did. Hey, Mike, he didn't have the right pass on, and he had a a laser on his hand. And he didn't – David didn't punch him. You know, he took the stuff off, and that was Were it. Were you right? there? I did not see Jeff on the ground on the picture, and he was fine, right? But, but, you, but the picture, you didn't see him shooting the laser either. That's what I'm trying to drive, drive the point home is, is that there's a lot of speculation going on there on what did or didn't happen. And I'm just trying to tell you that we can't, nor can anybody else. It goes both directions jump to conclusions on what's going on and start doing things, saying things, throwing things down until the facts have been gathered. That's called the normal judicial system, and that's what we were trying to apply was rational thought of what in the world just happened, what is going on, who knows what, what, what facts. Well, the thing so, is, you know, uh, you know, Jeff is what, 23, 24, right? You know, like, it, it's not like he's a 12-year-old kid. You know, like, I'm I'm trying to say that after, like, I'm okay if there's an argument and uh, and you guys are kind of mad about it or you don't know what really happened because you had the track, you're not online or you did not see all the, the uh, everything that we saw. But the thing is, reading the press release or whatever, it's more about the misconduct of what happened after the fact. That's the problem. It wasn't... Well, what, it wasn't David, you've worked for me. I've seen some of the things both you and I have done and said to other people. And so, I, you know, I don't know what really happened other than Tony was pissed and he told Steve he thought he was out of line. He used some specific wording and that kind of stuff. But it's not like we're the first team or the, Tony's the first manager or the, to do anything. And, and DV, you, you, you calling... It's kind of like I mean you're as you're as passionate as anybody, and you've done some things off on the track, off the track. They both you and I have laughed at and everything else. So I'm not saying Tony's an angel, but I don't know if the hypocrisy isn't kicking in, saying everybody else is, because I don't know if everybody else is. I'm not condoning it. I'm not. I wasn't happy. I was trying to shut it down. All I was calmly trying to tell Tony and Steve was, can we just talk about at the moment? Can we just talk about? the professionalism in on the journalistic side of saying you can't run out there and say things that may or may not be true until proven. And I just asked um, Steve to, to pull it down. He did. So I guess my point was somewhat valid. But no, you know, you have I, to, I never pulled anything down. You have to report stuff. That's what, it, that, what the press does, you know. I know, but they need to report allegedly. You cannot run out there and say that it's fact. But that we're not going to – it's a waste of breath to say whether it was true or not. I, I am sorry for everything of the, the whole enchilada, whether it's Jeff and whether he, whatever he may or may have done. I don't know to this point. I still haven't got all – I've gotten 
pictures and people saying it and whatever, I'm still trying to find the real truth on some of it. So, but you know what? But, the, the laser thing for me is nothing. For me, it's like yeah, it's a joke that went bad. You know, that's well, that's just, not the way. That's not what MX Sports position is. Yeah, but, yeah. For me, like. I'm like, yeah, that's a, uh, a kid, uh, not a kid because he's an adult, but a guy, you know, doing a, doing a joke that turned bad and that was stupid. That's you know? what I think is is what's what's going to be. Then touched. instead, Tony, instead of you know getting crazy about getting his kid assaulted, his adult kid assaulted, and 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 swearing and threatening uh, threatening to sue. Uh, David Coombs for like assault and all that, you know, right? You know, what, well, I mean, what you should do is say, you know what, Jeff, you made a mistake. We got we, to apologize. Yeah, we didn't know. We did. We would have. We didn't know that he had, we didn't know what was going on. We just got blindsided. We, Tony had just read the Twitter post uh, two seconds before he confronted Steve and it fired him up and said, why do you write this stuff about us? And so again, I'm not I'm not ex- excusing Tony's um, hot headedness, if you will. But but it's but there really wasn't other. If he wouldn't have poked Steve in the the chest, there really was no crime committed. It was just a heated guy yelling and calling each other names. That's not the first time it's happened in motocross. Um, do you want to take some calls, Mike, from fans, listeners? Sure, but let okay. me uh, before okay. we do that. Um, let me tell you why I think the the the, the penalties are excessive. Sure. I don't really think that Tony's guilty of much other than yelling and screaming at Steve and poking him in the in the chest. If Tony could rewind that, I'm sh- and certainly if I could have held him back, I should have done a better job of that. My bad, but. He, we would, Tony was not aware of what was going on with Jeff, and we, that was not that was not a, a planned uh, tactic on our team's part to go up there and, and distract uh, the Ryan Villapotas and Ryan Dungeys of the world. We, we've got a little bit more class and competitiveness in us than that, and so no, that was not a team effort. Jeff took it upon himself to grab the headset and a pit shirt and go up there, and before we knew it, we were asked deep into problems that we didn't know we were going to have. And to let me just add to that is that I, you guys say, well, it was only a matter of time before this, the wheels came off the bus. And I, I got to tell you, I don't know if that's fair. We've been, we've been problem-free racing at the top of the top the best privateer. We almost made history last year by beating some, you know, so we've done pretty good. And for you guys to, it hurts my feelings that guys like you that know me and how hard we try kind of throw us under the bus and say that we're, it was only a matter of time. We, this, this four races left in this series and some crazy goofiness took place. Um, I think we're just, I've gone on the record uh, many times. I don't think Tony, uh, Lessie, Michael Lessie, or yourself, Mike Chinova, I don't believe you guys had anything to do with this. I, I do think it was a, a, a bad idea by Jeff, and obviously Tony and Jeff handled it very poorly after the race. You, you, you know, And I get what your point. I get what you're, um, you're saying. And I don't think for a second you guys were involved in it. I, we need more teams like yours in the sport. It's unfortunate that that happened. I mean, you've been a guest on the show many times. We've had, you know, we're happy to give you a a platform to talk about. You've had some great ideas about the sport coming from an outsider's perspective. It just, uh, yeah, it went, uh, it went a little crazy. Let's, 
Let's get to some fans. Let me, um, some, before, let, me, okay. let me just, again, talk about the penalties. The problem with the penalties that I have is Jeff should be disbanded from, from the races for sure. Tony has not committed enough of an offense where he you know, should be eliminated from the series. And by eliminating Tony, you eliminate my, my team manager, and I don't have anybody that can run my show at the races. Therefore, it takes Michael Lessie out of the equation for the races and Michael Lessie's mechanic and truck drivers, and the list goes on. So it's very, and then of course that damages MX Sports presentation and minimizes, you know, you're taking a good racer out of the equation. So I don't know if that was the best answer. And I pleaded with those guys to see my rationale is you want to find the team, if you want to throw Jeff out, and you want, but to rip Michael Lessie's points away, and the list goes on. I think it did nothing but damage the sport and, of course, put a lot of people probably out of work. So are you not going to be at Millville? Is this going to be a crippling thing for your Motor Concepts team? I, nothing. No, I'm not, I don't know if it's crippling. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's the right word. Um, are we choosing to not participate in an effort that, uh, or in a series that doesn't give us um, – um, that, that 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 really is trying to make it harder on us than what it really I think needs to be. Yeah, we're done. Wow. Okay. Um, Chris, Chris has a question for you. Chris, what's going on, man? You got a question for Mike Genova? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not saying that that Mike or Tony or anybody knew what was going on. I just have a quick question because I was listening in and it kind of didn't line up to me. Um, like I said, it's pure curiosity, not accusing anybody, but. You know, everyone keeps saying that, you know, Mike and Tony didn't know, and I, I don't know if they knew or not. I don't think they did personally, but um, my kind of question is, during a race day, Tony Alessi would have always had his credentials on him, and I just want to know how Jeff Alessi ended up with Tony's credentials without anybody knowing. Do you know anything about that, Mike? Yeah, it's a real simple question answer. This year, the MX Sports doesn't require you basically to run credentials. They give wristbands out to the people that deserve a, a wristband. And so, really, you don't need a credential because they, they're on record saying the credentials don't really work on the track. And so, I don't wear my credential, and I guess Tony wasn't wearing his. We take them off, we run the wristband. Would you agree with that, Steve? Uh, yes, I will, Mike. Yeah, yeah. This is Kenny. Yeah, that'd be Ken the team. Kenny will agree with it. And so he left his, his credential. We, the credentials, you know, sometimes you'll lose them. You know, so if you set them aside in your locker or whatever, they're there. We don't need credentials to be on the track. Jeff didn't have a wristband. Jeff Alessi certainly quite easily could have gotten a wristband. They're the Alessis. They've been racing with the MX Sports Group for 20 years, making them a lot of, you know, making, you know, putting on a lot of show for them. So I would think that our team could probably get Jeff Alessi a wristband. He just didn't take the time or burden anybody to go get one. He just used Tony's uh, credential because it doesn't really equal anything plus or minus whether he has Tony's or a wristband, it really is the same. Everybody at the races knows who Jeff Alessi is and that he pretty much belongs there. And I might add to that is that he's not a representative of our team. Jeff didn't work for us. He's not under contract. Mm -hmm. He was there as a fan, and a fan only. And he took it upon himself to grab a shirt and put a headset on, and that's it. So he's got a headset on. We talked to him. What did you see on line, uh, in corner two? So right. it's... It, you know, that's how it ends. So that's why he ended up with Tony's credential. And again, Chris, I can assure you, Michael Lessie 
nor Tony, nor Mike Ginola, nor anybody else knew Jeff was doing anything. We've got our hands very full, as Kenny will attest, or David. When it comes to dropping the gate, there's a lot that happens before that. Uh, thanks, right. Chris. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, Dalton has a question for you. Dalton, what's going on? You got a question for Mike Genova? Uh Yeah, I was um, just kind of wondering what – would Tony Alessi's employment status be after this whole fiasco? Um, Tony was employed before this took place. He's employed after. Again, Tony's not the villain here. All Tony did was oh. get a little excited about the fact that, um, uh, you know, he, he felt his, his son had been mistreated and, and inappropriately handled. And we, we still believe that. I, I think that whether Jeff was doing it, guilty, not guilty, there's an onus of responsibility that lies upon the enforcing crew to do it in a way where that it's not, you know, uh, improper. And so Tony hasn't really done anything other than left his headset, to, uh, a headset unattended mm-hmm. to his credential and got pissed at Steve Mathis and yelled at him and probably was a thing popping out of his head or something, right? <laughs> right. Uh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I agree with what you're saying with he's not necessarily the villain, but at the same time, he also kind of in a way brought, I guess you could say shame to your company. Well, so maybe, and maybe what I would well, think is that something like that would be cause for termination. Cause I certainly want, wouldn't want my business being embarrassed in that manner. Well, again, Tony, Tony didn't bring this into the equation. Tony just, when we were dealt a hand, a, a, a hand of cards, Maybe he and or I could have dealt with him a little bit better, played him a little bit better. I don't know. You know, it's easy to step back now when there's no emotion or else and say could have, would have, should have. But the point is, is Tony committed no, he didn't commit any, any sins. He didn't do anything other than, again, not keep an eye on his credential, stand up for his kid, and maybe a little passionate and aggressively. So, again, for that, we apologize. And, you know, for, as a team, if in any shape or form, Jeff's actions, even though uh, he wasn't employed by us, but he was kind of, you know, he's our buddy. We hang out with him. If any shape or form, if if he had any negative impact on Ryan Delapoto, I am embarrassed and, and sorry about that. And I mean that uh, from the deepest. Th- th- you, know, th- you guys know I'm a race well, guy. Thanks, Dalton. Thank you for calling. Hey, All Mike, right. I got a question for you. This is Kenny. Um, I don't. I know. I don't know if you know my my relationship with the Lessies. I'm sure they probably told you, but I've known Mike and Jeff and Tony for a long time. When they were racing PWs, and Tony was still working at GI Rubbish and doing all that back in Simi Valley and Moore Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, saying saying that, I've known. I've 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 been on their side a long time. I've supported them. I've been there. I like Michael and Jeff. I mean, for a long time, I've known them. And and I, and knowing Tony the way Tony is. Um, did Tony directly ask Jeff, did you do it? And did Jeff say, and, and that, that's, that's what it comes down to. If Mike, if I can understand Tony's actions, if, if Jeffrey said, yeah, dad, I did not do it. And I can understand why Tony was so pissed being a parent and knowing like if my daughter, you know, she's only one years old, but I can imagine the love and, and how I love this child. Just like you said, Davey's going to understand someday, you know, when someone lays a hand on his kid. I get it from where Tony's coming from. Like, he, he has a job as a team manager, 
But also, there's family involved here, and his kid was disrespected as he feels or touched or whatever. So his passion for his family is over, succeed, over exceeds racing, and that's what should come first. So I, 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 I back him for standing up for his kid, but what I don't understand is if Jeffrey straight said, no, Dad, I didn't do it, and Tony said, okay, and standing up for his kid where Jeffrey knows damn well that he did do it, and watching his dad go out on the line like that is totally unacceptable to me. Well, it's thank you for understanding what we're trying. That that's our whole point. Yeah, for sure, I get it. Um, and, I mean, like and, I, and 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 that that's the whole point. And again, here's the here's the the chain of events was we come off the track after Moto One. We hear something about this. We throw Jeff in the in the motorhome, and as you know, Kenny, it's it, we got like forty minutes to get the bike and the racer ready to get back to round two, and so we're 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 asked deep and trying to get stuff done. We're a small team and we got a premier guy and we're working around. else. It's like, we got a shit show with Jeff. We got to figure out and everything else. And so we're trying to, but both Tony and I looked at Jeff and said, what's up? What happened? Did you do something? What's going on? And Jeff was talking all over the board, girlfriend, this, that, and everything else. And so we never got a clear answer. We were, our head was spinning just like all the rest of ours, you know, the people's head were spinning. And we didn't have time to sit there and sort it out and try to figure out what was true and what wasn't. So we locked him in the motorhome and said, we will deal with this later. We got to go get Michael Leslie on the line and go race. And so we came back, uh, you know, an hour later or whatever it is, and we're and we're cheering Mike and we're working with Mike, and then all of a sudden Vince Freezy flies off his bike, and the list goes on, and we've mm-hmm. got problems there, and we're we're running a race team, and the last thing we're doing to do is go check on the locked up uh, Jeff, and so we just left him there, right. and then four o'clock rolls around, and we still haven't had a chance to interrogate anybody, meaning Jeff. We reach out to Kerry Coons and Roy Jensen, they won't talk to us. Literally, they walk right by us. I said, can we talk? And they wouldn't talk to me. I reached out to try to get to the bottom of it. That was when you were sitting out there, Steve. And nobody would talk to us. And then, uh, then you know, what happened is that Steve posted it. Tony read it. Tony got pissed and said, that's my kid you're talking about. And you got to be damn sure you're going to throw him and, you know, know what you're talking about before you throw him under the bus. So as like, Jeffrey, yeah. as, as now the race has been over for two days. As as you're telling me that no one's talked, Tony hasn't talked to Jeff and asked got the story straight, or you don't know what the story is, because that's pretty much what it matters. I mean, if it, if it happened, it happened. So, you know, just like David said, hey, I screwed up, I made a mistake. You know, I have look, first and foremost, if you've been listening to the show, I've I got nothing but respect for your program and you. I think you're a straight up stand up dude. I got you know, even though Tony went this, I I know how Tony operates. I understand Tony Alessi's program. He's on a mission, and he has one thing in common. I get it. I respect him for who he is. I have nothing bad to say about him. But at the end of the day, there's a right and there's a wrong. And I think, no I think you no guys question. know. I you think you guys know what was right and what was wrong. And if it was, I think instead of covering up and covering up, it's just say, hey, you know what? He did it. It's over with. We're done. Let's move forward and, and wipe our wounds off and, and go forward. You know, because but, that's, that, but that's our whole defense, Kenny. We never did cover it up. We were plenty willing to say that. We never got a chance to know anything. And everybody, we reached out. I reached out to MX Sports on Saturday night. Yeah, but do you uh, know if he did it yet? Do you even know yet? Do I even know what? Well, do you know if Jeff did it or we not? know now is we got we we meaning uh, we got the suspension and the pictures 
the same time they went public with it. I get so that. So we never had any, we had never had one ounce of evidence presented to us for us to say, wow. But you don't, need pretty... evidence. you don't need evidence if you have the guy that's being allocated for it saying, did you do it or you did, if you did yeah. it, if you, said, did you do it or you didn't do it? Okay, if you didn't do it, we're going to go to bat for you and we're going to fight for you. But if you did do it, you know, don't lie to us because if we've comes out and you and you say you didn't do it and we go to bat for you, you're going to make us all look like assholes. But if you did it, we we respect that and we're going to move forward. That's, that's all, exactly that's, what was said. That was exactly what was said, and we tried to get a clear answer. Well, we you know we were trying to find out what's going on. We would have tried, you know, we would have stood up and took our licking and said, okay, okay, this guy is. Michael Essie's brother, but he doesn't work for the team. We don't know what the hell he's doing, and and we didn't know he was going to do this or whatever. We didn't know what he did or didn't do. Nobody would tell us. Nobody would show us anything. Yeah, evidence. but who who, so all, who should they? I mean, they, they don't have to tell you. You have the guy right there. Uh, all, all, us, all Jeff has us. to say is, "I did it or I didn't do it." You keep going around in circles. I I mean, I, like I said, I just think that he knows what he did. He's the only guy that really, really can say he did or he didn't do it. I mean, unless so, what you're saying is they're going to have to have hard evidence to prove it. Before no, I'm before. trying to say is we didn't get a clear answer from Jeff, and I'm trying to say no. that we couldn't assess from the, the lack of clear answer. That's what I'm from trying. Jeff, that's what I'm trying to get at, Mike. I'm, I'm trying, trying to get no. at. I'm trying to I'm get at. It's still two days later, and you still can't get a, a straight answer from him. So that must tell you something. You know what I mean? And, and, and well, nothing, nothing. But now that there's a, there's proof um, that we've been presented with, the answer may get a little clearer. But yeah. we didn't get the opportunity to look at the proof and say, Jeff, you sure? And so what I'm trying to say as an organization is if there's proof, if everybody wants us to come clean and admit or take a stance of ownership, then how come we were not showing the proof? That they had, I just don't think that's fair. Yeah, you know, we Mike, I, we I get it. Came out as a company, as an organization, <laughs> we would have made a statement that says, based on what's seen here and based on what's going on, it, the evidence is strong that Jeff is guilty. If that's the case, or with that being the case, we are going to take a strong position of we apologize for any misdoing and wrongdoing, and we will try to pass any kind of punishment we can. However, I don't know how we do that as he's not part of the team or the organization. I don't know what we could have done. Beat him up? No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not trying to beat up on those guys. I'm really not. Trying to beat me up. I'm really not. But what, well, all, all I'm saying is there's a right and there's a wrong. And you know what? If, if the roles were turned, I mean, Mike, you're talking to a guy that's been working for a team that has a lot of controversy throughout the years. We've had riders do some really stupid shit and, and had to I'm kind of in not as drastic as this, but kind of in the spotlight where why did this guy do that? Why Roy did that Jensen guy... had you arrested one time. He did. <laughs> he did. But I'm just saying it there's there there's I mean, it's very simple. All all he has to say is I did it or I didn't do it. Somebody he knows. Tell us. You're but, not hearing what I'm saying. Yeah, but this, but this is what could help your case. This is what could help your case to them for not breaking these fines or doing whatever, saying, hey, you know what? He has admitted to doing it. We apologize. But he's not saying anything. He's like, he's like pleading the fifth. I mean, right. if that was my guy and one of my, someone, a guest on my team did that, I promise you, 
That guy would have been out of the pits and out of there and said, get the fuck out of here. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to deal with you later. There's no way oh, I would have no, kept No, 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 no. Hang on a second. The, when we asked him what was going on, we were getting convoluted stories of the girlfriend. No, I didn't do that. It was over there. Why, the same stuff that he per, wrote in the Twitter account is, is what we were being told. I was not around in area. So basically he said he didn't do it is what I'm trying to tell you. There were some kind of questions like, hmm, okay, well, how come they got this thing? And he gave us alibis. So he was yeah. basically saying he didn't do it. And we weren't necessarily buying it. That's why we didn't invite him back out and say, okay, you didn't do it. Come on out. Let's right. go. And yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. You sit your ass down okay. in the trailer until we figure out whether we think you did or didn't do it or whether you're lying or telling the truth. There's no doubt that Jeff Alessi handled this from the, the discussion with me that, that he wanted to fight me to his shit talking to me on Instagram to everything, <clears throat> Jeff Alessi could not have handled this in a worse way. It's not possible. Perhaps light himself on fire would have been the only thing that would have been worse. Well, hey, Mike, you know what? Getting back to this real quick. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here. Believe me. I, I, I'm trying to figure out why, why Tony did what he did. And I now what you, what you said about him not telling what happened. So Tony is obviously going to have his kids back until the proof is in the pudding and until his kid goes, yeah, I did it. Or I didn't do it. So now I understand what Tony's actions were a little bit more. It, Protecting yeah, you his can, kid. You can empathize with that situation, Protect, but it wasn't really just to have his back. It was to say, we think it's unfair to Michael Alessi, Tony Alessi, Mike Genova, Motor Concepts, and then even down, way down the line is Jeff Alessi, is for people to say something when we don't even, we haven't, there's been no real factual proof. Now, if they would have said it after today's proof had been shown, we would have had, and I'm sure Tony would have had, a whole different mindset that said, wow, what in the world? Mike, I got news we for you. afforded that luxury. I got, I got news All for you. Would... In every other forms of sports, if it's motorsports, baseball, football, basketball, how about, uh, you know, uh, Armand, Armand, what's his name, Amendinger? When he, Amendinger, yeah. He, he, he got busted for eating Adderall. Okay. Before it was even proven, they were saying, "Oh, he's a drug addict. He was he's doing drugs and this." And he goes, D- I, "I didn't do anything. I I didn't. I took these sleeping pills." Blah blah blah. Well, that was in the press, and everyone thought he was a full blown heroin addict before. Well, there's nothing you can do about that. That's just the way it is. People report, and believe me, I am not the first person to say, "Yeah, good job," because I hate that shit when people speculate because it could go either way. It right. can go and either it's very way. Damaging and and, and all. And Tony's point was to Mathis. Is I heard you say, Steve. I've always been there and helped them. I believe in those guys, and you do have, and I'll give you that credit. But Tony's stance was, you're supposed to be our guy. Why would you be throwing us under the bus too? And I, right or wrong, good or bad, we don't have to define it. But that's what his stance was. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I reported on a fact. Uh, I didn't say motor concepts because I knew Jeff didn't work for the team. I knew uh, that the, an official from MX Sports had caught Jeff Alessi with a laser pointer and had told him to get out of the track. I assumed the whole track. I guess I, it was just the track area. And that's all I said. Jeff Alessi was caught with a laser pointer, and he got ejected for shining it in Ryder's eyes. I confirmed the story with Ryan Villapoto, who said he did indeed have a laser on him on the start. And that's... I'm comfortable with what I reported. Absolutely. 100% comfortable with what I reported. And all I'm trying to say is is that I understand that's all you did, and I I'm a, I support that. But I'm just telling you where to, to – right. from Kenny's perspective is when your kid's on the line, 
I you get kinda, it. Yeah. You're a father, and you try to protect it. And sometimes we don't always handle ourselves the right Correct. way when it comes to protecting our kids. Hey, Mike, this is the bottom line is on this whole thing. I think there's two people that really this is going to affect more than anyone. First of all, you, your team, your sponsors, and then Mike. You know, Mike is getting the bad rap on this because I, I, you know, and I, I, I truly believe in my heart that Mike and Tony really probably didn't have anything to do with this, and neither did you. No, at please. the end of the day, the people that are going to suffer from somebody else's actions that really had nothing to do with it, but when someone shows up at the race and they're under your tent, if they're a guest, a family, a friend, a cousin or brother, that's your responsibility for those people. Like it or not, I, I have to obey by those rules. So if someone goes out and does something stupid, steals something or acts an idiot – they're, they're my responsibility. So if that's the case and someone's going to be walking through your truck and they take a headset, let me ask you a question. When Jeff Alessi left that truck, did you see him with a headset on and a Moto Concept shirt? No, I wasn't there, but I was already out on the track. But it, it, if you did see him, I would you if, had a headset on because I heard did, him on, if on you the did, radio. If you did see him, would you have said, hey, take that, take that shirt off and take that headset off? You, you, don't, you don't work here? No, because that's something Tony. So saying that, that that's your responsibility. That's a represent someone that's going to represent your company out on that track. So when that yeah, happens, for me, for me too, Kenny, for me too. Kenny, let me interject for real quick. There is is they become we become responsible for their actions, okay? But but and, and their wrongdoings. But let's face it, you can't control what your mechanics are doing. You know, if, if one of your employees does something unlawful to somebody uh, on a Saturday night, would it be fair if I came to you and said, well, it's your responsibility. You're like, I wasn't even within 50 miles of the guy. I don't care. It's your responsibility. Dude, it happens it's- in other sports. In NASCAR, I was just telling Steve, there's these two mechanics that beat up some journalism guy, like a reporter in a bar. Poor they guy. got fired from their job from Hendrick Motorsports. That's, right, but did, 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 did Hendricks get banned from the, the yeah. series? No, they didn't get banned. They got fined. They're mecha- they're, well, I'll, I'll take the fine and I'll fire Jeff Alessi. That's the whole point. They would have got the, the mechanics would have got suspended if they stayed. They got they would have got suspended from the race if right. they would have stayed. And so we're suspending the, the the mechanic that did the beat up, Jeff Alessi. He's gone. We're taking a fine. But Mike Alessi and Tono, the team manager, didn't do anything other than yell. Again, in my opinion, yell at right. Steve and a few things that I wish he wouldn't have done, but not enough to get thrown out of the series. I, I, I agree, Mike. But I think the reason what happened was I don't think it was everything he said. As I understand, to Steve, it was the the actions that was taking place with the promoter of the series. I think that's what the big part, what happened. And that's what... Hey, uh, Mike, we got to go. We got to run. I really really hate to cut you off. This is great. No, that's fine. I appreciate the time and the good questions. And I just, you know, we're here to... Hey, Mike, so you know, Kenny Watson here, I've always told you I have a lot of respect. I I think we need you in the sport. I, I totally like what you have to say most of the time. Not all the time. Most of the time. I think you have a lot of really good input on some change in the series and change. And I hope to God that you stick around. I'd love to see you. Um, thanks. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. And I uh, wish we had more time. we got to run with Kyle Cunningham's waiting. And, um, yeah, um, you know, good luck with everything. And uh, thanks for coming on and explaining. It takes, uh, takes some balls to come on. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mike. Later, right. later bud, Mike. David. All right, everybody. That's Mike Genova, <laughs> team owner, uh, Moto Concepts Racing. Um, I said what I had to say at the beginning. I right. I don't have, you know. Okay. That's just, you know, I don't have to go. Uh, no, good job. I think make it good job. Dragged uh, along about, you know. You know.
the behavior of you, after the fact. Right. For me, the laser, no big deal. Right. It's a big I agree. Deal. You know, like it's laser is stupid. It's a bad Say joke. Say you're sorry. Yeah, it's Move a on. bad joke. Yeah. You know? I, just like I t- like I said to him, I, I, there, there's a right and a wrong. You did it or you didn't do it. No, no, no bullshit. Yeah. All fingers are pointing at you. I understand Tony's stand. That's your kid. And he's telling you, you know, beating around the bush. And yeah. if Tony, I know the way Tony is with those boys. Tony could sit him down and go, did you do it or you didn't do it? And they're, you know. Kid says no. He could throw the fear of God into those kids. So <laughs> right, right. he's going to say no. And his dad's going to have his back. Right, right. So I, I, I'm not saying that's what happened. And yeah. you know what? I've known Tony. Uh, and, you've known him a long time. And I know that all oh, they want to win. And I do not think that they're going to go that route. I think it was more of a joke gone bad on Jeff's side. And, you know, it's, it sucks for Tony and Mike and Genovi for Mike. The whole program that th- this is going to have to happen. No, but it's hey. Mike for Mike Alessi, you know. Like, yeah, it sucks for Mike Alessi. You know what? If your dad is acting stupid and and, and I just don't know why they still don't go racing. They don't need to go racing. I mean, they could. Uh, I mean, yeah, what's uh, Tony Alessi? The, Dave Dye, team manager. There you go. Uh, all right, he, let's get to our next guest. Up. You know what? He's, he, he, should he call you? No, it doesn't matter. Just spark the semi and just uh, uh, save some money for next year. All right, just go in a box truck. Um. All right, let's get to our next guest. He's having, uh, quietly, a very good outdoor season. Uh, perhaps the fastest guy that nobody's talking about. Uh, maybe until now. We're finally going to have him on the show. My Plash Yamaha. Uh, Kyle Cunningham. Kyle, my, what's my up, pla- man? My Plash? My Plash. Oh. Isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Not much. Is hey, it, is it, is uh, just in Texas. Hey, my, thanks for coming on. My Plash? What, what is it? Yeah. My, my Plash? It's, yeah, it's My Plash. It's one of the yeah. uh, biggest team prepaid cards that you can uh, get in the United States. Do you have one? Yes, I have one in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, suck it, Kenny. Pretty I have the awesome. name, right? It's they, pretty awesome. They charge you every week for, like, subways and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, Kyle. They buy my lunches. You're eighth in the points. Um, one point behind Justin Bogle, who passed you. You were seventh. You're, you're having a good outdoor season. you got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling too bad. Um, I, I've been kind of... Kind of hit or miss a little bit, you know. Uh, had some good results and took took four rounds to to get the bike kind of where I wanted it. A little bit of testing here at home with uh, Craig Decker seemed to help a little bit, and uh, you know it's it's been going good. Just kind of the the same story for me. Just the starts are starts are really killing me, and I gotta gotta kind of get that together, and uh, mm-hmm. you know just start up there with those guys. Um, yeah, that's a big thing for sure. The, the class is uh, class is deep, bro. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, you're a veteran of the team. A lot of people, Cooper Webb, Jeremy Martin, they're, they're great riders and they're they're rookies. They're riding well. So in a way, it's got to feel good for you. You're beating both of them in points, and they're great riders. And I'm not not talking down to them, but you're kind of like, hey guys, don't forget about me. I mean, you did get fourth overall in the outdoor series, you know, a couple years ago. So it's got to be feel good to. These guys are getting more hype, but there you are ahead of them in points. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, uh, it's, it's been a little quiet. I have, uh, you know, a couple people have really uh, stood by me, like as far as, you know, kind of putting my name out there. And, uh, you know, but other than that, like you guys said, it's been a little quiet with, you know, the, the rookies coming up on the team. But, uh, you know, I, I don't let it get to me, really. I just, you know, flying under the radar doesn't bother me too much. Uh, mm-hmm definitely good to go out and get results and and you know be the the guy that's finishing the best on the team here and there but um you know those guys are good riders and yeah. and there's like you guys said the class is deep right now and 
there's a lot of guys out there that are going for it, and it really shows. You know, it's, every weekend it's you know the same guys are starting up front, and you know the few guys that are finishing in the top five, top six are are starting up there as well, and it's it's different every weekend. So I mean, it's just uh, the biggest thing, like I said, is is getting out of the gate, and I felt mm-hmm. I really had a, a great race at Redbud. I I went six seven and. I uh, was down both both motos. One wasn't my fault. The first moto in mm-hmm. the in the third corner, I got hit from behind and and ripped off my bike. And then second motor moto finally had a decent start. Ninth was pretty good for me, and uh, went down again and had to play catch up. I felt really good there, and I actually, when you guys asked me what I was doing, <laughs> I was on my way back from the doctor. I had to go and. Um, I had some issues last weekend at, at Washougal. Um, before Washougal, I only rode two days um, the week of. I had to take the whole week off on the break. I messed, messed my back up somehow okay. at Red Bud. I'm not too sure if it was casing the leap or casing <laughs> the step up not far from the start. But uh, I had to go get that checked out today and have to go back for a second opinion tomorrow. But, um, you know, in, in Washougal... I felt good the first practice. My my times were up there. I think I ended up fourth going into the motos and second practice just uh mm-hmm. set down wrong in a corner one time and felt like my two weeks of therapy on my back went back to to square one. So <laughs> right, right. Um, um Yeah, that's that's tough. Tough tough go then. Washugal actually wasn't too bad because you had one really good moto. Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a good first moto, and I really I thought I had a good start to the second moto. Um, you know, my my first moto was kind of the typical for me, not a great start, bunched up in the second corner, and and came from the back to to get up to where I was. And it's it's definitely a tough task, like you guys said, with how deep the class is, passing some of those dudes. Um, you know, they're not a joke. Everyone's going really fast, and and everyone's trying to fight for the front and I felt that I rode rode a solid moto, but um, you know, like I said, just today was kind of the thing I did just for you know an opinion on what's going on because the second moto I felt that I had another good race going, rode solid for 15 minutes, and about 15 minutes in, felt like uh, I couldn't really stand up and get my legs out in the corners, so. All right. A um, little bit of a struggle, and like I said, you know, ups and downs, but definitely have to, to give it up to Ryan and everyone on the team, you know. Um, there's a lot of work that goes in, and, you know, a couple weekends, the past weekends, especially Red Bud, the whole team did great, and, uh, you know, it was overall a good weekend for us, and, and all of us are up there in points, so it's been pretty good. Um, I, that was my next question. Ryan Morris, uh, a friend of mine, and I've known the guy for a long time, Um Manager of the manager of the team this year, good guy. Uh, talk about Ryan and how it's been. And and by the way, for your listening, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Call in for Kyle Cunningham. Um, what do you think about Ryan Morrison and how he's the job he's doing? Oh, he's uh, he's doing a great job. I I mean, Bobby kind of talked to me about it before the season started. Um, you know, and and with my injuries last year, uh, I only got to work with Mo a little bit in the outdoors when I came back for the last two, but um, it's been really good this year. I mean, there, there's a lot that goes into it, and obviously, you know, he has to, to push the papers in the office as well as um, doing some testing for us. I think that's been been a good thing. It kind of makes it a little easier on us to, to have him out at the track kind of doing some testing as well as 
you know, when um, West Coast went back to Supercross, uh, I had a few things I didn't get to finish up that, you know, with him and me being the same way, he was able to get out there and, and do a little bit of it for me. But, um, you know, I think he's done a great job. And, you know, it's definitely, it's, you know, the riding's hard and it's, it's tough on us every weekend, but also to uh, get thrown in the team manager position your first year, he's done a really great job with uh, with what he was supposed to do for sure. Uh, what's your uh, what's your contract status for next year? Are you up? Are you going to be back with the team? Do you know? Certainly, if you're if you're um, up, you're riding well enough to get a new, a new deal. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's it's kind of up in the air right now. Um, I've talked to Bobby a little bit, and from the conversation uh, we had, he says he wants to keep me around. I'm I'm not a hundred percent for sure, and you guys know until it's right. until it's in writing, you never know. Right you know, what's there and what's not there. So, um, but yeah, my contract's up this year in 2011 when I had, uh, had my decent supercross year and those good outdoor runs, I, I string along to finish uh, fifth overall in the season. Um, he signed me early to a two year deal at the beginning of the season. So I remember that. Uh, yeah. It was announced at Yeah. Yeah. That's up this year. Um, but you know, I've seen some, some photos of the new bike and, you know, I've been there for a while. So hopefully, uh, we can come to an agreement and, and I can kind of stick with my roots. I've been with Yamaha for a long time, but um, I've also been talking to Tony Gardia and, and Danny Doby a little bit and maybe thinking about going that route to, to kind of let them handle some of my stuff. But uh, for me right now, it's it's up in the air, and I'm just trying to get the best results I can on the weekend and, uh, you know, see what's there for me at the end of the year or sooner. DV, you, you bleed blue. You love – your club is in France. It's called Le Bleu. Uh the new 250F, pretty good. Looks good. It looks good. Uh, right? You got to try it, you know, but, you know, I think it's it's good that Yamaha is making a little the bit. effort. So we, we can't hear you. There you go. It's good that Yamaha is making the effort to um, uh, to make new bikes. You know, that bike was kind of old and everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's everybody's really excited about both bikes, actually. So I guess we'll see. If anybody's excited, it's you, DV. I know. I don't care. They don't pay me any. You money. love Yamaha. Stop it. You love <laughs> Yamaha. I, you know what? I don't have a Yamaha. I, I sold it. You have a two-stroke. Yes, but I bought my. I buy my bikes. I don't get parts. I don't Tits. Get He's claiming he has no love for Yamaha. You. No, you but, you've admitted uh, that, as much. I, yes, I, I, see, I, I, I like think it. He's but, at the point in this career that he's about at the point of anything with two wheels and a throttle on it that he can ride and do laps on is pretty nice to him. Yeah, but the thing is, you, I, you know what? If the YZF450 was a Suzuki or a Honda, I would say the same thing. That's what you don't get. I don't like when people are blaming something where, you know, it's too easy to blame a bike for bad results. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Uh-huh. You, never, you never did? I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys straight up. Well, I, have a, I have a stock YZ450 uh-huh. sitting in my garage, has handlebars, a pipe, and... Uh, and production suspension on it set up for my weight, and I try and ride it once a week every now and then, and I love the thing. It handles good. Nothing's been done to uh, nothing's been done to the fuel injection or, or mm-hmm. changed on it at all. It's just production out of the crate with a pipe, handlebars, and production suspension, and I love riding it. I mean, I think it's good to, to change it up every once in a while, but even when I rode for um, – Valley in 2010 and got to ride the bike and everything like that. I rode Ivan's suspension. I didn't even change that, and I seemed to like it then too. So 
I haven't had any issues with it. I think it's a great bike, and like DV said, I'm just kind of anxious, like everyone else, to to mm-hmm. maybe be the first, one of the first ones to ride the 250 and even the 450 and see, you know, what it's really like and how good they are. Because I know they're really speaking highly of them. Um, uh, we got to ask you. This is a big topic of the show tonight. Laser, laser gate. What, <laughs> what, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? I have no idea what to think. I didn't hear too much about it, but when I was actually sitting on the moto or on the line for the moto, mm-hmm. um, I looked over and I saw Davey and Tony kind of getting into it and him grab something out of his hand. So I was kind of curious okay. what went on. And when, when my dad, when I came off, he kind of told me he saw something happen, something about a laser pointer. But, you know, I think it's um, – Personally, in my opinion, I don't see why anyone would do that intentionally or do it to mess with anyone. I don't know if it was a joke or if it's just something Jeff did. You know, it's kind of one of those things. You might never know the whole story. You probably won't know the whole story. He knows what happened. But, you know, I don't see it intentional unless, you know, it was Jeff or a joke with one of his buddies or something like that. But... I think it'd be pretty hard to hit somebody in the eyes for a long period of time with that thing from that distance. Right, right. Hey, uh, Who why, knows? why are you so good at Vegas? I don't know, but you guys, I mean, everyone was giving me a nickname. What was it, like the Sam Boyd Assassin? I think next year I'm going to show up. I'm going to have a butt patch that's like a little ninja, like yeah. the Fruit Ninja Sword, and it'll just say <laughs> Vegas Assassin underneath Dude, it. I don't know. Uh, fourth in the 250, 450 main event a couple years back, uh, some great rides. I think you, this one was good. Uh, some come up, come from behind rides. You're good on that hard pack, man. Even though you're from Texas and all that, but uh, yeah, Texas some, of that black gumbo, uh, yeah, black. crappy dirt. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I had a track in my house for a couple years, um, and it was kind of it was a cross between outdoor track with supercross jumps. Probably about a minute and thirty was a fast time on it, but. It was kind of that black, hard-packed, dry dirt, and 90% of the time we couldn't get enough water on the thing. My dad would water the corners as good as he could so it could get some ruts, and then we'd pretty much leave the straightaways and the jumps dry. Um, but I grew up riding a lot of hard-packed stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It's like Washougal's been the same for me a few years. I've had some really good results there, and it's kind of a slick surface, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I don't know. At Vegas, I always, I just, I just feel like when I show up, you know, I'm, I'm a little more patient and, and comfortable. And I actually, you know, the track was cool this year. And once it got rutted and the ruts dried out, I felt like I was really struggling, but mm-hmm. I guess I wasn't struggling as bad as everyone else. You know, it's, it's almost one of those weird things when I rode the 450 in 2010 and didn't have that much time on it. Um, I got a really bad start with K-Dub and, that was one of the most fun races and some of the people that I was able to pass and have a good result and different guys to race with, you know, I just put my head down and tried to, tried to chase Kate up the whole moto. And I think we came from like 14th and 15th and, and to end up where we did was, mm-hmm. was really cool. But, uh, I don't know. It's, I don't think yeah. it's, you know, I've ridden hard pack surface and maybe that's a little bit of it. I like the, the test tracks. It doesn't really bother me when they're dry. Um, but I think it comes down to, you know, the test tracks are pretty hard packed too. So our bikes are always 
pretty dialed for for that style of track and right. normally they're a little bit technical um like in 2010 the biggest thing i remember was they had a double before a set of whoops and then it had a roller in the in between them and then like five more whoops out and I was the first guy in practice. I started jumping from the double into the first or second whoop uh-huh. and jumping the complete set of whoops and jumping all the way into the corner almost. So I don't know. I think yeah, it's just, just, something. just a comfort thing. And, and, you know, the start there, I think this year I got some good starts and it worked for me because I almost felt like I was on a cement start. But I think it just comes down more to, to bike setup and be more comfortable to know what to do with my bike at that race. Right, right. Um, hey, Kyle, thank you for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. I, we had a bit, bit short tonight. We're running running long with Mike Genova calling in and, uh, and Laser Gate and everything, but I wanted to get you on. I feel like you're having a great season. And um, uh, like I said, probably, you know, you look around, the guys around you, people are talking about the rookies, people are talking about the Geico guys and the KTM guys, and no one is noticing that you're having a strong season as a veteran. So uh, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Anytime, it's good talking to you guys. All right, thanks, Kyle. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. All right, thanks. That's every, that's Kyle Cunningham, everybody. Uh, thanks for coming on, Jason Thomas. Sir, how are you? Uh, I'm tired, but I'm good. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> what I do now? Yes, lapper. Are you supposed to be imitating? D- what What are you saying? He's trying, to, he's trying to sound like me. <laughs> like, like I get it. It's totally hilarious. Except you were making no sense. I know, right? Like, um, what I miss? Uh, did you hear about Ross Shugel at all? Did you? Um, you did no. miss out. I, you was did. it this laser tag convention? Didn't really <laughs> check in with anything. You left to go to MotoGP early. You missed. Uh, you missed a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> that would have been interesting. I wish I would have been there. You probably, Unlike Weege, I would have been right in the mix. You probably would have helped Jeff try to beat me down. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Right. Did you guys fly private down there? No, they didn't. No. Um, me and 50 of my closest friends. How was it, MotoGP? You like it? Uh, yeah, it's always that. It's a good time. Those races are fun. Um, hey, Jay, Jason Thomas is uh, our favorite uh, fly racing salesman extraordinaire. His appearance on the show brought to you by Fly Racing. Fly Racing, check out the 2014 line of gear now on the website, flyracing.com. Um, his appearance is brought to you by that. And we thank Fly Racing for coming on. So, top of the line gear. Um, Mike Genova called in. We didn't, I heard about that. We didn't expect that. And, um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. We're going... What did he, uh, did it, was he defending those actions? Kenny, uh... I wouldn't say defending. I think he was... Deflecting? Know. Deflecting. Uh, good one. Yeah, good answer. Yeah. I think he was very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not protective, but no. um, come on, help me out. We we have Tony Alessi on the line. Do we? Leave Jason on the phone. Let's get him. Yeah, JT, sorry to call you and then immediately Bring it. shuffle yeah. you we off. We always like to talk to We him. are going to do the BTOsports.com tweet at tit segment with Jason Thomas. And do we have X brands for Jason Thomas or can we let him go, Tits? I don't even remember. No but. matter what. Tony can do. Yeah. I'll always still. We do, we do not like have Tony. experience. From okay, him, so we can just I'll do that and we can like let him go. No All right, let's get to our, our next impromptu guest, Mitch Payton, Steve Bauer, Mike Genova. And now uh, tonight, uh, Lasergate continues with Tony Alessi. Tony, what's up? Thank you for coming on the show. Yep, it's my pleasure. Who Who's all there right now? Uh, Jason Thomas is on the line, uh, Kenny Watson, and David Villeman. And of course, Tits Legendary. Okay, hello, all you guys. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. 
Kenny. So uh, I guess we'll open this up floor to you. The uh, the penalties today assessed by MX Sports for um, Washugal. Uh, thoughts on that, and uh, I guess on everything that happened that went down, um, give us your opinion on it. Yeah, overall, I mean, I'm, it's pretty disappointing, to be honest with you. You know, um, I, um, I, to me, I just feel the whole thing is just, like, blown way out of proportion. And, um, you know, I'm just disappointed in the whole thing, to be honest with you. You know, like, uh, I mean... You know the the unprofessionalism is is you know not not just necessarily on the part of MX Sports you know because um, obviously I have the promoter of the event dragging Jeff Lester by the neck uh, you know behind the behind the you know the, the starting gate and and you know just you know and then obviously what happened at the end of the event when when I was trying to you know ask police about the situation and I got David Coombs skidding his car sideways and coming out asking me, you know, are you going to arrest me right now? You know, I'm just thinking, like, what the hell? You know, like, this would never happen at a felt event. It'd be like, you know, like uh, like Dave Prater doing something like this. I mean, gosh, you know, like, what the hell is going on here? You know, uh, just I'm just disappointed in the way that the whole thing was handled. And, and, uh, and obviously none of us got to know any information. They never talked to us. I just felt like it was like, dictatorship you know like uh judge jury and executioner all at the same time and like we never had a say we never got to tell our side of the story in any way shape or form and uh just disappointed you know completely in the way that mx sports handled the whole entire thing i just think it was just so cowboy you know um and, and like i said for me i'm, I'm just 100 percent disappointed in the way that it was handled well now that you've seen the photos the from the event and, and and all the proof that MX Sports has, I mean, you do believe that your son Jeff was using a laser pointer, or no? Well, know know this. I will one hundred percent go to the grave for my kids in any way. Mike or Jeff Alessi, I will fight for them. I will take a bullet for them. I will do whatever it takes to defend them in any way, shape, or form. You know what I'm saying? And when. Jeff Alessi is being assaulted by the promoter of the event. There's no chance that I'm going to say that this is okay, not in any way, shape, or form. I defend my kids 100%. I live for my kids. I defend them. I love them kids. And, you know, Kenny Watson, I think that you know that more than anybody else, that I will die for those guys. Tony, you, you know, it's this. Uh, before you came on, we were talking to Mike, and that's exactly what I said. I said, I know Tony, I know that family probably than anybody better in the paddock. I would guarantee you if Tony sat down and said, Jeffrey, did you do it or you didn't do it? And if he thinks he Jeffrey didn't do it, or even if he might have done it, he's not going to let no one disrespect his kids. That's the bottom exactly. line. And so here's what I got. Just so you. Yep. Oh, go ahead. Up. Oh, we lost him. Gone. We lost him. Back bad. I hope a laser didn't get him. Uh, too I mean, soon. Uh, too soon. Yeah. We got to, I mean, we got to, I, I thought he'd be a little more contrite again, but not. We got to well, get him back on the line. Yeah. He was just, he was just explaining. Yeah. He was just saying, you know, just like, just like I said, I know I, I, I said it before he even called. It doesn't matter that I know, he would do I know. this for his kids. We get it. We would all do it. I would do it for exactly, my, I would exactly. do it for my Basset Hounds, except for Rocky, you know, um, the bottom line is I, I believe. One hundred percent that Jeff Alessi did this, and that's what we need to get to the, to you know, to, so, 
I, I, I don't know. JT, thoughts? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I understand his point. And I always, that was one of the things I always liked about Tony was that he was so dedicated to what Mike was doing and kind of was like, I don't care what it takes kind of deal. Um, and there, there is something to be said for that. But at the same time, I would, you know, say to Tony, you kind of have to look at it objectively about if your kid makes a mistake, you know, no one's, no one's accusing you of not wanting to stick up for your kid. Right, right, but you also right. have to be responsible right. for your kid's actions too. Maybe his cell phone died. Tiss says it goes right to voicemail. So uh, maybe his phone died <laughs> right at that opportunity. He's probably on the phone a little bit today talking to people. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, look, your kid did it. I believe 100% the kid did it. That's it. I don't think it. Yeah, I think that's hard to deny. Right. So whether he would fight for him or not is not the, not the story, not the question. Um, and, and, and if he thinks the penalties are harsh, fine, great. I, I understand that. The kid did it. And move on. So I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Little, little weird there. Um, okay, so let's 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 move on from there. Let's go in. Excuse me. Jesus. Excuse me. Pardon me. You all right. Yeah. I'm okay. JT, how's everything in the fly racing world? Uh, pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Just uh, got to Wisconsin tonight and getting to work tomorrow. Okay. Um, yeah, getting ready to sell some fly. <laughs> I'm hoping anyway. What are you laughing that, at? That sounds cool. He's getting ready uh, hey, to sell some fly. Uh, Tony, fly for a Tony's back. Guy. Tony, hey, your phone died, I guess. Yeah, I'm back. My phone is my phone died. Sorry about that, yeah, guys. Yeah, no worries. Um, no, I think the bottom line, Tony, is, I mean, do you think that Jeff did it? Okay, well, understand this, okay? When I got to the scene, okay, because I got a radio communication from James, our truck driver, and it said, Davey Coombs is beating up your kid, okay? So I said, okay, where the hell are they? And he said, behind the starting gate. So I was talking to Vince Freeze, obviously, at that moment, because he was sixth right at the gate, and we were talking about how to deal with his start, okay, because he had a bad gate pick. So I left that spot, and I went behind the starting gate, and Davey Coombs is dragging Jeff Molesky by the neck, okay? And I said, hey, dude, what are you doing? And he said to me, hey, here's the situation. Your kid is splashing a laser on the starting gate. And I said, Jeff Alessi, what the fuck are you doing? Excuse my language. Did right. you do that? You can swear. And he said, no. He said, no, I did not do that. I found this laser, which is not even operational. It's broken. doesn't even work. And I said, okay, well, Davey, why do you think that Jeff Alessi did this? He said, Brent Milan, a Suzuki guy that Jeff Alessi had an argument or a fight with in the past, said that I did it. Okay? He said that he did it. And I said, do you have anything else? Or is that all you have? He says, that's all I have for now. And I said, dude, what are you doing? You're going to this extreme cowboy measure, unprofessional measure, dragging the guy, making a scene in front of all of these people to do what? You don't even have it. You don't even know what you're dealing with yet. The right way that this should have happened is, and I told him this, I said, you should have called security. And security should have came and got Jeff put him in the AMA trailer, and we should have all gone in there and had a discussion and figured out what the hell just happened. But instead, he fucking decided he was going to be the big guy and go do this big hero stupid move and embarrass himself and embarrass us and embarrass everybody over something that was so stupid. Yeah, you know? the, and uh, the bottom what line I ended is... up doing was I told Jeff Wesley, go in the motorhome and sit there and do not move until I figure out what's going on 
Right now, I've got to get 40 minutes. I got 40 minutes to get Michael Essie, the motorcycle, and everything ready for a second moto of an AMA Premier Class National. So that was my focus at that point. So I went to work and got Michael Essie ready, got the bike ready, got everything ready because that's my focus is to do the best that I can do for my team, the bike, and Michael Essie. That's my job. And I've done a very good job over the last two or three years and have had a clean record and done a very good job and done my best for my kids. Okay, and I got Mike Lesley back over there, and he got fifth overall, and then when this was all said and done, then all of a sudden I've got Mathis in my pit, and I've got a, a, a message that says, Jeff Lesley has done such a, such a job where he splashed the light in the eyes of, of Ryan Villapoto, and we're in all kinds of trouble. And I said, dude, Mathis, this is no different than me saying the girl in the back of the pit said to you that you raped her. And me putting on the Internet or on Instagram, you know, Mathis raped a girl without me seeing you in handcuffs or in a car. You know what I'm saying? And there's no difference into well, what happened hey, with Jeff Lefty. He was convicted of a crime without me even knowing what the hell happened. You know, and so all of a sudden, now I've got this issue to deal with, and I've got Jeff Lefty telling me, hey, dude, I didn't do it. So, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm there, there, there you go. That's, like that's, all I, that, that's the question that I asked Mike. I said, Did, I know Tony. I know Jeff. I know Mike very, very well. I know Tony sat him down and looked at him and said, did you do it or you didn't do it? Because if you didn't do it, I'm going to go to war for you. If you did do it, I'm still going to go to war, but we're going to make it better. I know that's what you were going to do. And I asked Mike, and Genovi said, still, we don't have an answer. We don't know. But you know. Did he do it? He said he didn't do it. That's fine. If he didn't do it, he didn't do it. But at the when, end I was, the, when, I, when I got look, to the scene, Davy Coombs, like I said, was dragging him by the neck. And I asked, I asked. Jeff you Alexis, saw, you saw him you do, do that? This? What do you so mean dragging him by the I neck? Him, I said, did you do this? And he said, no, I did not do it. I found this over there in the grass. Yeah. And, well, Tony, and you don't believe that, I, do you? You don't believe that. That's the bottom line. The evidence is insurmountable that Jeff Alessi Put a laser on Ryan Villapoto and Malcolm Stewart. It's insurmountable. He was in the truck well, I'm with it. Bring you this, just so you it was know. in the truck I went with to it. Ryan Villapoto. It, it was on. Tony. 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 Don't stop it. Ryan Villapoto, did you have a laser in your eyes? He said yes. And I said, who did it? And he said, your boy did it. Yeah. And I said, are you it, sure it, about that? Tony, never he mind. Really never that. mind what you told Ryan Villapoto. Look at the JGR guys who saw Jeff with the laser. Look at the photo of the laser in the truck. Look at the people who saw Jeff at PIR with a laser, okay? Look at the, the GoPro footage. Look at the photo from the Verb Moto photographer with a guy in the bushes wearing a white shirt that looks a lot like Moto Concept shirt. The evidence is overwhelming. Jeff Alessi had a laser beam. That's the bottom line. Now, I don't... Okay, and I hear what you're saying. But that, understand, end of story. from my standpoint, okay, as a father... When he tells me that, it doesn't my, matter. My Beat his ass. Defend him. Beat his ass. Yeah. He did it. The evidence is there. Just like what Kenny would say or DV or anybody. The evidence is there. He's lying to you. Yeah, but he did no, it. But, okay, okay. Listen. He said he didn't do it. As a as a parent, you have to. You yeah, have, absolutely. At, at, at that point in absolutely. time, maybe now is a different time. But when Jeffrey first told him that, he has to respect his kid that he. He trusts his kid enough, and they have the relationship where he's not going to lie to his father. His father's like, okay, I got your back. 
Most kids aren't going to sit there and just straight lie to their parents at that level. If Jeffrey did, he made a mistake. Jeffrey's a, I mean, Jeffrey is right now that I'm happy about the situation. Hell that, like, no. I'm Hell out no. Of the I know. I know. Michael Leslie is now going to be have to withdraw from the series that our team is going to have to withdraw from the series from all of this BS. You think I'm happy about any of that? Fuck. I'm not, well, I'm not hey, at all. I'm you, happy that Mike Genova is a great team owner, that he respects me. You know what I'm saying? And that we, we have done a remarkable job over the last two years. Kenny Watson, you can attest to that. That we have done an amazing job over the last two years, and I think that you can that I think you can tell that by obviously second in the championship, nine podiums last year, and hundred minutes over leading over a hundred laps last year. Mike, great. No, we've done Tony, an impeccable job. Great job. And no, no one you said know you haven't. That the, my level of professionalism that I've brought to that to that race team and what I've done, and I'm just disappointed in the way that the whole thing was handled I, with us. I'm disappointed. The way you handled it with me, poking me in the chest, you know calling me names. Mathis, I'm disappointed Mathis, in you, Tony. Mathis, Mathis, I agree with what you're saying, okay? I'm going to tell you straight up that I was wrong with the way that I handled it with you, just so you know. But I want you to know, as a father, reading this information and thinking, wow, my kid is being incriminated without me even being told by the officials that we have a problem that I may have probably overreacted, you know what I'm saying? But I was reacting in a way because I was defending my kid at the end of the day. And I will, like I told you, I will defend those guys to the end. I'll take a bullet for them. And uh, bottom line is, you're writing stuff, and I have not been informed by anybody at MX Sports that we have committed a crime, that we've done something wrong. Well, I was. I was, and I reported it. Right, so, I understand that, right. but I asked questions, just so you know. And you said to me that you were given the information by Nick McCabe. Is that correct? I said, Jeff, I said to uh, you, Nick McCabe told me. Jeff, right. I talked to and Jeff. I, I talked to Jeff Cutter, Who asked, the hell is Nick McCabe? Is he an AMA official? And you know what he told me? This is Tim Cotter, number two guy at MX Sports. He told me that Nick McCabe is not an official. He's some guy that... Does some little various work okay. from time to time, and he is not N O T an yeah, official. Okay. Well, so Jeff, you got your information uh, from the wrong source. And Jeff Canfield, you didn't let me finish. I said Jeff Canfield's no, name. You did you ever tell me that Jeff Canfield gave you that information? Absolutely, I did that. I, I at some point when you were yelling and I was yelling, uh, that is exactly what I did. I named and okay, there. Well, just so you know, like I respect Jeff Canfield. I think he's an A plus guy. I think he's a respectable person. And I never heard you say that. I, so, I know. did my job as a reporter. I spoke to Ryan Villapoto. I spoke to three officials. I spoke to, uh, and I saw people, I spoke to people who saw Davy Coombs' GoPro footage of taking uh, a laser from Jeff, and no one said Davy Coombs assaulted Jeff Alessi. Not one person. And, and some of the people I heard it from aren't fans of Davy. They're not MX Sports people. They're not Racer X people. No one mentioned you should have saw Davy Coombs assaulting Jeff Jeff Alessi. No one said that. Well, obviously for the they weren't they weren't where I was. Like I said, when I arrived at the scene, this is what I saw. Just so you know, I saw Jeff Alessi getting dragged by the neck. And when I was when was guy, this? When did Davey this happen? Because I was, was in the tower. Behind, I, I was okay, in you the. You know t- how the starting gate works? There's a starting gate, and then there's a there's you drop down where all the bikes like. Stage. Okay, Tony. That's did this happen? This happened. And when I got there, I said, "What the hell is going on?" And Davy Coombs said, "This guy is suspended. I'm t- taking him off the property." 
And I said, dude, what are you doing? Like, you are the promoter of the event. You're the number one guy. Why are you doing this? Like, you're, you're out of your mind, dude. You're way over the line. This is something that's not being handled right. I mean, let's be honest. You think that Todd Gendro would come drag some guy off the property at a Supercross? I do. There's no way that he would do that. I do think a security... Professionals would do. Professionals like Todd Gendro at Supercross, they they would call security. And they would have, they'd say, hey, look. Hey, Tony, I can, I can, I can, I can. Let me just talk. They have a problem up on the hill. There's some guy up there with a light. He's flashing it on these guys. Can you go get that guy and bring him over to the AMA trailer? Okay, and they bring him over to the AMA trailer and they say, okay, dude, you're Jeff Alessi. What are you doing, dude? And he would say whatever his story would be. And then he would call our team over there. And then our team would sit inside of the AMA trailer alongside of the AMA people. And we would have a discussion about what happened. We were never in that situation, not ever. It was just simply a dictatorship from start to finish. It was judge, jury, and executioner. Well, and all of that is wrong. It's not professional. You, it's not hey, the way things are supposed to be done. If you if you look at it from Davy Coombs' point of view, he may think that Jeff Alessi is working for you. He may think you're in on it, Tony, which I don't believe you were. I, for the record, I do not believe you or Mike Genova or Michael Lessie were in on this. Jeff's got a headset. Jeff's got a team shirt. If you're Davey Coombs and you know that there's some sort of – there's Jeff Alessi with a laser pointer shining in Ryder's eyes, maybe he would freak out. And I, I disagree with you on the Feld thing. Maybe Davey Coombs okay, well, is let's just – make per- sure we get the Jeff Alessi thing understood, okay, so we know. Jeff Alessi rode the PIR race, okay, with his own motorcycle and obviously pitted with us. Okay, so he was there, and that was the idea of that race, just to help him out because he's a, not a professional, really, racer anymore. He's a guy that goes rides local races, and, and our team, Moto Concepts Racing, supports the, the, you know, the, the race, the PIR, every year for the last 10 years. That's what we do. We support that race. And Jeff Lefty was racing that race, and so we let him pit under the pit, um, and that's it. You know, that was the extent of our to him. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, the, he stuck around for the race. And anything that transpired at that race, from headsets to my my uh, lanyard or all of those things, those are things that that guy just did on his own. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Anything that he did well, in terms they... of with a flashlight or that little light thing that he had, I mean, I'm telling you that we were no in any way part of that at all. Of course. You I know? get it. So I get it. But at the time. He member. But at he the time. He member. He was a Basically acting as a, I don't know what you would call him. But at that time, at, at that time, no one knew that. No one knew all that. He looks official. He Do looks like he's on the team. Do you know that if they came and did it professionally and they brought us all into the same place at the same time and we had a discussion? The problem, problem promise you that Gallagher and Prater and these other guys would have done that in Supercross. These guys handled it unprofessionally. They did not handle it right. They handled it well, like cowboys. Okay, we we don't know how Feld would have handled it because no one shined a laser in guys' eyes before, so we don't know exactly how Feld would have handled it. So I hear that, but I can promise you that you wouldn't have seen guys like Prater or any of these what, what, guys do you, do you agree doing with this? this kind of situation. They would have handled it professionally. Oh, no. What they would have done is they would have called security, they would have put the guys in the AMA trailer, then we would have all had a discussion and sorted it out. There was no sorting it out. It was straight, one-sided, 
and their dictatorship slash, you know, jury executioner all the way through. They did it their way. And you know what? We never had one say. They never spoke to us. They never got our side of the story. And all of that is not the democracy that we live in in the United States. All right, Tony, check it out. All right, so we we heard your side of the story. And, like, I'm going to – let's end it at this. This is what I told Mike. I said – there's two, there's, two, there's two people that are really, really, really going to suffer from this, okay? It's the team, all the employees, the truck drivers, the mechanics. Dave Dye. And Michael Essie. Just so you know, Dave Dye is awesome. Just so you know, he's done a good job for us. Mike, Michael Essie. Those are the guys that are going to suffer for all the stuff that's going to happen. I told Mike, I don't think you guys should go away. I really think that they should figure it out and, you know – yeah, they say Tony Lessie can't go to the races, but why can't you just go, if you go buy a ticket and don't go into the pits and have radios and do like you, you used to do? I mean, big deal. You can't be part of it. But, dude, I, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's a lesson learned. And, you know, I, I just don't want to see it get – let's put it behind us. Let's just move forward through this whole thing. I mean, I know – What you're saying is right, Kenny Watson, because you obviously have been in the sport a while and you know the right and the wrong way to do things. You know the right way. You know why but I know the right thing? Because I've been in your situation. It's not fair. It, you're, you're, you don't think it's fair, and if it's right or wrong, you have a, you have a belief, and you're going to do what you want to do. But what I'm trying to say is I've been in your situation, maybe not at this level, but having a rider and myself being in the limelight, me myself getting arrested almost tw- once full-time, second in the cop car out of the pits – I've been there. I've been that guy where Jeff Alessi is. I get it. So what, what I'm trying to say is, you know what? The best thing to do is get it out there, figure it out, and move on. Because the more it drags out and say he said, she said, it's, a, it's their fault, it's like going to jail. You rob the bank, do your time, and come back out and be a it better person. It sounds to me like you guys need to bring Jeff Alessi on the show. I think we had enough. We have Genova, we had you. I think we got enough of this. You know, uh, I think... Tony, this is DV right here. You know, I respect what you do. You're 100% with your with your kids. Uh, I, I don't agree about your decision you make, but I have nothing to say about them. You know, but you tell you tell me, MX Sport, you know, handle the situation right. But how did you handle it, Tony? You freaked out. I handled it. I handled you freaked the way out that like a paranoid wacko. You would have known a father. Da- any Davey father Coombs. would have handled it. Davey, listen to me. Jeff is not a kid. Jeff is 23 years old. What would you do? I want to know. Let what me, would let, you do? You know what? what? would you do, David? I, I don't know. What I don't know what I would have done. Some but man I, mishandling your kid. What would you, know, you do? Can I, I talk? You take, let me talk for a second. I don't know what I would have done. It's not me. But if I would have done that, and my dad was manager, he would have beat my fucking ass. Yeah. And he says, "You know what, yeah. Jeff? What 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 Jeff uh, did is stupid." Okay, it's now not, I'm going to ask not, you a question. Okay? Listen, David, let me talk. David, You've talked for you twenty question, minutes. Okay? I haven't I haven't said a word for twenty minutes. I'm listening to you. Can I speak for a second? Yes, sir. Okay. I don't think that's. Really, that bad the laser thing, uh, and I've said it on the show. It's a bad joke, and I think you had nothing to do with it. Uh, neither uh, did Genova. I think it was. A, it's a bad joke that went wrong. It was a poor decision by Jeff, and and that's it. The thing is, you said MX Sport, you know, and all it right. I think it's it's not the the point is 
How did you handle it, Tony? You freaked out. You freaked exactly out. Like Listen to me. My father would handle it. No. Like I told you. I mean, Jeff David, is an adult. He's 23 father. years old. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen no, no, no. Listen to me. If you told your father that you didn't do it, would your dad go to bat with you? Yes or no? Yes, it would. But how okay. can you? All right. Well, I'm in the same It doesn't position. matter. It, I'm in the there's same proof position. everywhere. Jeff there's Olesky proof everywhere. Me, I didn't do it. And I've got a guy yeah, because he was him by the neck. He was you trying to find somebody. What are you doing, dude? What are you doing? The thing your son was trying to find somebody to to take the blame for him, and he lied about the whole thing. It's not the the point. The point is not here. Why would you freak out without knowing anything? Okay, not the situation. You were on the track. You were not on Twitter. You did not see the pictures. You, you did not see Davy. The picture with Davy and Jeff at that time. And then you freak out. You you threaten uh, right. DC to, to, to sue him for assault. If you so here's here's the, here's the fact. You know what I told people? Okay? I'm like, I get a call on the radio, and the radio says Davy Coombs is beating up your kid. Okay, I go over there and to see what's happening. I see Davy Coombs dragging my kid by the neck. Okay, I want you, you to put yourself in my shoes. With your he's not kid. dragging your kid what by the neck. Do? I want to know what you would do with that not, information. He did not what drag the. He did not. He, he did not drag it by the neck. He took his bullshit. Your, did your you credential. I was there. The James, the truck driver, was there. We all saw the same thing. He has it on video. I need to send you the video. He was dragging him by the neck. Do you understand that? Do you understand that Jeff Pelosi has an assault charge now on Davy Coombs with video? That guy's going down. Do you understand that? He's going down. MX Sports is done in the next two years. They're already on their way down. They're already on their way down. Are you kidding me? I was in the meeting, the manager's meeting, and I'm hearing Factory Connection Honda saying there's a drug ring inside of the M- inside of MX Sports pedal <laughs> going on. Uh, Do you understand what yeah. that is? Come on, That's Tony. Serious. Come on, they're, Tony. They're, they're reciting an article Stop it. 23. You're, you're embarrassing they're yourself. They're saying that they're going to bring in federal marshals you're, because it's not yeah. getting handled right. Those guys have got big problems right now going on. Way bigger than Jeff Alessi and a little light. Do you understand that? There's serious shit going on with those guys. And I don't know what it is that why they think that they got to deal with but us when they got way, j- way, way bigger problems. Tony, come on. Stop it. Uh, your kid got caught with a laser shining in the rider's eyes. That's the bottom line. Hey, Tony, you're being paranoid here. You know, you, I think you need help. Seriously. Seriously. Uh, Bill, does Billy, Billy wants to uh, talk to Tony? Billy, what's going on, man? Billy, you there? Hello? All right. Billy's gone. Uh, our lines are full, but I don't want to take too many calls. But, Tony, come on. We, we're uh, – uh, you, you should just fall on your sword on this one. Sorry, what? I'm sorry. What you should you just fall, fall on your sword here. Uh, I don't understand what you're saying. Say that again? I don't uh, get that. Admit you guys are wrong. Jeff screwed up. You and Mike and Mike Genova had nothing to do with it. And, and that okay, was it. Well, like I said, what I can tell That's you right it. now from what I know today, I would say that there's a lot of evidence out there against Jeff Alessi. Okay? But, again, Jeff Alessi's still telling me he okay, hasn't well, done your anything. Okay, well, your son's he an idiot. Done it. Your son's an you idiot. You understand? Yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, Dude, you can't say, I mean. In terms of Mike Alessi, he's Mike lying. Genova, so. and Tony Alessi, we are focused so hard on getting the bike ready and doing the best job that we can do for the race. And I want to ask you, Mathis, have you known any incidents with me for the last two to three years 
or our team, or have we been nothing but solid and professional? I want to ask you that question. Uh, no, no, it's been fine. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, nothing. Um, you came over and yelled at me as you said no. as a friend. No, but I'm that, just saying up ma- until the incident where I got on your case. Okay, but you said up until then we're still friends. We've been nothing but professional. Hardworking group trying to do the best that we can do. That in doesn't this matter. Of, of course, you were. Everybody in the paddock, for the most part, has. That doesn't matter. And look, right. truthfully, if if my dad, who was at Washugal, he's pretty old now. If my dad saw me lasering a rider, he would drag me by the neck for being right. stupid. Okay, okay? I so hey, I, 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 you dad, know what? You what know what? Your dad, Tony, hold on a second. Tony, dad, Tony, Tony. You, I'm asking you the same question I asked Kenny Watson. What if you told your dad? You didn't do it, and the promoter's dragging you by the neck. How uh, would your dad handle it? I want to know. Tony, I'm going to say, it? I'm going to say this. Radio, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to step in and say this. I know damn well. I know you good enough. If you saw Jeff Alessi doing that, you would have, you would have drugged him. You would have drugged him by his fucking hand. Exactly. Well, but you, you are standing behind your kid because you, you, you're standing behind his word. So until it's proven guilty, 100 percent. And nothing's going to change, correct? Correct. Okay, let's 100%. leave it. Let's leave it at that. We respect everything you had to say, Tony. I thank you for coming. I hope to God I can see you at the races again before this year's over. We had a good battle. I'm glad Mike didn't catch my guy. One more lap, he had him. <laughs> hey, if he's not going to beat the races, Tickle might pass him. I don't want that to happen. I want to see him beat him square <laughs> okay. if you can. All right, we got to run. Hey, dude, Tony, if you guys don't show up, you guys had a great year, anyways. Fuck it. All right, thank you. All right, later. All right, Tony, let's see everybody. Uh, in the Great words of, radio, bro. In the words of Anchorman, that escalated oh, that fast. Escalated quickly. <laughs> he, I was with him on the on the whole defending his kid thing until he started with the drug ring. Then I then he lost me. I started watching TV. Dude, I'm telling you, I I, I called that before he even called in because I know that guy, like he said he'd take a bullet for his kids. He's the type of guy that you can have his kid robbing a bank on a video, and he would say that that wasn't my son. You know I, mean? I do not believe Davy Coombs assaulted his kid. I do not believe Davy ah. Coombs dragged him by the neck, perhaps put a hand on his neck and pushed him like, hey, you got to go, follow me. Um, no eyewitnesses right. I spoke to. Seriously. No Good. eyewitnesses I spoke to ever said that. Hey, seriously. Great radio, bro. Uh, <laughs> that was a sound drop? He did it. I, that's another one? Great radio. Nice. Great radio, now, bro. Now, <laughs> the thing is, hey, other than this laser gate thing, I think Tony needs help. I think he's, <laughs> this, he, he has. A, no, he does not need help. He just lives on that. He's on the other side, no. bro. <laughs> what, what does that mean? He's on the other dude, side, bro. No, dude. He's 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 it, so it's, focused it's on what he is. He's not on the other side. He's on another planet. No, he's on the other side of. He's on the other side of uh, of reality. He's crazy. Um, who? Tony. Uh, JT. No. Oh, JT. Thank you for hanging in there. Oh, well, oh, are you that, kidding me? Call. That was incredible. That was great radio, wasn't it? What happened? Can we talk about the, the drug ring? What happened there? <laughs> I, I, you can you can listen to the podcast, buddy. Um, uh, do you, are you aware of any drug rings, JT? No, no. Okay, I, Kenny. I was my mouth dropped. Kenny, I was. Are you aware? Of, are there drug rings in RCH or, that you're aware of? Or so what are you saying? Like, what do you mean? There, I think somebody perform, like performance enhancing. I hope. So they no, he said something about federal marshals. There's a drug dealer going around and giving EPO and shit. You got me. Dude. You know, that's called paranoia. I don't know. I mean, I appreciate Tony calling in. I don't, well, then I, he, don't I don't. agree with him on a I lot don't think, of those things. Like, it's not fair. He's dragging Factory Connection Honda into this. Like, 
Yeah, they did not ask anything. Like they're <laughs> they're not their own you, business. Hey, they win you, races, and that's it. I'll tell you what happened. We were at the team managers meeting when Tony and was there, and Ziggy stepped up and said, "Hey, he brought up a thing where he talked to a federal marshal and blah blah blah, and saying that if someone did get charged with doping, that it's going to be a federal account. It's going to be a federal charge." Um, they're going to change the law, and if someone gets busted for doing, you know, steroids or something like that in a professional sport, it's going to be um, a federal offense. That's what it was all about. What does that have to do with a drug ring? I, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody in the chat room, I did not rape anybody. Tony just mentioned that he would put on the Internet, I raped anybody, and I, it would be the same as me tweeting about Jeff being caught by an official with a, with a uh, laser. That's all. So I did not rape anybody. I tried to rape. JT one time, he wouldn't let me. Um, try wow. to bottle me. I did. I tried to, try to, all right, let's let's recover from that and do the btosports.com. I think, I think we're done. Let's go home now. We're Dude, done. We, Show's we, done. We, That's we, it. We've only yeah. taken one commercial. Great day. rail. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Great rail. Tits is upset. <laughs> we, we, I'm so I'm so glad Watson is here. Jeff, get tired. He didn't, he didn't even want time. me to come. He didn't. He's like, you DVF. I just wanted to make sure you were cool no, with each other. I know you don't like people from Europe, Kenny. I we like this dude. We he, have a sound. Did you hear him? That. He asked me to come guest DJ at Club Rubber, whatever this club said. <laughs> well, black, love black. Club Rubber. I think I might go to Bercy just to do like a, de- a guest spot DJ. You know, they like don't they do. like people from Europe. Hey, you can say Vegas Kdub from the real world. They don't like people from Europe. I could be doing this shit. Can you do that? They woo, don't woo, like woo, people woo. from Europe. I can yeah. practice. I get good. They don't like people from Europe. That could be my sound drop at the fuck. They don't <laughs> like. While you're in Europe? Europe? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like this. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Kenny Watson. I don't like people they from don't Europe. Like, like people this. from Europe. Not good in France. You don't like people from Europe? They don't like people from Europe. I like you. You're from Europe. Yeah. Kind of. Hey, buddy. Hey, I was thinking about like. I don't know if you guys remember David's dad, how intense he was. Yeah. Like, he was way worse intense on David than Tony is. He will beat me up when I win races. When I won races, <laughs> I will get beat up. Hey, it's all crazy, my dad. Frank is. Thomas told JT that he was going too slow and to pull off <laughs> one time. Yep. I met him back at the truck the next lap. <laughs> no, it's like. Uh, okay, let's do the BTOsports.com tweet it segment. Let's do it. Come on. Great radio. Uh, okay, hey, let's can I have this, the sun drop of uh, I love this guy? He loves that one. It's the tweet segment. I love this guy right here. Do it right now. I love this guy. Love this guy right here. All right, everybody. BTOsports.com, proud presenter of the Pulp Mech Show. My phone is. There is a lot of industry people listening to this show. What do they say? Uh, I had a sponsor right now text me and said, screw my commercial. The show is crazy. So, uh, All right. These are real live uh, questions submitted by real live listeners. Hey, are towards... you going to pay me for this because this will be your best show ever? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss after. Perfect. Uh, perhaps I'll pay you. You're taking some Dasani. You ate, <laughs> there you go. Nope. I didn't have a, Dis- oh, yeah, a Dasani and a Diet Red and Bull. And a Red Bull. All right. Uh, and, and I haven't drank tonight. Yeah, no, good, good I know. Job. Red Bull, water. Um, dude, I was thinking, I mean, you just had cocktails all night. This would be awesome. <laughs> we get a stripper pole, get Pookie up somebody, there. <laughs> somebody, somebody raped somebody. There's a drug ring, and JG was ordered to pull off by his dad. Okay, all right, let's go, Tits. Uh, maybe we shorten these up a little bit. Yeah. Um, at Sue Spencer 12, um, it's very topical. Is laser the new technology that Leslie's were speaking of? <laughs> Next. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Next. I, th- that joke, literally a hundred times today. Next. Yeah. Yeah. 
Dude, I used to um, pee lasers. <laughs> Craig, I used to piss you. lasers. Thanks. That's a sound drop. I piss lasers. <laughs> I piss perfections in the morning. I um, piss lasers. Oh, man. There's so many to go through. Okay. Uh, I don't even I, – I couldn't follow half of what was going on. So if I – if this has okay. been covered, then I'm sorry. But Well, we'll let you have it. T Land is 47, wants to know, uh, David, if you were still managing Moto Concepts, how would you have handled it? Well, that's a good question. Stop saying at before you say the, the name. T Land is 47. I, I, I said something to a friend of mine and a friend of Genova, a common friend. That I would have knocked Jeff out before anything <laughs> happened. Well, would you? You would have said, uh, "Hey, Davey, what is going on?" Davey said, "I found a laser." Bam! And that would have been it. <laughs> I, I, Davey would have said, "I found a laser pointer in him." Yeah, I'm like, right. dude, uh, it's this is the only one to blame, and that's the only solution for this was to say Jeff did a stupid thing and apologize, and that's it. Right. Well, and he's still saying. He's, he'll take a bullet and he'll take it to the grave for his kid. Bottom line. Hey, so, uh, JT. You um, can't be mad at him. I that. asked the two co-hosts, do you agree with those fines from MMX Sports? Yeah, I thought they should have uh, been really harsh and strong. Well, not harsh, but it should have been a really forceful okay. penalty. Uh, yeah, so I, I was um, – in this sport, there's a lot that just gets swept under the rug. People will just get slapped on the wrist. Uh, so to be honest, I was actually kind of impressed that – they handed down real penalties that really mattered. Okay. Right. Hey, you know what's crazy, too? We talked earlier, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, the way Mike is. Remember, Steve, I said I wouldn't be surprised if they just pulled the plug. You even, did say that. Even before talking to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I know that. how much, like, he's so ant. Like, You're a he, genius. He, he, thank you. So they called you a journalist, and you called me a genius tonight. Yeah. What the hell's going on here? Both you guys are lying. That's so funny. <laughs> All right, let's go, Tits. Let's, let's. All right. Radio. Pain 48. Um, we still got to get the DV song. Do we, we have a lot to do. Uh, Tits Steve, is stressed. You drove a box, man, box van for many years. Uh, this guy is doing Yes, I did. Do you have any tips you can give out um, from your great mechanicing days on surviving? Yeah, quit. Well, go to school. Like like driving it. a box? Like, Coke. I, well, Coke. About what? 80 bucks I'm, a gram. I'm sure he's not talking about how to actually drive okay, a box van. Okay, lock when when you're sleeping at truck stops, lock everything up. Uh, get one of those black shades that cover the windows because the sun gets freaking bright early in the mornings. It, it interrupts your sleep. Um, get a good stereo in the box, man. And always have two pair of socks. The first pair of socks is you take off, yeah. and then you leave them next to you. Because when you drive, if you get super fired up, you put that over your, your tool. Oh. And you just oh, Jesus. Take care of yourself. No. Nobody does that, oh, Kenny. Dear. Just. I did. Oh, yeah, I know. Besides you. So, you never okay. realize how horny you can get just driving down the freeway. It's, it's right? the vibrations. The vibration of the truck. Okay. So especially, horny. When you're, especially when you have sweats on with no underwear and you have your one leg kicked up on the, on the dashboard. And you just start getting okay. that little vibration. Okay, so uh, have two socks, one for jerking off and one for just wearing. And make sure you don't get them mixed up. That's Kenny Watson's. Uh, Ask Kyle Lewis about that. One bro. time I did him a favor. I and heard. Put a little discharge in his sock. And he, and he put it, he pulled over and we were going to eat and he put his foot and he was like, ah! <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's this show is taking a wrong turn. Um, also, uh, Flying J, showers. Very good. Clean. Good. 
Yeah. Or a, or a, a water bag, a solar no. bag. Off. Of, I was, yeah. I was classy that way. I, I used truck stops. <laughs> I, I was way more classy. I, I used, used to go to hotels. <laughs> Birdwell was like, never stay in a hotel during the week. And then I talked to Watson. He's like, I stay in hotels every night. Every night. <laughs> Room service, hotels every night. Right. All right. Uh, can drive three three five. Um, this question is for all of you. What's the weirdest thing that has happened to you at the races by a fan or team member? JT. The weirdest thing? Yeah, just um, they're referencing this this laser gate, obviously. But uh, I'm gonna say this where it where it's gone to now with. Uh, the things that happened after the race, the, the phone calls tonight, this turned into a drug ring. Tony Alessi's taking MX Sports down. I'm, this is easily number one. Uh, I, I don't even think anything else can even come into the conversation. So what was up about the MX Sports going down anyway? What was the... Oh, Tony's taking it down. Two years. Two years? Yep. Oh. Someone You're should, lying in the sand. Someone should tell them. <laughs> Uh, someone should alert them. Um, strangest thing, Kenny Watson, fan, team, team fan, rider, uh, DV, same question for it's you. It's ever happened to you? Yeah. Kenny. R, PG, R, X, whatever. What do you what, want? Whatever you want, man. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've you, already taken it. Yeah, I mean, you talked about this thing. jizz and socks, bro. It yeah. doesn't get much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, do I really have to answer this right now? Uh, no, no. Can I go? Oh, I have one. Yeah, there you go. At Steel, Steel City in 99, a guy, we were at Tech, and uh, a guy was hooking up a tow truck to the semi to repo it. And <laughs> One I was, of JT's awesome I teams. Was of taking JT's. armfuls of stuff out of the semi and hucking it out. All my gear, bikes, parts, gas cans, just onto the grass. I wouldn't care where it landed. <laughs> Buy anything I could grab before the guy could hook it up and start dragging it away so I could race the next day. You, Me and my dad wow. both, just everything we could possibly grab. Like a Titanic, like the Titanic is going down. Yeah, like save everything. Whatever we could possibly need the next day, we were just hucking it out onto the water. God, water. you've ridden for some great teams. <laughs> just great. I would have to say mine is um, 1999 at Tampa Supercross. I worked for Phil Lawrence, and he broke his collarbone during the race. And um, he was on the side of the track, and I, like, I was in the mechanic area, mechanics area. So I went over there to, you know, when they were working on him, and I left my tool bag and my pit board on the track. So they were putting him in, and I was walking down the tunnel, and they just threw the checkered flag. So I, was, I remembered I forgot it. So I go, I'm going to go back out there and get it. I had the right pass. I was doing nothing wrong. I walked by a security guard. He goes, let me see your pass. And it was the old day where it was a felled pass. It was like a long one. No. And I, you know, thing hung down, yeah. you know, like six inches. And I showed it to him, and I flung it around my back. Right. And I took like two steps, and the dude grabbed it and pulled on it and like choked me. And I turned around to him, like, what are you doing? He's like, you know the right pass. What are you going to do about it anyways? And I just freaking hucked him. And as soon as I pushed him, someone came behind me and C-clamped me around my throat. <laughs> and I was like trying to fight the guy. And some guy was on my leg. So I like kind of like tried to flip this guy over my shoulder. And when I did, he flew and he landed on top of a bike rack. And as soon as I did that, there was like five or six dudes that are just jumping over the, the sides of the barriers. And they all had these blue jackets on. And, but the race was over. So all the riders yeah, yeah. were riding through the tunnel. <laughs> I couldn't even hear. And all of a sudden, there, there were cops. There were full-on <laughs> cops. And the guy that grabbed me was a cop. So they just freaking manhandled me. I, I was there that night. What, Lana? 
No, it was no, Tampa. They no, weren't. I was there. That, that was the rumor was that Watson, yeah, got beat up and arrested. I got beat up and arrested, and I went to jail for three days oh, wow. in Tampa, and I was in the stall next to Daryl Strawberry. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> the straw man. What'd you do? Oh, I got, I, he's like, what'd you do, yo? I said, I did nothing. I did nothing. The whole time I'm like, I remember I kept talking. I did nothing. And these cops kept coming in and freaking pretty much manhandling me. And the one Daryl guy. Strawberry, though. One guy. He, like, he had he a sweet swing. And, he had a nice swing. The one guy hit me in the face with a with a stick, like he had oh, it yeah? like this, yeah. and he w- went to push me. And it was like I don't think he did it on purpose, right. but he busted my lip. So he was on the other side of the the uh, the bars, and I was like had my hands on the bars. I'm like I didn't do nothing, and I was like my lips started to swell, so it was like splashing. Yeah. And he came back in, and he freaking gave me a good one in the ribs, and he's like, "Calm down," <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry." TV? Uh, no, I don't have any. You, you have nothing. Nothing. Race all over the world. Nothing. What about 97? What? 97. LA Coliseum? Yep. When you were defeated by the great Moto Triple X. I was behind. I was like a couple seconds behind that bike. It's only 15 laps, bro. You only got to hold it for 15. You shouldn't have fallen four times. You know what? He rode good. Degan rode really, really well that race. I didn't crash, actually. Kevin did. Remember Kevin did? Kevin came, crashed. I remember Renard. Renard rode good. Yeah. That was a good race. Brian did ride really good that night. Nathan really Ramsey got third in that race. He got third, right? Yeah. And uh, did Robbie get second? No, no, no. no. David oh, you got second. Yeah. Okay, Robbie faded that back. Yeah. Do you yeah. believe me, or you have to uh, look at the vault? <laughs> we did check, by the way. Uh, David Villman did beat Ricky Carmichael in Washougal, going one two. Carmichael went two one. Uh, one more, though. I beat him. Yeah. He yeah. won the one, one two. Yeah. Ricky Carmichael went two one. We apologize, DV, for thinking that you were shitty. Okay. Uh... Tits, what else we got? I love this guy right here. Do you think are things getting weirder on the phone? I, I I've lost all control of everything. I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, though. Tampa ninety nine. Um, Tampa ninety nine. Red Larry, dog. Larry Ward passing, won. Larry Ward won the race. Red dog passing Jeremy McGrath in a heat race on a Mathis tune. Larry machine. Larry Ward won the race. Uh, no, whatever. he didn't. Oh no, not Tampa ninety nine. Tampa no. ninety eight. Larry Ward won. Ninety eight. Sorry. In the, sorry. in the mud. Sorry. Sorry. JT was buddy. probably there. Oh yeah, I was out there sloshing around. Home track, buddy. Okay, next question. Um, average super fan um, wants you guys to speculate, since probably you don't know for sure. But if you had to guess how much of a pay cut Tomac took to stay at Geico versus going to a team like, say, RCH, any ideas? I don't think he ever got an offer from anybody else officially on paper. Maybe Kenny um, can help me out here, but. So I, I have no idea. I don't know what he. I don't know what he got off from Geico. Besides, I was told it was close to the original offer that he had been uh, presented with around the Monster Cup time. So, right. and he's not saying anything, which is fine. We How don't. much is it? How much is it? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> okay, um, six six seven hundred thousand. I would think. Yeah, right? I was right? thinking on between five and eight, something like that. Speaking, speaking of Geico, uh, Austin Hoove wants to know the details on Hana Tomax as far as like their gear, boots, gloves, goggles, helmets. Do you know what they can and can't choose themselves? Um, Will Hahn is going to be wearing alias. He can do his helmet, goggles, and boots. And Tomax free for everything. 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 Okay. And yeah, I think the 450s are free, right? Well, no, Will Hahn's 450, but he has to wear the alias. Um, I heard that uh, Eli's going to have an energy drink sponsor, too. He's allowed to have one on that team. So uh, maybe the helmet will be an energy drink of some sort. Okay. All speculation, which some of us don't like on right, this show. Yeah. Just things I've heard from good sources. 
What the brand? What's the brand? What energy drink? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Just oh. he has. DNA. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, allowed to have one. We'll do one or two more. Okay. Uh, this is from David Pingree. This is for Jason <laughs> Thomas. Um, wants to know, uh, JT, are you sponsored by True Religion, or do you actually go out and buy those? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. No, I have receipts for those. <laughs> what yeah. about your Affliction shirts? <laughs> I don't wear Affliction, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Pookie, yeah. did say, Pookie did say, look, he's wearing a True Religion shirt. I bet you has True Religion jeans on, too. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're from the, the 951 uh, Inland Empire... True religion jeans and affliction shirt. That's the way to go. And a no. cross and a big no, cross. No one wears affliction shirts anymore. Kenny, oh, Kenny's, they do. Kenny's got they one do. on right now? They do, they do. Yeah. Kenny's got one on. Okay. Right. Uh, what about Ed Audi? Ed Audi. Ed Audi. <laughs> I don't know anything about Ed Hardy. Ed, Har- Ed Hardy. Though. I know about Ed Hardy's. You know about Hardy? Ed Hardy's? Do you ever yeah. get there? Hardy's is good. They got a Carl's big breakfast. Jr. They got yeah. a big breakfast sandwich. Um, R. Jones 252 wants to know with Tedesco. Since he didn't race it all this year, does he get to keep his number nine, or is he going to yep. lose that permanent? I would number? think he get to keep it. No, like they usually give year. him. Yeah, they give him. They give him uh, time, years. you know, to do that kind of stuff. Uh, injuries also, if you get injured, you get to keep it. He scored enough points last year to contain it. But you have yeah. two years to hold it. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. Does he does he come back, Kenny? Does Ivan Tedesco get a ride and come back? I don't know. Thanks. I know he wants to. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm, if, I'm, I, I think if the right uh, opportunity comes, he does. But yeah. I don't think you're going to see him out there doing like a privateer thing on his own. I He's not going to so. ride for any team like that. JT would ride for and get semis. Uh, I don't know, dude. I don't. I mean. He's he's just in that caliber where he puts so much work into it and needs to have certain things in a program, and he's just not going to go out there and half-ass it. Right, right, right. I mean, unless he really thinks he can do good. and I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of hope like he just finds his niche and he's happy and does something. I don't want to see him go out there and be miserable and maybe get hurt or yeah. something. A two-stroke team's hiring, I think. <laughs> there was talks of Ivan Tedesco on that two-stroke team. Cause he, what's, the, what's the two-stroke team? Uh, Robbie Marshall, two-stroke motocross, Never. six shades. At the, at the, for the AMA races? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AMA races? You should see the look on Kenny's face, JT. It is complete puzzlement. <laughs> Why? Why would they do that? Uh, when are they going to get rid of that? I may as well that? just ask Kenny the Pythagorean theorem. When are they going to get rid of that stupid uh, permanent, permanent numbers? Number system. Uh, yeah, I don't as soon know. As, they make, as soon as Tony takes the sports down. Yeah. I have a whole new deal. Yeah. I wonder if Mike backed all that stuff Tony just said. Because <laughs> he's always okay. like the, the guy for, you know. Maybe the first, the first 20 minutes. The, the last 10, maybe not. He got, he got pretty heated there at the end. Okay, last one. Um, MX Day 410. What happened to Nick Way? Crashed, uh, hit his head, uh, got a little bit of a stinger. They took him to the hospital. He checked out fine. I don't know his status for Millville, but... Uh, he was a little bit of a stinger, like through his arms and stuff. Dude, he don't need to go back there. That's a nightmare track for him. Yeah. He doesn't need to go back there and right. relive that. All right, anything else, Tits? <laughs> all right, that news, is it. Right? Uh, hey, we, we haven't, that's all news. We, we had a ton more, by the yeah, way. No, we got, we, we got a hard time. Hey, isn't that all news? Hey, we haven't talked no. about 250s. Isn't that all news? We Roxen? haven't talked about anything. Tomac, Roxanne, what's talked going about on? about your mom. One point. One point four races, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why talk about that when you got lasers, bro? Dude, why talk? This is the hottest thing on um, the web right now, bro. Mathis is. Should we take a commercial break? JT, yeah. do you want to you want to 
you gonna hang on or what do you want to do? You never know who's gonna call in next, you're, JT. You're a couple hours ahead, so understand if you got if you got to dip out, you got a busy day tomorrow. Hey JT, we whatever you gotta do. Hey JT, I think you need to hold on to this one caller that's gonna call in. You're gonna love it. Um, okay, JT, we're gonna take a commercial break. We'll, we'll hit you back after that. All right, I'm gonna go. Pee All right, uh, go. Paul McShow presented by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brat Bar. 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Optrix. We're going to come back with the Race Tech uh, email, and we're going to uh, have a, a bunch more stuff going on, and we appreciate you listening. All right, I'm Thanks, gonna go, everybody. We'll I'm going to pro- go peace and lasers. See okay. you guys in the next episode. This is Ryan ride from Monster Energy Kawasaki. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Beep. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, fork, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here. You guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex sprocket. 
Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp MX swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp MX stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. 
and Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships in my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up through the pro ranks, their winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams that rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, 
high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Now, coming to you from La Black, Le Cobra. What the hell was that? He cut it short. Oh, he did? Yeah. It was just getting the hot. Like it was just getting to the floor. Yeah, well, Are you cut it short? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's Very. bullshit. I was oh. just getting ready to get to the hook. Fuck yeah. you, Shit, man. Fuck yeah. you. That's Le Black Go right home, there, buddy. Fuck. That's the theme song for Le Black. Yeah. All right. Race Tech, everybody. Race Tech Suspension. One of the leading suspension companies in the sport since 1984. Hey, can I say something about oh, Race Tech? Oh, by the way, welcome back to the Pulp Max Show. presented by BTOsports.com. Yeah. Hey, dude. The show doesn't... Okay. The page don't work. Oh, there's too many listeners, bro. Okay. Hey, yeah. you want to hear something about Race Tech? Yes. David Volman wrote Race Tech. You didn't what? know that, did you? No. <laughs> uh, when thank you first you. came here from... You're from... Uh... No, he didn't have Race Tech. Did you have a Race Tech mechanic? FMF, bro. FMF mechanic. No. Brent Myron. Oh, no, not before you're, you're Brent Myron. Your first year. Some of the Brent top privateers in some of the top privateers in the Who's sport. Who's the heavy set guy uh, with the black jersey? He always used to work for you. Like use uh, Racetech. Uh, we sponsor Racetech. Thank van. you, Racetech.com. Thanks for uh, coming on the board. Ben Lemay uses Racetech. Brent Myron was some of the top privateers in the sport. Before that, Brent was Racetech.com. Greatest greatest suspension ever. Thank you to Racetech for coming on. We appreciate it. I beg to differ. <laughs> These are some of the best emails we got. I love this guy. Uh, yeah. Andy, hey, Andy's got, and lasers. Andy's got an email for you. Stop allowing Kenny on the show. He's just a dick. He always has something negative to say. I like his insight into the sport, but his attitude is horrible. He is loud, obnoxious, and makes me want to turn off the show. Really? Yep. So you should have turned off the show as soon as you heard my voice tonight. You would have yep. missed the best show tonight, dick. Andy, Andy says that. Uh, <laughs> love Carson, you. Love Carson, you, Andy. Carson said that. I just got back from Washougal. What a rad day. Anyways, I thought I would share a good story about Filthy Phil. We were stuck in the ridiculous traffic leaving the track when Filthy gets out of his rental car, crosses the road, jumps over a guardrail, and proceeds to take a leak in the trees. When he got back to his car, we yelled, hey, Filthy, can we get an autograph? And yes, he came back to our car and signed our stuff, including a dollar bill. He even asked if he could keep the money. Did he wash his hands? I guess not. Filthy Phil. (laughs) Uh, He's a crowd pleaser. Hey, uh, this is an email from... um, uh, What's the deal about getting a free bottle at LeBlac? Because I live an hour or so from there. Do I just need to mention Pulp MX or do I need to get Pulp MX stickers? 
dude, I'm screwed with that guy if he's only an hour. Is he a French dude? Yeah, I guess so. No. Yeah. No, he's. Yeah, no, he's from Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he wants to know, though. Hey, did, you, did you see the guy that went to the black with the Pope? Yeah, I know. know. He's English guy? English guy. Oh, that's was, awesome. I don't know why he went that's, there, but we got him. Uh, that's fantastic. And everything. That's fantastic. So. All Pope Mex fans invading Le Black. Kenny, you and I should go to Le Black. I was thinking, I was yeah. telling David, I, if I go to Bercy I'm, this year, I want to come down and be, do a guest DJ spot. You know, because, right. like, you know, Pauly yep. D does it. From so then you got uh, Kate, you got Kate up, Vegas Kate up. Last question. They won't know the difference, bro. Last question, DV, uh, on this email. Uh, this is the same guy with the black. Uh, in the first off, I was listening to an old podcast, the one with Mathis that you did with David Bailey, and he was talking about DV and how he used to work with him. He said that you decided to settle for podium spots that you didn't want to take the chances you would have to in order to battle with RC and Reed and then Bubba. Is this correct? You were my childhood hero. Watching you live battling MC at Bercy, then killing it. I got to admit, I was a bit frustrated with your last factory years. Would you mind talking about your actual dedication as a factory Yamaha rider after the, 20, the 2002 Daytona disaster? You got to put stuff in perspective. You know, like uh, in 2003, I started working with Bailey in 03, and then I worked with him in 04. And then I got hurt really bad in Daytona, broke my back. So I only raced... Uh, Few races that year, I was doing good the podium and stuff. But dude, I was racing with Ricky, Baba, Reed. Uh, those guys are not really um, uh, bad riders. Timmy, it, it's tough, tough to beat those guys, you know. And right. uh, I got fourth in uh, '04 and fourth in '05. And um, yeah, at that time, you know, with you had injuries, a good career. I don't care what JT says. Yeah, but at that time, with after the injuries and everything, plus you know, oh hey JT. Um, Really, really coming in and, and you know, doing right. good and with Ricky and stuff. I was just maybe not as not good enough to win whatever I was doing. And I thought I was putting the work. I never said no to Bailey saying, hey, you shouldn't swim like 40 laps at the pool and, and do like 85 laps a, a day at the Yamaha track. I did all those things. But maybe I wasn't, you know, right. I wasn't there. And at that point... Sometimes there was like triple triple that was sketchy in the ruts and stuff back east. I didn't want to do them. Yes, because you know I was I didn't feel comfortable. I thought it was sketchy, and sometimes I didn't yep. do them, and I was losing time, obviously. Well, but I mean, you had a career. You had a you know, career that most people would dream about. Yeah, and that's that's the point. But right. you know, it was. Uh, yeah, it I was. mean, JT wishes in San Francisco. Did you, you ever, did not you been ever so think aggressive? back then? When you were just doubling through that, that triple section, that someday you would own a, a world-class nightclub called Le Big. Le Big? Called Le Big? Le Big. Love Black. Love Black. JT, let's go tear that place up. Me and you, dude. We'll what be about like, me? We'll be like, what, what was that you, movie? Bro. What about uh, Night at the Roxburgh? Yeah, we'll be like me and you. Hey, what's up? What's going on? I love this guy right here. Uh, all right. Hey, another surprise caller. What's the matter, BB? Is it chat room walking on your yeah. PC? Yeah. Dude, screw the chat room. They are a bunch of dildos anyway. Sit down. Yeah. Do, do. All those people in the chat room are 95% dildos. Except for the five that are on there right now. I love all you guys. Right. <laughs> uh, hey, we got another, another surprise caller. Celebrity um, guest caller. Yeah, celebrity guest caller. Uh, and it's not Jason Thomas, who's, by the way, he's back on, on the show. Um, JT's here. Hi, Jay. Yeah. Is that uh, uh, Team 2-2 two, two, team manager, Dave Osterman. Uh, Ozzy, what's going on, man? Thanks, uh, thanks for calling. Yeah, how you guys doing? I was texting Kenny a little bit, and uh, hey JT, hope you recovered good from the MotoGP fun. 
But, uh, uh, you yeah. know, Kenny Watson, I, I've got a lot of time uh, just being acquainted with the Alessis, and I'm kind of an innocent till proven guilty guy and a kind of a liberal thinker. And I think that, uh, um, you know, I'm just appalled that it was so off the hook, like he says. But at the end of the day, while we were tearing down, probably like Kenny was and everybody else, trying to get out of that place. Hey, Dave, like let, me correct you. In itself, let me correct it, you. I was already at the airport when you were tearing down. Sorry. Okay. Well, regardless, you're 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 uh, yeah. better at delegating than I am. Then, but anyway, so I'm tearing down, and and I'm getting an earful from all different directions. So the facts are coming in, no matter how twisted or not. And I just, you know, I, I don't want to pass judgment, but but I think I I think that side over there on the plastic side of things, uh, the hot tub guy and the other guy. I'm not for him or against him, but I think, come on, you know. The kid wasn't dragged around like a puppy dog. Mike's a big kid, and I think Mike is clearly every bit as towering as Davey is. They're both bigger than me. You're talking about Jeffrey, I not think, Mike. Jeffrey, I, I not think Mike. You, you guys on, on the Pulp Show, trying to, trying to deal with all that, that was like hopping a fan of fence with a couple barking pit bulls on the other side. I commend you guys for not even losing your own cools. But I heard what happened from, from Guy B, who I love and trust dearly, and – Again, while we were tearing down, it was the subject under my tent, which we were just folded up. And, and you know, I just think that, that uh, um, you know, was it a threatening act? Was it a child at this act? You know, like, like Evie said, it was, it was pretty damn stupid. I don't think even Jeff's intention was to hurt anybody. But I said howdy to Jeff. They were parked uh, vertically to, to our headlights. I saw him in the morning. He said howdy to me. I said, hey, haven't seen you in a while. He was nice. But I noticed he had the team shirt on, and I think I've been around plenty of idiots in my career, and I think when you have the hat and the shirt on, you got to take what goes with it, uh, be it at a party, a rent-a-car, or something like that. So I think um, the only thing that appalls me in this whole thing is that they, they're they acting like they got roller skates, like this all came on them, like MX Sports is the big bad wolf, and Prater and these guys wouldn't do it. And, and you know, I don't want to see anybody kicked out, but I think – um, the hardest thing, and I talked to D.C. about this uh, a little bit, that, that, you know, the hardest thing to do was, was I do believe Mike is somewhat innocent. Uh, I don't think the team really knew about it. It was a stupid act. But, you know, it is what it is. He had the hat and shirt on, and I think everything that goes with it. I don't know that I want to see them go away, but I, but I applaud the sternness of the act. You know, here's Mike Genova at the meeting uh, pretty much, saying verbatim why he got rid of Jake Canada, which I'm not going to repeat because I don't even know if that's true, like Kenny witnessed. But at the end of the day, you know, here's a team owner that's let people go like a light switch, and, and yet they're, they're, they're not so ready to fess up to something like this. I, I personally think it's a serious offense, at least on my own team, and I know Kenny does, and everybody, even Steve, when you were a guy, I think everybody works real hard. I don't even want somebody from the outside in messing with a cable tie and even when you get a photo taken as a big kid or a little kid, the flash is there for a little bit. So um, I think D.C. acted in a good way. I think Jeff's lucky he didn't knock him on his ass. And I think uh, I think Jeff's more than capable of handling, handling himself. He is an adult. You know, I got two kids, 21 and almost 25. And, you know, if my son threw a rock through the window, I would want to back him up too. But if the, if, if, if the hearsay was overwhelming – you know, I'll take a bullet for my kids, too, but hiding behind the dad card, I think, is just what that is. And I think in the modern day, just turn on the news. You know, uh, 
you, I can love my kid and hate my kid on the same day because they, they can do things up, down, and sideways. I think we all know it. I know DV's got some, and, and, and Kenny's got a little one. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all good humans and bad humans every minute or moment of the day. So I think, I, I think everything was handled right. I, I'm sorry to see Mike go. I, I personally think they should suck it up, apologize, pay the fine. I don't think they should pull out for the latter four. I think even the infraction of giving the pass, that's pretty damn clear. You're not even supposed to do that, you know, and, and yet he did that. And then everybody acts like, oh, I didn't know he was wearing a headset or I didn't know he was wearing a picture. I didn't know, you know, I'm aware of what all my guys are doing, even when they're not doing anything. And, and, and that's part of the job. I'm sure Kenny can say that too. So, um, and we've all had to backpedal for, for, for the dumb and the stupid uh, time and time again if it wasn't even what we were doing in our own career. And I've been stupid plenty of times. And, and, but you got to roll with it. And I think, like you guys said, everybody will learn from it. Uh, again, I'm sad that it, it, uh, it affects Mike. And, and I don't want to see any teams go away because I think it is what it is. But I think, I think it did deserve swift action and, and – uh, unlike some of the waffling we've seen by others over the years, I think this was firm and stern and quick. I think they did take a day. I read the thing, and, and it, it was quite the legalese and done right, and I think, and, and I kind of applaud them for it. You know, if it was my kid, I, I think I might have been a little different. You know, and I've been a lights guy before for years, as some of you know, and, and, and even David in his own career. For anybody, even my own boss, for Chad Reed to get to where he is today, his folks had to get him there, and Tiger Woods' folks. But at some point, a lot of these folks go too far. Uh, the one thing I like about ball and bat sports is when the guys do turn professional, whether it's hockey, base, baseball, basketball, whatever, you don't have the parents in the dugout, and I think at some point they need to be up in the stands with a beer, and you know if they speak too loud or out of order, somebody else will slap them down. So I think, and being a parent, I can honestly say that, because uh, I've yelled at a soccer game when my daughter was five, and then on the way home I realized how dumb I was. So um, I think realizing that is half the battle. Hopefully they will. Hopefully they'll be better when they get back, and uh, we can continue to go racing. Hey, Dave, I got a question for you real quick. We're going to run out of time here, but um, yeah. there, there was something brought up, um, and I really do not know what was going on because I was sitting on the way other end of the table at the meeting. Tony brought something up about Ziggy um, and allegations of a big conspiracy in motocross. Drug ring. Right. A drug. Right. You, I mean, Ziggy, Ziggy's did, pretty soft-spoken and isn't about confrontation. And basically what he said, Tony's rant was completely off the mark. Like, like uh, it, he was as off as north to south is off. And, <laughs> and basically what Ziggy was talking about was that, that – He's working on something that he feels is just in his own mind and his own cause, that he feels there's certain entities or people or factions that, that, that are doing certain things to enhance their performance, and he's trying to get to the bottom of it. And I don't know if you heard what I said, because even sitting two feet away from him, he was pretty soft-spoken. And I looked right at him as, as uh, John Ayers and Davey kind of prodded him to stand up. And I said, hey, so if I get you straight, are you, are you, are you like behind this? Are you funding this? Are you trying to get to the bottom of this. And he, he basically said, uh, which I think you guys might have heard, that, that for some years now he's been tired of what's been going on and this and that, maybe in his division or the 450 division or both. Uh, he seemed to be pretty fixed on one direction of a certain color of pit attire, uh, which I'm not going to repeat what that is, because, again, innocent until proven guilty. 
and I hope it's not true, but at the end of the day, he's on a mission to do something. It sounds like he's behind it, and he's checked into the laws and bylaws, and 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 it, he's he's uh, marching forward to his own drummer on this thing, and uh, it sounds like it could happen any day or any week or any month, um, according to him. And and that that's really what that was about. It, it had nothing to do with MX Sports. Just everybody was trying to get MX Sports, like the AMA, to step up and drug test. Chad Reed was saying from being the guy in the hook last or in 11 with Villapoto that pissing in a comp is frivolous, a waste of time. Um, blood's the only way to do it. Uh, blood will find everything that is going on because you can't hide too much in the blood. And uh, at the end of the day, that's very expensive. So, uh, you know, unlike uh, in, in the past, Kenny, when, when certain factions have always had roller skates with, with that on MX Sports, I think at the end of their time uh, with the AMA or however that plays out, they're, they're trying to do something proactive so – uh, so none of this is going on, and and they won't have to ever answer any of those questions. Yeah, you know what's crazy is we had Villapoto on earlier, and some some reason somehow it got back to his camp where he he I, he didn't say this, but it sounded like to me that he thought those allegations were pointed towards him. And what he he said, RV definitely is, I, is fired up about whatever went on at your yeah, meeting. Yeah, see, I don't know right. because I, I like he said, I, it was so soft spoken. Dave was sitting right across from him; they could barely. Well, hear but him. I think, I think, just like you said, I think. Look, I've been, I've been an RV fan since he was on '60s, for God's sake, and I think you have too because he was somewhat local. I'd see him at Mammoth, whatnot, with his folks. But at the end of the day, I think. Just like Armstrong, you know, you're you're winning these things by a fair bit, and you're the dominant guy in either division. Uh, you know, if you're dunking all the basketball, somebody's thinking, "Wow, what's he got in his tennis shoes?" So I think, I think it's nothing I worry about. Uh, maybe you guys neither. I'm just trying to get my guy back to where he needs to be. But at the end of the day, there's certain people that believe these things, and they're you know, again, they're on their own mission of doing what they think they're going to do. Um, you know, I thought the MX Sports meeting was okay. Now we got to see, like Kenny and I discussed after, if if they do anything. That's the most frustrating thing. Is it, you know, it's, it's us against them and them against us. It's always that kind of attitude. But I think um, there were more people there this time. There were a few drivers there this time. Um, uh, you know, we talked about things like radios and this and that. Mark Johnson knows the most about it. I think the fact that he knows the most about it and has lived it in his other life and four wheels, I think we all need to listen to him because he, he spoke of all the advantages and, and, and goodness of it, but then there's pitfalls too. And I think if they don't, if they don't look to him for advice and guidance when he's sitting right there in an RCH shirt, I think they're foolish to not do that. So I think, I, I think there's a, you know, I felt good walking away. Even my boss was kind of cool with it because he, he got to go. And, uh, but again, it's, it's just, okay, what will they do? What will they not do? Uh, a lot of people, as Kenny knows, don't say nothing because I think they're just used to nothing ever getting done, and that's frustrating. But, you know, I know Roger marched them down to show them his pit area, which looked like he laid his plastic floor over a sand track. So, um, you know, and they got a brand-new, pristine, half-million-dollar-plus semi with a probably equally expensive floor that looked like it was laid over a sand track. So, again, it is what it is. And the number one guy's bike is teeter tottering on the uneven ground. So, um, why is that? You know. So, um, hopefully, things will will change and improve in the future. That the crowd was good and the spectators were plentiful. So, I think 
I think, uh, you know, hopefully it's it, it'll be a progression. Right on, but right on, dude. Well, hey, ho- hopefully this thing will just go away. And uh, but again, I don't think anything was done uh, harsh. I mean, I, I was close to it and talked to a lot of people. Even we took us two hours just to get to our hotel, which tells you the crowd was huge. And uh, there were a lot of facts going around and. And, and sure, sex-wise and videotapes, but, I mean, he had the thing on Thursday. Even when D.C. picked it up, it wasn't broken. It worked. And, just you know, I, I mean, Tony needs to downshift a few gears and really, you know, I'm a, again, I'm a father, too. But, but you know, the, the beauty of being a father is that when your kid is throwing the rock through the window, you should have enough sense to talk to the guy who had his window broken, you know, and, and you're supposed to be rational. And, again, I, I Davey didn't. You know, Jeff's shirt wasn't even dirty, so he wasn't dragging anybody on the ground like a dog. Yeah, I think uh, he's 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 Hollywooding this way too much, and, and that's what bothers me. I'm not taking MX Sports' side. I just think, okay, you know, you were caught with your hand in the cookie jar. You got crumbs all over your shirt, just dude. And for them to say, oh well, Jeff would never give us the answer. I mean, come on, Mike Genova is a tough boss. He owns a multi-million dollar company. He's an aggressive businessman. Uh, I've talked to him plenty of times before, like you guys have. He doesn't push a pussy foot around at all. And for, for these guys, they said, oh, he wasn't telling us what the answer was. You know, I think something, to me, I take that pretty serious. I think I think if anybody was throttling anybody, they should have been throttling him and said, you know, what the F did you do out there? Yeah, correct. You know, you're putting, you're putting our whole team in jeopardy. And, you know, if, if the gate fell, come on, you guys have had your mom flash you when you were a, a kid with a camera. I mean, if the gate dropped and Villapoto had that flash still in his eyes or Malcolm Stewart, we don't know what it would have done. We can all say it was it was nothing and not serious and non-threatening. And, and again, I'm sure Jeff wasn't – his intent was to hurt anybody. But, but then again, what if it did? This would be a whole different right. hey, uh, conversation. Dave, we got to run. We're up against the yeah, clock yeah, here. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, but, you guys uh, have a no, good night. Thank you for calling in. I hey, pre- thanks, Ozzy. Appreciate the insight for sure. Thank you. No worries. See you uh, guys. All right, that's Dave Osterman, everybody. Um, yeah, uh, some harsh words. Hey, uh, in the uh, YouTube video of uh, Mike, uh, of uh, Tony Alessi and Jeff Alessi confronting me, <coughs> I'm wearing some terrific socks by NFAB. And with that, NFAB, industry uh, leader in making quality Nerf bars, pre-runners, and other off-road accessories, cheap and truck products to the stars. They design and manufacture the strongest, most durable, best-looking Nerf bars available. NFAB, they're committed to building heavy-duty, high-end, high-quality tubular parts for all the latest trucks and SUVs. Sponsor of Chris Blows, Phil Nicoletti. <laughs> What's going Jeez. on with Chris Blows this year? Kenny, Jeez. that's your guy. He hasn't even scored a point. I know. I JT, heard... what is happening with Chris Blows? I, I don't know. Do you, do you think it's because that they don't make any parts for Ridgeline? Do you think it's unrelated? Uh, I, I believe it's unrelated. Yep, I do. Um, blame it, blame, but I'm not ruling blame it out. It, blame it on the YZF450. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, they are on four flies at Yamaha, yeah. and those things are terrible. Yeah, we forgot to to ask Osterman about the tablecloth. Oh yeah, uh, we we had, the tablecloth gate. We had to go. That was funny. <laughs> he, gate. They made that video. The team two two made that video, and they weren't going to tell Dave. And he was going to the cops and the FBI. They had to they had to like tell him. They're like, hey, we made this up. We're really sorry. Like, so awesome. The, those two guys. They really did get stolen, though, JT, right? They really did get stolen. As far as I know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the video with the two guys asking for a ransom or whatever? Made oh. by Team 2-2. The one guy was a truck driver. Yeah, Shane. Shane. The one guy was a truck driver with the thing over his face. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, all made I up. I love this guy. <laughs> it's good. I, I love this the, guy the, right the, here. The demands. That was classic. I didn't even know. I think yeah. I, I saw that video or something about it. But, you know, uh, it was a... Okay. Um, so NFAB, uh, NFAB banging bar segment. This is where we dedicate it to NFAB uh, Jeep and truck bars. Um, Are we going to uh, get paid overtime here? The ba- it's banging bar and bar <laughs> Sorry, by NFAB. Uh, sure, whatever. I, I had something. I lost it. The, the banging bar segment. Uh, I think this show be between DC and uh, Jeff Alessi. They were banging, <laughs> banging bars, bars with each other. Tony and the world. <laughs> uh, the universes. Mike, Tony, Alessi, and me. <laughs> Anyone you want Dead. hanging bars. You're gonna have to build their goggles. No. You don't have to build them no more. They're, 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 they're not going to the nationals anymore. So they will. You think? Yeah. You think they show up at Millville? Yeah. Yeah, I say they show up and I think Tony shows up, just like I said that. <laughs> really? I, oh Tony they, yes. they, they they can ban him from going in the pits, but they can't ban him from going to the race, can they? Property? No, it says on that thing trespass. Yep. Private property, bro. Yeah. Trespassing if you show up. Um, all right, let's do uh, – Tits just – who wanted to come on and you said no? Somebody called? Sinjin. Uh, that, that could be good. Poor Sinjin. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could be good. Next brand goggle tear-off segment. That we can't Rapid fire. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. All love, right. Love uh, right. These are here. questions for Jason Thomas, Kenny Watson, David Villeman, and myself. I don't, do I have any? I don't know. But Yes, you do. Uh, are they from the guy with the weird shorts? These are submitted by Corey Moser, who had a horse, a unicorn head um, on. <laughs> I mean, we saw him. I saw him. I never did, saw him. Did you see the, the picture of the balls out? Have you seen the balls out? Picture? Yeah, the balls out are over or they're over here. You never saw that? I guess you didn't. You're not familiar with the balls out term, though. It's kind of like the two-stroke thing for you, I think. He listens. He doesn't listen to balls I had out. It somewhere. Oh yeah. Did did you he have made a... that balls out? Did Moser? <laughs> it's a pair of pants with balls and a and a ball. Do you know what he brought me this weekend? <laughs> he brought me another pair of balls and said, "I need to give them to riders." Like, good job today. You won the balls out award. <laughs> and he wants me to give these to the riders, and the riders pose with a set of balls. <laughs> so now you have to carry around a set of balls at every race. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ke- Kenny, was your interactions <laughs> with him fine? Do we have any incidents? It was. It was... It was, it was okay. Exactly how I, I was. How fine. Drunk I seen was him. He? I, he was. Well, I seen him before practice, and I walked up, and he. I gave him a hug. I'm like, "What up?" And I go, "Dude, you already started drinking. You smell like booze." He's like, "No, that's from last night." And then he came by before the moto started to take a picture and ask me about the case. Moser. Uh-huh. Oh. Ask him about his case. The and, uh, yes. He once again he doesn't obey the rules. He just walked right through. Right to the to the he didn't go in the truck. I was standing right by the door, and he just walked right there. So whatever he he Love was fine. This guy right here, he was fine. Uh, JT interactions with Moser was he okay? How was he? Uh, yeah, he's all right. How was Force? How he was char- charged in the truck? And I thought you know Carson kind of was getting a little upset for a second, but okay. The last yeah. I saw, when I saw him in your truck, he was looking at the food, eyeing it up, and you told him not to eat it. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he he likes to push the push the envelope a little bit. Right. That's not the most. I'm really know. just trying to keep him out of trouble. To to be yeah. fair, yeah. I don't want him to get yelled at. Someone said to him, "What's with the horse head?" He goes, "It's a unicorn." Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's another guy that needs a little help. <laughs> a Fifteen little. seconds or less. These are rapid fire. 
uh, and uh, we need the answers from these, and these are 15 seconds, and I don't want to hear any tallywhacking over 15 seconds. Rapid fire. Okay, let's do it. This is war. All right, Steve, you're first. (laughs) Um, You probably saw this one coming, but is the Terminator lens laser proof? Yes. That is why he wears them. No one can laser Michael Lessi. The other, the rest of the thirty-nine guys, they can be lasered. Yeah, they can. Yeah, right. but there's not already one. Hey, there's guy, not right? there's not anyone. Tits, TV, Kenny, JT. It's a hundred percent that you believe Jeff Alessi did this, right? Yeah. You don't have the balls to put laser proof on your next uh, X brand ad. He <laughs> <laughs> can't. He can't. He's going to get sued. 100%, 100% though, everybody? Yeah. I think they should have a signature goggle yeah. called the laser. Kenny, 100%? Jeff, in your mind? I would say 99.9%. I'll what? give him the benefit it's, of the doubt. fucking Watson. Enough. Always, always trying to be enough. difficult. When, in the roundup system, that is 100%. Thank so you, too. Right. I, I, am, I am, you know, it's America. That iguana's tugging at his heart. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're innocent until proven guilty. Okay. All right. Thanks, Cody. David. Um, David. Do you think Motor Concepts will ever get OEM support? No. Questions are going good here. Great. Kenny. Yes. How will Steve fare if one of those altercations actually turns into a fight someday? He'll do fine. 1.4. Oh, we're killing it. All Perhaps right, you um, ask uh, my next time JR is in. Uh-huh. Uh, my buddy we boxed JR. Him, right? We boxed him three rounds. Uh-huh. He's a bigger guy. It was bigger back then too, by the way. He, he's, he's a bigger guy. He, he was a bigger guy back then, muscular wise. He was pretty oh, ripped. Okay, yeah. I took him three rounds. Uh-huh. Um, I probably had the. I probably. I watched the fight in person, by the way, okay. and well, it was a unanimous decision in the favor of uh, Justin. I disagree. <laughs> I had you weren't the judge. Usually, the fighters don't get a. I would have won on points. I would have won on points. You lost on blood. I. There was a small amount of blood inside my nose. Did you ever watch that stuttering John and crazy cabby guy Howard Stern fight from like no. ten years ago? No. Oh, never mind. That's okay. probably what it was like. All right, All right Jason. JR is um, blowing up my phone right now. He's not happy with <laughs> with what I just said. JT. All right, JT. Will Mike Alessi bounce back from this? Yes. Oh, sorry. This is for JT. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to really affect as long as they let Mike race. Um, as far as like the team stuff, it's not going to matter. Michael Essie is uh, he's a racer uh, through and through. And uh, you ever looked at a shark in the eye? <laughs> he's a gunfighter. He's got gunfighter's eyes. <laughs> I see right. it in Tate too. Yeah, hey JT, you. did you send Chad that audio? I did. Did he get reply back? Um. Yeah, he was just like right. Yeah. Okay. WTF. Right. Good, good times. <laughs> She's like, I've gotten blown away most every time, every year I've ever raced outdoors. Why would anybody think that's me? <laughs> right, exactly. Good point. If he's yeah. doing it, he's doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right, next question. All right, Steve, second question. Uh, Washougal has a unique track surface and bike setup is key. Name the rider you think is the best at bike setup and the rider you think is the worst. I hate to pile on here. I think Michael Les, he's a terrible uh, bike setup guy from people that have ridden his race bike. People that have worked with him. I know. I think that's why Tony is so important to him. I don't think he's a very good test rider. Uh, he just, but he's a great rider. Uh, best setup guy. Um, I gotta think. Are you uh, over on time? Yeah, I am. I'm over on time. Then you don't get a finish. Fuck off. Okay. 
David, second question for you. Are you listening, DV? Mm-hmm. Are you okay? okay. <laughs> Are you driving home tonight? No. Okay. He's I'm doing the Le Big show tomorrow. Oh, yeah, Le Big USA. All right. Who should make the decision on bike setup and tire choice at the races from week to week? And he, uh, he, he wants to know the rider, mechanic, team manager, or all of the above. How about the, the tire? The guy? rider should say she know what he wants and what to put on the bike. Not, nobody else. Six seconds. Max Anstey's dad used to do all of his testing for him. Yeah, that worked out well for him. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Can a good you? thing, that's for sure. Second question. Which rider has been the most difficult or stressful to manage in your career? Good question. That's an easy answer. What was that for? It's for me. For, uh, I thought it was for me. That was good. You um, can answer it after Kenny No, does. I'm not. Say, answer, say that one more time. Who's the most it? stressful or difficult rider you've had to manage? 15 seconds. It's up. I would say... Uh, Rapid fire is not your specialty. I would say, I would say Ivan Tedesco just because... Not because he was bad, just because I wanted him to do so good. Wah, wah, wah. I wore, I, I just wanted him to do good, and it was, I, I took it really personal, that you know, if we, if I couldn't get him what he wanted to help him. I have to say, Kenny, when you hired Casey Johnson for Plano Honda, I thought that was really going to work out for you. I thought he was a sleeper pick. It didn't work out. He broke his leg like two races in. I know. He, got, he did good the first race. He got fifth. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a total disaster. No, he but, went to the first race and got fifth. The second race, he broke his tib and fib. He's done. I, I was on board with that signing. You got him cheap probably. You know, he's super talented. I so. really like the guy too. Pretty cool guy. I like Casey. I see him. Yeah. I, I haven't seen him. I seen him last year at like Loretta's and I like saw. World Mini. He was working with some amateur kids. But uh, his, nickname, like his nickname was Casey Big Johnson. But was he big? Or did he just call himself that? Anybody see his wiener? Uh, no. Okay. Right. I'll move on. <laughs> Things got weird. That was awkward. <laughs> uh, um, Jason, second, second question for you. Uh, do you think Tony's credentials should have been pulled? Figuratively or literally? <laughs> well, apparently some credentials were pulled. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. You, you know, it's... They're very serious about wearing other people's credentials. Like, you can't just give your kid your team manager pass and say, hey, go have fun. Right. All right. Uh, third and final question for you, Steve. Uh, what riders have had their racing credentials pulled? If none, what's the biggest fine suspension the, that's been handed The out? weirdest thing I ever had happen was Jason Fournette, a buddy of mine who raced privateer guy. Uh, Jay, the AMAJ. Not AMA Jeff now, but AMAJ. Remember him, you guys? Remember AMAJ? Jay Mitrowitz. Yes. Uh, at Tampa in 98, we'll never award one. Somehow Jay comes up to Fournette, who's been racing for years and is a regular on the series, comes up and goes, your credentials fake. And Fournette's like, huh? And we thought he was joking because we're buddies with him. You got a fake credential. I heard you got a fake credential. And he like ripped it off his neck and was like, you got to get out of here with this. And we're like, have you lost your mind? He's a professional racer. He races all year. It's not a fake credential. So, oh, wait. Uh, somebody just texted me. They've seen his wiener, Casey Johnson. It's nine inches, but it's thick. Okay. <laughs> I am not a. Li- it's nine inches, but it's thick. This is Usually a. Ma- this is a, a male thick. friend of mine. So there we go. All right. Things. Cra- hey, crazy. What, what else could top hey, off the show? Crazy shit going on in the nineties. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> enough. Have a suit. Yeah. Radio. Okay. Um, Can we do the thing, tits? Do the. Well, I, I I don't know when you want me to shoot. Now, Chief Smoke. No more questions. Again, Chief Smoke. 
Chief Smoke. Good. It's not Chief it's not Smoke. Yeah. Chief Smoke? People, it's my mom's. My mom's drop. Chief Smoke. Chief Smoke. Okay. It didn't work out so good either. No. What didn't. are we doing here? Are we just uh, wrapping this thing up? Yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, How come my song never went on? We're not going to. Yeah. You know what? We, we, we got. We no, he deserves his song. We're going to go out with our commercial. And, I, and no one will listen on the archives. But if they want to hear Kenny's song, what song did Kenny Watson pick tonight? You need to listen to these commercials. Okay. I suck it, everybody. Yeah. You have to listen to these commercials to hear what Kenny Watson's song was. Um, David, third and final question for you. Should Washougal try to change its racing surface or continue to maintain it the same way? No, I think it's, you know, part of the, the track. I think it's good. I think you need to leave it the way it is. But I don't like the rollers up uh, or yeah, spiral hill. Like just live it natural. JT, what did you think of those rollers? To, you know. uh, I liked the way it was before. Okay. I think they should get rid of that S-turn. Nobody asked, but that's what I think. Br- the Bracho uh, chicane? The catcher's mitt, bro. Your mom should get rid of her S-turn. Yeah. That turn's awesome. Yeah. 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 You know, Why'd awesome. they get rid of the Chuck it, it's, it's one line. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. That thing was gnarly. It was that hard. Was to... my, that was the only place I could stand and see that had pretty much everything. It was hard to do, too. In 1979, it probably was. <laughs> yeah, the S turn. Come on, Tits. Tits. Oh, what Dude. do you know? Yeah, they're not good for racing. No, sh- just shut up. Guys. Oh, you. There's all kinds mouth. of bike passes there. Yeah. Did no, you see like not. baguette passing? Uh, what's his face? I don't oh, know. Oh, the inside. That was no. a good pass. Yeah. No, I'm Who? sticking with this. Who was it? Stop Bogle. it. Tits. That's the worst part Bogle? of the whole trip. Yeah. Stop it. That was sick right there. Inside. Tits, okay. Have you ever been there? No, I don't need. Okay, to. Okay, stop it. I don't need to. Hey, watch the Clearly. video, Bracho, on Ryan News. Crap. Outside, buddy. Crap. Crap. One time in however many years of racing, really there's been care. one good. Did pass you see? Did you I see really Brett Merkov eating shit, jumping the barrier, landing in the spectators? He's landing in the beer garden. <laughs> I don't think I remember. Really? I don't yeah, remember that. Oh. with the 123, his oh, first yeah? year or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he broke his leg, I think. Huge crash. In uh-huh. that, yeah. Okay. All right, Kenny, third question. You've been around a long time. He's been knows a lot of people. You know a lot of people. Oh, okay. Is there another family that has come close to creating the controversy that the Alessis have? No. I'm trying to think, too. JT, anyone? Uh, they really I, haven't got, caused that much soot, but the couple things no, that they have done yeah. is pretty gnarly. Come on. I don't know. I'm going to have to go on the other side of Kenny on that one. They've gotten in some pretty – the scandals they've had are monumental. Yeah. Like the Glen Helen one. That's the only one I could really come to my mind is the Glen Helen one and the one with – I'm sure someone who raced against him in amateur. Yeah, maybe the amateur and, stuff. There's yeah. a lot more that I do not Ask know. Ask Davey Milsa. Well, I'll tell you yeah, what. But think, but... think about all the stories you heard about when he was on Suzuki about the suspension and all that stuff going on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. It's just a story, but I'll tell you what. When he rode for Honda at Plano Honda, they made they made us take our truck to. He rode for Plano. No, what? he rode for Honda as oh. an amateur, oh. and they made us take our truck to Lake Whitney for him and Jeffrey to ride out of. So 
that was my deal. Like I was kind of the guy of the representation, the guy from Honda there with the Alessis. And I'll never forget. Like I showed up and I went right over to Millsaps's truck to talk to his mom, and she wasn't having it. She goes, <laughs> "I don't give a shit who you are or what your deal is. You support that guy. Those guys are effing idiots. So there's nothing even to say." So I was like trying to talk to Carlos, and he's like, "Hey man, there's nothing you could say over here, man. It's past fixing. Just bail." I'm like, "All right, get out of here. Run." I'm like, "Hey, good luck, you guys." So what Run. happened was it was crazy. Like we went, we went to the gate, right? And uh, Tony had this, you know, idea that, like, Tony uh, Mike had first gate pick, and Millsaps would always line up on the inside of him. Uh-huh. So he had this great idea that he was just going to go hit, like, have the mechanic, you know, in the gate when the bike wasn't in the gate, yeah. and then I was going to go stand in the gate that they wanted to go in. So they went into the gate. And the mechanic was working on it, and Davey rolled into the gate. So they pulled the bike back and were pushing it to go to the other gate. Well, some other rider was coming like this and, like, you know, came together. Yeah. And it caused a big old fucking issue. Like, you you can't go to that gate. The, yeah, the other yeah. guy was fighting. No, you were in that gate. And he goes like, because yeah. I told the official, I go, watch this. We're not going we're, we're to go in this gate. So just watch what happens. He goes, okay. Yeah. So it was all yeah, cool. Yeah, you were fine. Right. Yeah. But then they were freaking out, and the time they tried to move over, it was just like a – it was just a fucking nightmare, but it's, I mean, shit happened way back then too. So, I, I mean, I don't know, JT, I, I'd have to agree with you. I, I don't, I can't really speculate on anything that happened at Suzuki or KTM or whatever, wherever it went down, but. All right. Okay. Um, since we asked last time, uh, Corey would like me to clarify one of the questions for you, Jason. Do you think Tony's credentials should have been pulled for the remainder of the season, not just for that day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, right. I do. Okay, moving along. Third and final question for you. <coughs> Tony aside, who is this the... for me? No, this, oh, is for, this is the last question for Jason. Uh, I want to clarify on that, too. If you threaten to sue, beat up, do anything to <laughs> Davy Coombs, your credentials is going bye-bye. Yeah, that's what we were saying. We were saying, like, it's not like David and I were saying. It wasn't the action of the laser. It's how he – what he did after. You know, yeah, it DV, wasn't. DV's been saying that all night. Yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. even about what he did to Steve. It was about what he did to Davy Coombs. It's like, dude, that's the guy that you know pretty much makes it happen. If you don't want you there, you ain't gonna be there. Yeah, not a good, not a good move. No, <laughs> in my opinion. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, he made a mistake. Aside from Tony, who is the most intense? Who's this for? It's for Jason. We okay. Sorry, bro. Uh, Aside from Tony, who's the most intense team manager ever? Forrest Butler. Who's the least intense? Kenny Watson. Although when you were telling, and, the, and well, it's not fair when you say intense. Tony and Forrest are nothing alike, but Forrest is intense. Like he's into it. Yeah. Yes, he is. All right, that has been X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off, uh, xbrand.com, eksbrand.com, Pulp Show 13, save you 30%. Uh, the, the goggle of choice for uh, many, many of the top riders, and uh, look for Jessica Patterson to dominate the X Games with their X-Brand goggles coming up. Are you going? Very shortly. No. Are you? You got uh, anybody doing it? Yeah, I got uh, three guys. Who? Uh, Josh Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Howe's riding the Adaptive. Oh, yeah. And uh, Took lessons Lan- from Travis Preston. Steve Lan- Howinsky. Howinsky and Lance, Lance Corey in speed and style. Oh, wow. Okay. So we got three athletes. Um, JT, any of your guys doing it? Chad's racing. Chad's racing? Yep. Okay. Um, I don't think so, no. No, they're not. Nobody from BTO. No, not uh, that I know. Not that I know. I of. know Blos is racing. Chris Blos is racing. Um, 
It's more like arena cross or X, X Games. They have like a arena cross race. A supercross thing? It's arena cross. It's inside Staples Center. So yeah, it's like it's not... where the speed and style. Yeah, like yeah. It's, speed it's, and style. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's the same exact course that the chicks race. It's gonna be super lame. So they're gonna hit the the ramps and stuff. One ramp. Yeah, the finish line. Order, Sixty-five right? feet. Remember, like Jeremy's race, the big wide yeah, one. Yeah, that was cool. That. I was there last year with the. Uh, I was uh, helping Jessica Patterson. Yeah. So I was at the. Oh, this year she will win. Next pen goggles. I'm not helping out this year, but yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, uh, thanks to uh, uh, all of our sponsors, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing. Uh, also to Race Tech, uh, Ra- Tech One Designs, um, one of our uh, good sponsors. Check them out. They've helping our buddy Gump. Remember Gump? Yep. Gump had some problems with Loretta Lynn's. Gump got it all sorted out, and Gump is working hand-in-hand with Tech One Designs to get some custom graphics made. Is he riding an 85 CR250? No, that's Jerry. Oh. Uh, thanks, 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 Tech One Designs. Uh, race Tech Suspension, of course, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brout Bar, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and... Optrix. Optrix has a really neat uh, app that you can use on your iPhone. So when you're recording it, uh, doing your racing, whether it be mountain biking or motocross or whatever, you can record it and it actually has built-in telemetry. So it will track it with GPS, do your uh, you know other technical stuff. I don't really know what it's called, but it's on the App Great. Store. Great. Just That's a great search. That's a great, That's a great pitch, yeah, bro. Thanks. And... Uh, Kenny. If you want to get one, go to optrix.com and use the code PULP for 15% off your order. Of course, uh, your last time you were here, last show, you made uh, Show Pro very upset with this legendary over the Optrix. You've helped him near and far with a lot of things. You asked him for Optrix. Through. He can't Well, that's what that I'm getting was, to. That was the great section. I love uh, the was, YouTube video. Yeah, Will Hahn was genuinely scared. Yeah. Will was, was like, awesome. I don't know what's going on here. But, Tits, you He's got... Like, Nobody buys shit. Yeah. Kenny, I, you've got we, the Optrix, Kenny? We've got all this. I never even said no. He, he, he immediately probably. was, was probably. trying. Pro- probably. That was the yeah. one that anyway, Kenny did. So, like. make a long story short, he did get me yes. one. I did take it. I wasn't using it at the lake last week, but I did not use it. It's going to be used, and I will give you a full update when I use it. I hear it's semen-proof. So you get your don't you need so- you, you don't need your socks if anymore. Anyone <laughs> would test it. It would probably be Kenny. Right, right, right. No more. Hey, no more JT, it's uh, it's past midnight where you are. We thank you for 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 staying in with us on this one. Uh, I don't know what to say, but thanks, man. Um, yeah, no worries. Uh, appreciate it. We'll see you at Millville, right? Yep, I'll be there. All right, JT, thank you. See you guys. See you. All right, see you, everybody. That's Jason Thomas, David Villeman. Thank you for coming in on this entertaining Monday night. Appreciate it. It's uh, one for the record books, I think, or one for the memory banks. Uh, Kyle Cunningham, Ryan Villapoto, Tony Alessi, Mike Genova, Mitch Payton, Dave Osterman, Steve Bauer. Tits. Tits. Thank you, Tits. Kenny, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Optics, for the case. Yeah. Optics. Tits, I want, I'll call it whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> this freaking guy. Uh, hey. He said it. He cussed. He's going to Mormon hell again. Yeah, <laughs> again. Yeah, he's going to, Mor- you're, you're, um, you're he's going to Mormon hell with a bunch of people who say, Frick. Yeah. Freaking Frick. Frick. Oh. Hey, just say it. Just say it one no. time. Just I'm, say it. I'm, I'm hey, I'm by the way, we that. talked nothing about Washugo race, the actual race itself. Yeah, we're going to talk about Tomac and Rock. Not one word. <laughs> not one thing. I got a bunch of notes, hey, this and we didn't. In, in, hey. in your show wrap-up, is it just going to do hashtag Lasergate? Yeah, that's all hey. I need to put in there. Mathis. Yeah. Tomac, red plate after Melville. 
You're saying. calling it? Okay, so does does it's hot? It's hot. It's tough. It's bumpy. It's rough. He's does. Fit. Here's, a, here's, here's another question that's that's big time. Does does Villapoto beat Dungey at his home track? Dungey's good there. He's good? Dungey's good there. He caught and passed Ryan he, he, he in uh, Dungey at, at Wash Eagle. Uh, yeah, so if, 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 no. if, if there's a fact if there's a fact about Dungey, Tits should know, right? In twenty eleven, Dungey caught and passed R V for the win in the second moto. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. That's a Chad Reed uh Chatapult race. Chad won the first moto. I was there too. I don't remember. Yep. And and uh, uh, Dungey caught and passed RV for the win. So Tits does does Dungey win at his home track in front of his home fans? Dungey does well in Minnesota in general at his it, home track. So I'm going to say yeah. I, okay. Although I said the same thing last week and I was wrong, but there's no consequences. Tits. So why not? Uh, I want to see it. this one. No Send it to me. Hey, I want uh, it. Kenny, <laughs> Kenny <laughs> give me Brock Tickle's moto finishes at Millville. Fourteen DNF. DNF? Why do you say DNF? Berluti? Yeah, like fuck Berluti? Is that it? Really? Yeah, it's, it's a shot of Berluti. That's exactly what I was doing. Uh, uh, you, well, I need to go back to my, my stats. Yeah. <laughs> 14 average start. He's, yeah, it's it 14, matters where he starts. 14. If, he start, uh, if he starts in the dear. top five, he'll Boy. finish fifth or sixth. If he starts outside the top ten, he will get eighth through eleventh. Okay. It's That's a lot of myths uh, here. Hey, keep listening to the show, everybody. Because, All right, he'll be uh, top 10. He had, he, he's been top 10 for you know, every race. You're going to cue the commercial up. And then Except for are one. Are you going to make me wait uh, here for 12 and a no. half minutes while this yep. thing plays? We have to play it. And hey. we, people have to hear Kenny's. Uh, no, Kenny's uh, no, put it right away. Put it right away, the song. No, but play the commercials. That's who pays the bills. That's who allows me to pay you. Oh, uh, play, play like 30 seconds of his song and then commercial. Don't listen to him. Yes. He's not programming the boss, so I He's not programming the show. what you say. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening on this eventful Monday night. Thanks to uh, all the people behind the scenes that make this happen, and we really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to thank you very much for listening. We're going to be back next week. I think Tony Baluti is going to be in. Um, and then um, Don't do that. Mad, Mad Mike Mason will be in after the X Games. And Kenny's watching an X-rated video on his phone, and that's better time to uh, – Wrap this up. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks for having me, Pulp MX. See you next Great time. Great radio, bro. Great radio. I love this guy right here. <laughs> Great radio. Those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, 
the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, fork, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blows uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Racetech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Racetech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Verandis, and run a Vortex sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX show, everybody. 
Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp MX swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp MX stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PulpNation to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you and the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Atlas 
over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up through the pro ranks, their winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race teams that rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit WorksConnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in Northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Every day convince myself of everything I can and can't believe Abused, confused
something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. The full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho. I just wanted you to know that if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.